that is that is pretty wonderful, right? Absolutely. Hey, we should mention that we had our this is our first episode of the year. Yeah, te- yeah technically it's our first brand new one, and it's kind of a new. It's not new, but it's new. I want to try to get this kind of format ev- maybe twice a month, maybe once a month. I think so. I think we can shoot for twice if we can find people that want to do it and that we think are worth like throwing. Not worth is in there worthy. Just like they got something cool to talk about. Something cool to say. Yeah. Because I mean, like uh, the the idea is we'll bring some guests in. Yeah. Like today's guests. Yeah. And then uh, those guests will have something to contribute to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, and in turn, it'll help us learn uh, more about ourselves, too, because we bring some pretty cool people in. Yeah, and we like I think I said it in the last episode before the year ended. I didn't. I was worried about us getting into our own echo chamber. Yeah, that's a really good point, because so like we have a very similar view on the world. Yeah, I want like-minded people to come in, but I want like-minded people that have a different view, or even if they aren't like-minded, uh, just a different view. Can I just play devil's advocate sometimes, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I'm, I'm not even doing Yeah, it and, and maybe I want to sit there and just pick someone's brain, because they got a lot of cool shit going on like even yeah. today man today especially today's guests are pretty awesome man yeah. we had uh well it started off by getting mitzi line in yeah and um i'm saying that right right yeah mitzi line yeah, i i'm all i always want to say it differently well everyone like, she it's funny she brought it up on she did a radio talk show uh i think a month prior to this it was at the jesperson show yes yeah and ever she said a lot of people say mitzi lynn and i was one of those and i feel bad about that actually <laughs> yeah well once you once you like casually softly corrected it yeah hey you're saying my name wrong yeah. fuckhead yeah yeah ah, i started that off an f-bomb right away didn't i yeah but mitzi lang came in she talked uh it was it was important for her to be in because you're doing something similar yes. to what she's doing uh i i picked her brain about what i'm currently in school for over a year ago and now i am doing the uh, said thing and uh i'm excited about it and i want to talk to her more about it and try to pick her brain a little bit today her significant other has a lot of common interests to me and you yeah. so that makes it a lot harder to try and segue but only because we're just total nerds and want to hear everything he has to say about all this we're stuff. hardcore nerds yeah. well uh, well before we get too far off topic mitzi is a hairstylist yes mitzi extraordinaire yeah she is a uh currently she said she's doing predominantly color she's a colorist and she works at ricci uh downtown on jasper i don't know the exact address but it's a fantastic salon mm-hmm. uh it's owned by I hate to say I don't know the guy's name. I think Mitzi did cover that or does cover it. It is in today's show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he's award-winning stylist, um, and there's a reason why he owns that place downtown. Yeah, he's uh, a really, like, he, he seems to be very eager to educate people that properly. Yes, yeah, and he's uh, just a solid dude. Yeah. Um, his name is later on in the show. Yeah. When we get more into Mitzi's segment, she is recently um, sober. First a year, full year, yes, full year of sobriety, and and her background, it's not like she's just a random person that decided she didn't like drinking anymore. She mm-hmm. she had a, a long career in the bar industry. She was just like the rest of us, likes to party, likes to hang out, and it really just finally it hit her to where she realized she doesn't need to do it anymore. And she does tell us about that today, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, on top of that, she after starting this, she met uh, her significant other, which is Shane Turjan, mm-hmm. who is the owner operator of Shades of Grey. Um. He's a insane Star Wars fan. Um, which kind of, we should mention, that, that kind of loops in with Shades of Grey. It's yeah, not, just a, it's not just a tattoo place. Yes, it's a comics and collectibles tattoo shop, which is awesome. Because I think maybe like the only one I've ever It is the of. only one in town. Yeah. I know that's, that, that there's a lot of possibility elsewhere, uh, elsewhere for like combo shops, I guess, but he's mm-hmm. the only place in town that I'm aware of that does this. Um, he's He's been straight edge his entire life like self-proclaimed straight edge and yeah like legitimately and talks a lot about how it's motivated him to do not 
not the fighting off and staying so sober thing, but he found that he got a lot more done with his life because of it, and he talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the whole Star Wars thing, yeah, he's crazy Star Wars fan. He has a couple, three volumes now. Uh, is the Force in the Flesh. Force in the Flesh, yeah. Um, I remember when the first one came out, and a funny story about that in the, in the episode as well. So they talk about a lot of their interests. Shane's recently taken up photography too, uh, yeah. landscape photography, which is pretty cool. He did. Um, he did cover that Star Wars panel. Yeah, he covered the. Pa- it was a. Was it just a? He was sent from here to go over there, and that's part of that. Got the reason we're doing. Yeah, the reason we kind of doing this little intro. Yeah, we, we wanted to know more about. We that. wanted to know more about that, and that kind of got cut off in the beginning. Yeah. But um, he went to L.A. to cover a Star Wars panel. He got yeah. a great photo of Mark Hamill. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which was just beautiful. Yeah. So and it's you can see all the stuff on his Facebook page too, yeah. which is in the link below. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, and now he's uh, he is pretty much the reason that our Cal- our Edmonton Expo. Our comics and collectible show is where it is. Correct, yeah. He's a driving force and general manager behind that. Yeah. Partnered with the Calgary guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is fantastic because, uh, like, I loved it for what it was before, but it really, it picked up, which was good. I just like seeing that sort of stuff flourish in Edmonton because it's just so hard in the city for people to try and keep stuff like that going. Yeah. I don't know why because there's a lot of demand for it, but. Well, we kind of we kind of do hit on that too. There yeah. is a there is like a love of nerd culture, yeah. but there's not a support of that nerd culture, yeah, which is really tough. It's a love at arm's length kind of thing. Yeah, if you can say it like that. Oh, it was such a great thing. Is it gone? I wish right? I'd gone. Yeah, I wish I pe- checked it out. <laughs> yeah, all the people like he said it best. <laughs> all the people that say, "Man, I really love that. Why to go?" Are the ones that were like, "Why weren't you there then?" Yeah, <laughs> where the fuck were you? Pal? Yeah, where where were you? Yeah. yeah, we're just we we have bomb a lot in this episode, yeah, and we're good. starting now. And it's good. It's a long one, man, but it's good. I feel it like there was so much. We oh, I, I was really happy that we started off the year with this one. Yeah, it, it was a really good one. I mean, having a, I mean, he did like the official price guide to the Star Wars memorabilia, um, like all the stuff that he does. And Mitzi has got such a great story. Yeah, like we had two really good guests for our first episode of the year. Yeah, it was very cool. And it kind of like um, it gets us motivated too to have somebody who's so motivated. Yes. Because I mean, we kind of want to make more of what we're doing with this. Yeah. And um, just you know, have more positive people. Yeah, exactly. And and hopefully we can have that positivity spread out to more people who listen to the show. I agree. Worldwide. Because we're worldwide, sucker. Yeah, no matter what you want to say, this is this technically is internationally syndicated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> internationally quote, quote. syndicated <laughs> on the iTunes. Unofficially. So with that, you're probably listening to some more of our intro music now, and that's going to roll into the uh, the episode. The uh, episode, what, what would this be, 80? Um, this one is, I believe, 85, but um, we might start, I don't know, we'll do one of those cool season number things. It's like yeah. number 102. Yeah, cool. I like it. I'll do one of those like uh, those little TV show things. This will be us after the New Year podcast. We're different people now. <laughs> We're different people now. Yeah. We've we've murdered our old selves. Yes, our old selves are now dead <laughs> from self-inflicted murder, death, kills. Murder, death, kills. It, it, was, it was straight up new people, man. Yeah. Cool. All right. And uh, with that, enjoy today's episode, and we will see you guys back here every Thursday uh, following this for uh, the, the BSFW podcast. Hell yeah. Cool. to 2005 and we had our first official presence at a star wars convention yes Mm -hmm. and uh so we did a star wars tattoo competition and for people to come register we had like a little display area where we had a bunch of like paintings from tattooers um flash art from tattooers and we had to set up a photo booth for what would become my next project which was releasing the force in the flesh which happened in 2007 right the first volume oh wow um so we took a bunch of photos for for the book there and then over the next couple years just continued tried to continue to build on that idea um also in 2003 in edmonton i started running comic book conventions in town 
Oh, really? And uh, <coughs> the old uh, Edmonton Collectibles Home and Comic Show, which used to run at the Shaw Conference Center. Yeah. That was my show, and I started that back in 2003. Were you, were you the one oh, doing wow. it at the Mayfield? Uh, yeah, we started the very first show at the Greenwood Inn, then we moved to the Mayfield for four years, and then we moved to the Shaw Conference Center. Nice. Um, and then, fast forward even further, I killed that show, and I partnered with the folks in Calgary to yeah. co-found the Edmonton Expo. Oh, wow. Yeah, which has been going awesome. Yeah. yeah. We so incredible we show, yeah. We dressed up for the show. Well, actually, it was my birthday last year. Last and then year. I dressed up as She-Ra, and our friend <laughs> Greg dressed up as He-Man, and we had, like, uh, Beast-Man and Skeletor. Uh, Skeletor, and then him and uh, Luke and Saber went as that uh, the picture the of, of Vader and uh, Boba Fett in the, in the Pulp Fiction suits. Awesome. <coughs> went over really well, but, like, when you go in a costume, you don't do anything because everyone no, wants photos. You yeah. spend all day getting photos taken. That's pretty much it. Stop, I mean, yeah. but the, that awesome, whole but look you get from like little kids is, is just incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you had a great story about a little girl. Yeah, like that, that was, yeah. The, the rando high five. We're walking through like the aisleways and it's just super packed. And this little girl's like, Shira, high five. And oh it was like, God. she just kept on trucking. Yeah. Like, she was probably like eight. Awesome. But she was yeah. full pro, man. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Didn't want to waste any time. Just Actually, like the kids in costumes are like the best. Yeah. Oh, that's there were some good ones this year, too. Yeah, exactly. Adorable. Oh, it's always super cool. Especially like when a little kid just like looks at you and they're staring and they have that look in their face like, holy shit, is he going like, to look at me? Is he going to look at like me? Like, I know oh, that. He's looking at me. Yeah. Oh, damn, he acknowledged me. Yeah. It's like, that was way more Spider-Man fun. Just looked at me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was saying, I want to like, if I had kids, I'd want to like hide the idea that this exists from them until they're old enough to know what the stuff is and then take them so they realize that. There's a place you can go and dress up like a superhero, and all the other people dress up like superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. They three lose men. their minds. Yeah. Little three-year-olds. Yeah, they just they just shit their pants. I didn't have that. Like, no. I mean, no. where when where, where was that when we were freaking no, fourteen we years old or even tw- like that? You no, know, like San Diego was in its infancy, and it was yeah, yeah. A comic book convention. Yeah, which has yeah. been like, like the comics have been lost in the comic book. Yeah, comics. I would. I s- mm-hmm. so. um, what did you say that you was overheard at like Comic Con and? This was a few years yeah, ago at San Diego. Like somebody uh, overheard somebody like, oh, there's nothing down that way. Just old comic books. Oh, really? You're at San Diego yeah. Comic Con. Wow. Like there's still one hall yeah. that's just dedicated to old dusty comics. Eh? That's insane. Oh, oh yeah. You're at a comic depressing. con and they got comic books. people don't care anymore. They just no. care about like the big blockbuster. And like we even like if you watch like the fan page even for like the local expo, the comments of what people say, like people just expect you to get like the entire cast of Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, it, come on, guys. Yeah, like Calgary barely. Calgary does really well. But even I don't go to Calgary anymore because how crazy busy it was ever mm-hmm. since that year the fire marshal shut it down i'm like the i'm not Star going Trek back year. yeah yeah it's just it's too overwhelming well, it's, it's cool when you yeah. walk out and you see like ron perlman come out but yeah like, really i'm not i, I it's the spectacle is what i want to go see i don't want to see like a whole the whole panel like I'm yeah not, i'm probably not going to get into the panel so yeah. that's a cool aspect of it it's nice they're there and i appreciate that i appreciate you coming to my city but like i kind of want to see costumes and comic books and toys yeah and shit. like that's what i go for now yeah. honestly i like to do like cheap comic shopping and i like to check out all the costumes that yeah. people have because yeah. and uh Artist corner. When I do, uh, like, always really good I too. do commissions. I'll get like uh, four different people to draw up the same scene and see how what kind of different versions I get. You had oh, great shit, like yeah. Deadpool fighting My Little Pony characters. No, no, no. Like I had Deadpool versus Boba Fett, and then I had one. <laughs> there was one that was awful. It looked like a, like a four year old drew it, but this guy's like pretty sweet. Hey, I'm like yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Worth fifteen bucks. <laughs> but the the best one was probably I had a that that went well. All three artists did a good job. I had a Skeksis versus uh, Bender. And they oh all God. just did these amazing that's renditions. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like that's so cool. They get a, if you get them excited about it, you get you definitely get your money's you worth. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Years and years ago, we had the the old Shaw show. Like we're talking like the early or late like late eighties, early nineties, and those were always kind of fun. Like they were really cool, and they were really comic book based. Like you'd walk in and you knew you were going to be getting deals. Oh, yeah, okay. The shows yeah. in the early nineties were comic books. They were more like were trade shows. Yeah. Like yeah. your yeah. oh, exactly. There was a show here in Edmonton in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, that nobody remembers, that nobody – it was a year before I moved here, but mm-hmm. they had Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Todd McFarlane, Todd McFarlane was there. Neil huh. Gaiman, like 
That's the first show I ever went to in town. Yeah. Yeah, the Shaw Conference. And there was probably nobody there. No, it was um, all right. Like it art, like terrible. comic fans. It was but ra- the, what the problem was is that all the comic shops at the time kind of banded, <laughs> banded together to put mm. it on. Oh. And they just they thought they were gonna make all their money off the table sales, so they didn't charge admission. Oh wow. So oh no. Was, no way. Was, was, was badly. Didn't. Wow. It, it, it just was so poorly organized. Yeah. It was a financial. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> you know, like they charge something. Even, yeah, they couldn't even cover like the flights of all the people mm. that were coming. I just remember the Stan Lee line was incredible. Hmm. Like, it was just a huge line for Stan Lee. I feel and like that's how his line would be anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah all the time. Still to this day, like, actually, yeah. which is kind of Well, now he's more of a celebrity than he ever was. Oh, yeah. totally. Now he's now people don't even know, like, people don't know anything about Stan Lee. No. Now, and they're just like, he's the Stan guy from Lee the movies. drew every comic book. Yeah. <laughs> he created Wall Man and Floor Man <laughs> and Cabinet Man. All these guys. All these yeah. losers. Yeah, yeah, this is the best part. This book <laughs> is amazing. We got this when we ordered Loot Crate, and it is just a book of terrible supervillains. <laughs> Carpet Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're real. Like, Wallman is a real supervillain. The Wallflower. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. Yeah, no, nope, they're out there. Bad stuff over the but yeah, yeah, it's weird how little people, like, there's so much Wikipedia knowledge now when it comes to comic books. Like, if you're, if you're talking to somebody, you can see them like, oh, I'm just, text- just checking a text message, but they're, like, looking exactly what you're talking about, looking it all up. Yeah. People don't read comic books about? anymore. No, no they, man. They Wikipedia the synopsis of the character. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll YouTube. There's YouTube videos that, like, explain everything about, well, like, this history yeah, or whatever. I, I feel kind of guilty about that. There's a guy I do follow, like, if, because there's, there's not, I don't read everything. Um, I don't read a lot of DC, so I use that for my DC. <laughs> I know. I hate it. Like, <laughs> DC is rough, man. Well, it's it's. I got. I've always had my beef with it. I thought because I was a kid, it was just because I was a kid, and now I'm still like, no, it's tough. There's yeah, stuff I just don't like. But yeah. was there but, a point when you okay? Go finish. Your well, story I was just gonna say I use some of those YouTube videos because there's some like uh, that that whole Batman med metal or whatever. The metal. That's really messed up looking, and I really I might want to read it, but it's nice to get like kind of a quick synopsis of it ahead of time. Sure. It's not yeah. spoiling anything for me. I'd still read it anyway. But yeah, I'm, there's a lot of stuff I just choose to not read. So that's yeah, it's, people it's though, they just they, like they don't like you know people that I know don't even watch movies anymore. They'll just watch like the YouTube yeah synopsis of the movie or a review, uh, yeah, like a, a thorough review of it. Yeah, and you're missing everything. Well, yeah. you're not getting any like no, you're getting a biased story, opinion yeah. of the movie. You're not totally. getting like a yeah. well-rounded discussion unless yeah. it's Red Letter Media. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Red Letter's pretty good. Have you man. ever seen any Star of Wars breakdowns? No. He's like uh, he did. This is amazing. He did a re- uh, there were one hour reviews of all th- of the first episode one, two, and three, but they're legitimate reviews. But they're also funny. And he parodies it where he's like this creepy old man. It's Mr. not Plunkett. Yeah, he's Mr. Yeah. Plunkett, and right. the reviews are made to look that he recorded them on old VHS tapes of abduction videos that he had. So like it'll <laughs> cut to like these women in a basement, and he's amazing. like. You have two minutes to unlock the door, or I dump bugs on you, and it cuts back to the review. So it's just oh, like it's, sorry it's about that. a satire, but right. but his review is still really like good. Right. Yeah. Um, but you enjoy it after watching the movie. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. You're not just I enjoy it. Yeah. Because like, I wouldn't get any of his references, movie. right? Well, he's yeah. he's doing an analysis, right? He's not yeah. just kind of ranting on what he doesn't like about it. He's actually doing a strict breakdown of what's happening yeah. in the movie. So yeah. those are those are nice to watch, but yeah, when really you're just watching someone tell you how they think the movie sucks or how they think it's good, it's well, really freaking yeah. Aziz Ansari did that whole thing where he's like, don't watch the movie you hate, just read the Wikipedia article into the last paragraph, yeah, and then go watch the last ten minutes of the movie, yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's what you're looking at now with everybody. That's what everybody just does. That's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> well, for a shitty movie, it's all right. Yeah. For like a good movie, you want the nuance of the story, right? You don't want to just like run through it and be like, oh, I get it. I get what happened. If it's a movie that I want to see, I want to go have the cinematic experience. Yes, that's why you go, right? Yeah. But that's like the problem with everything now is like the second a movie comes out, you – They hate it before it's out. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. have to stay off Facebook. Like, I mean, even with Star Wars, like granted, it took me like seven days to get around to watching it. I did too. Which I get a week is – a long time in social media world. Well, it's but dangerous. Like, there was huge spoilers, like because people were just being dicks yeah. on Facebook. I had it twice the day yeah. before I went. I 
avoided it until the day before, and I had two people post stuff, and thank God one of them was just trolling, and the other one was real, though. One was I'm like, real, wow. and I was pissed, and then I spent the whole movie waiting for that moment yeah. that came up on my Facebook scroll. Yeah, I was, that's shitty. I was so mad. I, like, I screenshot it and sent it to Shane because it's someone we know, and I was like, I am going to kill this person. I had that for Force uh, Force Awakens. Um, someone was in the theater and took a photo of the, Im- of the moment that uh, Han Solo gets killed and put it on Facebook. That's gross, yeah. man. And I'm looking. I'm like, what the? Shane oh, said someone like was driving around town the day that came out with it, like, written in the dirt on the back of their windshield. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it wasn't around Edmonton. Oh. It was just it was somewhere in the state. Yeah. Put, they, and it wasn't that. They put a, they put a, they made a decal. Oh, they put an They took the time to make a decal. Oh, that is aggressive hard. trolling. Why do you just right. want to ruin <laughs> like, lives? Like, that guy Why do you want to ruin people's lives? Yeah. yeah. Throat punched. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, it's just a waste of your energy. Like, yeah. That's pretty There's no excuse for that. You're just being a prick. But that's, like, the thing. It's the same. Like, you can't really even go into a movie without having some sort of opinion formed already because of what everyone else is saying. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, it seems like that's, that's like, the impossible thing now online. Like, you're going to get – even, like, the way you'll have, like, the Hollywood Reporter or whatever it is, Variety, whatever you're you're reading, right? They've got, like, almost like a troll-based headline. Yeah. About clickbait. already well, judging, clickbait clickbait. Is, right? they're yeah. judging yeah. the movie already, and then you go yeah. in this idea in your head like, well, I guess it's gonna fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. and I, you watch it, it's we, not that bad. Well, we had to do that. We started doing uh, media blackouts where mm-hmm. we won't watch trailers. Mr. Church, if, it, if it's yeah, if it's a one minute, yeah. <laughs> Mr. He Church, he's bringing man. up the movie Mr. Church with I've never Eddie even seen it, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it it's came like, out like two years ago. Yeah, it's like a feel good movie where he like is the butler or something. Yeah, it's uh, Eddie Murphy plays a friend of a guy who's passed away and he's looking after their family. Yeah, he's, he's like their butler. But, but I know the whole movie because of the five minute trailer before <laughs> the movie I wanted to watch. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have to see this yeah. now. Right. I mean, they go right down to the funeral of the guy. They go to, they go to a point in the movie like half or in the trailer. It was about like two thirds out of the way, and the daughter's yelling at him like, "Why did my father die?" Yeah, like, like, well, she he died because of this. And yeah, it's like you know how the, the kids grow up thing. in the movie. Like they're old uh, by the end of the trailer, they're grown yeah. up. And like, Why oh. do you want to see the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you even want to? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, but you just that's what we said. Media blackout, and then you just – you go in with my, – my, my expectations are so low that, oh, it, yeah. they, that I'm almost entertained every time I go now. Yeah. That's true. yeah. But if I'm not, it's like, oh, that must be a bad movie. Between episode one and G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Like, I just – I can't have heart for it. Yeah. I can't get excited for it because mm-hmm. I know that the chances of being let down are so much greater than yeah. actually enjoying the movie. Oh, yeah. And if I go in expecting to loathe the movie – and I come out and I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm like, yeah, huh. mm-hmm. you're not as mad about the 13 bucks you spent no. or whatever. And like, no. yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, what was I thinking about the superhero movies in general that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not as disappointed because I'm not looking for like historical accuracy and I'm not looking for <laughs> canon. And yeah. I'm just, I'm like, what are you guys gonna do with them? Let's yeah. see. And and I had to like after probably like you know the the X Men movies. I was like, this is not oh yeah, right. they were those were some but bad then movies. I was like, though. okay, but you know what? I actually enjoyed the movie, so I'm gonna just set aside and realize this isn't the six one six universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're creating their own universe with characters that I enjoy. Yeah, that really helps though. Yeah, because like being a being a nerd, you go in, you expect you expect it to be a certain way. Like Green Goblin's costume just right. bugged the hell out of me yeah. in that yeah. movie, and then I just I had to walk away. I'm like, look, it's a movie for kids. I'm I'm I maybe I've aged out. Yeah. And but there's little kids and they're loving this shit. I'm like, look at them. They're super happy. And I'm just being a grumpy old mean fuck. Yeah, totally. So maybe I'll just walk away from this. Yeah, they just want to see Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're loving it. Yeah. And like that's what I was like when the cartoon came out. But my cousin who's ten years older than me is like, that cartoon is garbage. The webs don't go all the <laughs> way to the belt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but like it's great. Man, like, I he, love that cartoon. We get to watch Spider Man. We get to watch yeah, Spider Man yeah. on TV, right? Yeah. We're living we're, and we're really like nobody hates their passions more than nerds do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, and, you know, people have been saying recently, like, no one hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans, which yeah. is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, but it's people nerds forgot about, like, wildfires in California because of that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's just, it's just nerds just complain, and we forget, like, 
we could go back to 1989 with Dolph Lundgren's Punisher movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have that again. But no, hey. we get to watch an amazing Thor movie. Here's the sad fact about that. Him and everyone else that we know love that stupid fucking Punisher movie. I, I hate it. it. I hate it, that Punisher movie. It has its charm, certainly. <laughs> it's, it's, but I will take John Bernthal on Netflix yeah. any day of the week to watch it. Yeah, that's like fair. Quality but Punisher. Y- you're right, though. Like, we have Thor now, and like the Captain America movies, I did not expect them to be as entertaining as they were. And yeah. like, even, like you said, the, the newer X Men movies, which redeemed the old ones, are fantastic. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that Thor from that Hulk movie is pretty fucking great, too. I mean, that was, was, yeah. he was a really good Thor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daredevil is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. Like but we're, nobody. We're, we're living in oh, the golden age of, that. of this. And, like, no. and, and, and the fact is, in the history of cinema, mm-hmm. no one has accomplished what Marvel is accomplishing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The scope of what Marvel yeah. is accomplishing. Well, look what, look, what they've, look what their results were in the 90s. Like, look at the Fantastic Four movie and the Captain America movie. Oh, the Corman shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the shield is made of plastic, and why is it attached to that motorbike? Why yeah. is it clear? Yeah, why yeah. is it clear? Is it a windshield? Yeah. It, dual, it yeah. doubles as a windshield. Oh, it does double as a windshield. So, yeah, you're, you're right, man. It's like... I think people are missing the, the point. It's just to entertain you. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, even if you look back at things like the Ultimate Universe, like, when it came out, people didn't give a shit. It was different. It was I loved different, it. and it yeah. was its own thing, and they understood it. Yeah. But, like, if you change things in a movie, people lose their mind. Yeah. New 52 came out recently, and because the internet is so huge, people just hated on New 52. Yeah. And really, if you read it as a closed story, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't well, terrible. And and what what Marvel did with Hi- with Hickman in, in Secret Wars, or the, or the new Avengers Avengers leading into Secret mm-hmm. Wars, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. But Secret Wars became my jumping-off point for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. Like I'm a die-hard Marvel kid, but I was like, I don't want to have the the alternate universe stuff crossover into my universe. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And I just like it's become too DC. DC. Yeah. And that was the point yeah. of the Ultimate. It was to have people that aren't aware of, like, it was to re- rebuild or I don't know, rebirth the characters well, from new fans. It was a jumping-on yeah. point for new yeah. fans. It was, right? it was, it was a jumping-on yeah. point for people who didn't want to read 30, 40 years back of issues, yeah. history yeah. To, to know what was going on. Just, you know, and the watch basis. Cap punch Hitler in the face again, and it's like, what is this? Right. <laughs> but now Cap is Hydra, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and everything's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm out. Thank God for Image, or I wouldn't be reading comic books anymore. Really? The indie scene has gotten incredible. Yeah. I, it's, it's so much better than it used to be, and it used to be pretty good. I mean, it wasn't terrible to begin with. Back in the days of, like, Icon and when Wildstorm, well, not Wildstorm, sorry, when Vertigo first really showed up, yeah. the indie, that was, like, the indie scene of comics before Dark Horse really got its legs. Huh. And it was still really good, and it feels like it's getting that kind of great again. Yeah, the, yeah. the creator-owned stuff is just unreal now. It's you, really like good. You, like, I can't even, you know, even having a comic book store, like, you mm-hmm. can't even keep up with all the good titles that are coming is out. It, right yeah. Is it because of just more freedom of creativity? Yeah, Image just lets basically, like, you know, you want to write this story and you're a well-known writer, you write what you want. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Guys like, like, um, uh, Remender, you know, like, writing some of the absolute best stuff hmm. that's out there right mm-hmm. now. Like, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it seems to be the place where guys, yeah, like Lamenda and Brubaker, they can go there and actually do some really hardcore, solid work. Yeah. And it doesn't really interfere with their, their mainstream success at all. Nope. Yeah, and it's great. You're getting really good stories there. And they're not, and they're not, they're not crippled by, you know, the stuff that, that, that corporate is saying that exactly. you can and cannot do with the characters. Yeah, which is like, like infests everything nowadays. Like, yeah. it's really messed up. Well, like, I've been hearing lots of rumblings from people that Marvel's in, like, dire, dire straits. And that oh, their comic scene for sure. Yeah, and yeah. there's, you know, there's a, a chance they might even shut down the publishing arm. Which really? Just, yeah, just so because gross. the movie scene is carrying them at this point, or what? Well, and there's the, the, the it's owned by Disney. Disney's yeah. owned by money. They don't care about printing funny books or the history of funny yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just care about the dollars. Yeah. Well, look at the crazy backpedaling they just did. Like, they had, like, diversity just show up. All of a sudden, diversity doesn't sell anymore, and it's gone. 
and yeah. it went away overnight. I yeah, knew, that's like, true. It was like it two months ago, it just gone. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work well for them at all. I think Miss Marvel's the only one that's still because, still running. Because you can't you can't cram it down people's throats. Exactly. No. You can't force you know, it. Like, it has to be a natural progression. Mm-hmm. I'm all for diversity. Yeah, of course. Yep. But I'm not for pandering. Yeah. And no. Cramming diversity. Same here. Down well, there's a reason why Miles Morales works. Right. Like he works for a reason. He right. is an organic like a growth uh, organic growing character. He yeah. just showed up. Peter Parker's dead. You got this kid who's got like a similar story, and he's there. Yeah. And he's he's even got continuity with the character. So he's been around without really being around. But you can't just say, like, well, Jane Foster's Thor now. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. It's yeah. going to do it. Same way that works with but gaming. that yeah. said, what Jason Aaron did with Jane Foster's really Thor good. was no, brilliant. It was it's, really good. It's titles like America, I think it's called. Oh, um, yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's, I saw it that. Is, it was ridiculous. It is yeah. so forced pandering. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we're going to appeal to the social justice mor- market, the lesbian market, the minority market, market yeah. the minority yeah. market, the everything in one book. And it's like. Cool. And also, she's super powerful and wicked awesome, and everyone's her best friend. Yeah, like that's yeah. literally how the, you read the page of the comic, and you're like, she she says dudes suck on like every page. What yeah. I don't understand why. And, Who cares? And Ronda like, Rousey's gonna play her in the movie though. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's not even it's and it, you know what? Like, okay, if you can try to get away with like cramming that, mm-hmm. at least give it to a writer who can handle writing it well. Well, but when it's written so poorly, on yeah. top of being so clearly pandered to, yeah. you're not doing anyone any favors because well, it's written by a woman. Great, but she's talented writer yeah that's what it comes down to is is like it's not like she hulk who spent the last 30 40 years doing that to guys she's just a she's female hulk yeah, yeah. she's also a lawyer yeah she's an independent strong woman like and i don't know a, it doesn't get cool more independent organic than that. story right. too yeah. right she didn't show up as like all of a sudden she shows up yeah like she's she was gonna hulk die <laughs> yeah she was gonna die she had a good origin story yeah yeah it just uh, it's just it's so forced and i mean like there's so many amazing like women writers out there in comic books right now it's, they should be given chances to write good stories and good books. And I mean, like, just, like, but they do, in, they, 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 in the end, are. though, they get indie, they get yeah. more popular because of their indie titles right. that they just like go and do on their own. Lady Killer right now is one of the best female. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this one, actually. David books. reads a ton of indie comics, mm-hmm. and he just grabs ones. He doesn't even know what they are, and he's been telling me about that one. That's so. cool, man. So good. That's but I mean, awesome. like, I don't know how, how, like, you would feel about it. Being a minority who reads comic books, like, I don't want it crammed down my throat. Like, I don't mind. But are you constantly like, going, it's like, man, I wish there were more, like, minority dudes like me, like, yeah. half Fijian, half Indian superheroes. Like, do you <laughs> care? I don't, it really doesn't bug me. What, what bugs me is Batman things like was, the, uh, more, yeah, more I, wish, I wish she was darker. Yeah. I wish she was Polynesian. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. What bugs me is things like uh, the Donald Glover thing. And they said, well, yeah, a black kid couldn't have the same problems as Peter Parker. Like, he couldn't, he couldn't enjoy the same things. He couldn't be a photographer. He couldn't be a writer. And that's what bothered him. Well, that's yeah, what that's, bothers me. that's yeah. not okay. But at the same time, it's like, my beef isn't that Peter Parker is white. It's that, yeah, that you're saying a dark-skinned kid from New York or in the, in the city couldn't have the same history or the same, like, uh, experience. In the 60s, sure. Yeah, in the not 60s, in for sure. in 2017, yeah. well, man. In 2017, yeah. like, you know, I liked skateboards when I was a kid. Yeah. I like cameras. I'm a photographer now. Yeah. I write like a motherfucker, so maybe, like, maybe I do have the same experiences. Yeah. So that that I don't like, but giving me a character like Miles Morales is kind of cool. I mean that that's neat, but I don't need you to change Peter Parker into a black lady. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't, well, I don't, I don't need that. Should, yeah, I don't. Or think Tony you Stark. Change what you already have. I exactly. Mean, sure, if you want to come out with new characters, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but make I don't a new think character. You need to change what it is. It's nope. hard. Like, I mean, my minority only really ends at being a woman. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a white woman. I grew up in you know middle class. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I, I had plenty of role models. Models personally. I know I've had friends that have had problems with that, but I think it's. Yeah, I think like now, sure, make new characters, but don't change the old ones because nothing bothers me more than when you go change an old character. Exactly. I don't know. It's lazy. It is lazy. It's lazy. If you do it well, like I'll yeah. bring up Jason. Get Aaron the right again. people. The way mm-hmm. Jason Aaron handled the Thor storyline yeah. was phenomenal, and even the way he responded to the trolls by like having the Jane Foster Thor 
fight the Absorbing Man, and he literally lifted <laughs> the comments from the troll section of the internet to be Absorbing Man. And made that yeah. the Absorbing Man's dialogue. Oh, I didn't know that. That's well, awesome. Is, awesome. That's pretty great. That is pretty great. If you decided to turn Thor into an African American woman tomorrow, people would be pissed off. But the thing is, like, Thor's still in the comic books. Yeah. He just doesn't have the the God of Thunder. Yeah, they didn't get rid of him. And it's not the first time. No. Like, it's happened like four times. Yeah, he's lost it multiple times. It's like a frog. And he was was turned into a woman in Earth X. So, yeah, exactly. He was a woman for like a short (laughs) miniseries. Yeah, yeah, it's not the first time he's had his powers taken away. If you write it well and make it compelling, people are going to read it. Mm -hmm. If you just, like, change it for the sake of changing it. Yeah. It doesn't fly. Exactly. But that's when you know. You know right away that it isn't a bunch of artists and writers sitting around going, hey, let's revamp some stuff and change some shit. There's just people that are like, hey, hey, this is what's hot. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we need, we need something like Christmas, but not Christmas. Maybe Christmas too. It's a yeah. very gray you know, room. Like, yeah. Everybody's or got love high day. white collars. <laughs> not yeah. so crappy. Love day, but not so crappy. So love day? Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't like it when I'm being pandered to. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... When that's it's blatant. When it's blatant. Yeah. Well, it's just, pr- it's just so obvious, right? Yes, there's a lot of stupid people out there that mm-hmm. are going to fall for it. That's but true, yeah. But it's the people that aren't going to fall for it that you're going to piss off, and those are generally your really loyal yeah. customers, yeah. Well, really, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day. Pyramid schemes are still around because somebody's buying it, Yeah. you know? But like, it's always the... Uh, started on it's those yeah. Oh, man. Facebook messages from people trying to sell me their shit. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, okay, I, uh, so that being said... Uh, I got questions because I want to know what you think because, I mean, yeah, I like Star Wars and stuff, but I don't know enough about the canon and whatever and the, the, the side things. The well, what, what your que- your biggest questions are, and it's it's me as well, um, because I was never an Expanded Universe guy. You yeah. were not an Expanded Universe guy. And now there's really not m- – we don't really know I just the, heard the they were going to be, right? like, pulling from the Expanded Universe to bring ideas into the movies. I Or have they really done much well, of that? So, like, they scrapped everything. Well, the EU is after, gone. After – yeah, like, yeah, it's gone. Like, basically gone. after Disney bought – Star Wars, they scrapped everything that had been written previous. Like mm-hmm. it just is wow. not canon anymore. It doesn't exist. It's gone. Okay. Um, now so aftermath was the beginning, right? The, the new, the new stuff. To be honest, and it's gonna sound terrible as like a Star Wars guy, mm-hmm. I stopped giving a fuck about Star Wars in about 1999. Oh, oh wow. Okay, um, that's fair. Like I still love Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I'm I don't love it like I used to. Yeah. Where I like yeah. read every single thing about it, and for me, generally, a lot of it was like I'm a collector. Right. So I'm a vintage toy collector, and mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where my shit begins and ends. Oh. Um, the prequels, I was excited for. And yeah. They, they took all that away. Oh, yeah, they were terrible. I don't buy any of the modern collectibles. No. I don't buy any of the stuff. And then when the new movies started coming out, I was like, okay, The Force Awakens, it was fun, it was enjoyable, but it was A New Hope. Yeah. Right. Rogue One was the greatest thing since, yeah, since Empire Strikes Okay, so this is what I wanted to know. Because right. Me too. And Rogue I'm, One is the best I'm one so too far. many people. I don't know if it's just because I'm seeing a lot of people on the internet, but it's randomly, I'll be watching a, sh- a show, like, a, like I watch a lot of gaming channels on YouTube, and there'll be just some dude in the background they'll be talking about stuff. He's like, oh yeah, that's about as bad as a fucking shitty ass Rogue One. Fuck, that sucks. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, and then you'll just you'll never hear another word about. It. Yeah, it, it it captured the essence of Star Wars, and for me, like it was like a Star Wars Vietnam movie. It like, was, pretty much, right? The palm trees. It was it was exactly that, like Apocalypse Now meets Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made by a guy who remembers playing with his adats. Yeah, in his backyard in the sandbox, and man, having fun with his vintage Star Wars toys. Yeah, yeah, and that's it was it was a vintage Star Wars toy adventure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. okay, that's right, and, and that's what I loved about Rogue One. Yeah, and the fact that they seamlessly tied it in. Yes. to right up to new hope and and with last jedi it's such a divisive movie and i and i can't wrap my head around i'm confused it's about divisive. it like because i'm getting people who are like they think it i i'm not when i watched it, i was like i feel like there's a lot of pandering in this movie unnecessary pandering like maybe i'm just cynical but then another someone else said it and then an article came out and then there was like this doesn't make sense there's all these like unopened questions i'm a cynical asshole <laughs> like yeah i, I say true. i say daily how much of a curmudgeon i am and especially <laughs> when it comes to like nerdy stuff right like i just 
I, like I said, I stopped giving a fuck and and everything like that. But, but you guys have all really you guys have all seen it though. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. See, he hasn't totally no, seen it. But so. I don't care. Spoiler. Totally seen I, it. Yeah. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. I yeah. Came, see, I, I still liked it. I've seen it twice too. Like we. I wanted to go again. Yeah. There was stuff that I didn't like. Yeah. But did it ruin the whole movie? Where I walk up being that was fucking. Same here. I, I thought, yeah, it right. Was like fun, like for someone that's not like a diehard. You still were entertained anything, by going to the film. The yeah. only things that really bothered me, and this bothered me kind of a lot. I think it's like really gimmicky to have the old characters in. Like I get the nostalgia, and I get yeah, wanting, uh, like a cameo here and there. But I think they're relying way too much on. Yeah, the old it's like they weren't phased out properly. They, yeah. they you know, I don't know. They felt like they. But people want to know. Yeah, like but they should have phased them out in the movie, but they didn't do it right. No. Well, you know? if you're not gonna phase them out, make the movie about them entirely. Yeah. Like it should be all about them. Yeah. But like, yeah. but you know. Uh, the people behind Return of the Jedi and Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh wait, what? To, he, he was, was supposed, supposed to die, to die in Return of the Jedi. Really? And then George came back and said, "No, no, 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 we can't do that." But like, and but there's foreshadowing to that. Where yeah. He's like where Lando's about to take the ship, and he's like, "I just got a funny feeling, like I'm never gonna see her again." Yeah, 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 yeah. Things yeah, like yeah. that, like mm-hmm. Han was supposed to die. Well, yeah. It was like rewritten and on the fly for a lot of that too, right? Like it yeah. was they were they were going through constant rewrites, title changes. That would have like been that would have changed everything. That would have been awesome. Well, yeah, Revenge of the Jedi. I yeah. love it when yeah. people die, though. That's yeah. actually, like, not to go it affects back to Rogue people. One, but that's what yeah. I, I, like, spoiler alert. Because it never happens. It by now. It's your own problem. Yeah. Like, it's on Netflix, for God's sakes. Like, I yeah. love that everybody yeah. dies. Yeah. It's yeah. Not that's a, the it's same. Not that's the whole. No. We're talking about even the villains. Like, there, there's moments when the villains are like, oh, so we're all dying now. Okay, so we're all going to die. Yeah, let the guy's just cool. pissed. He's like, all I've had the whole movie was Vader make fun of me. And now these kids shot me, and I'm gonna <laughs> die on this planet from my own weapon. Yeah. Like my what a kids, shitty huh? life, yeah. yeah. But that's the problem. Like every movie now, no one dies because they no. have to set it up just in case we're gonna have a. Yeah, scene yeah or, or they want people. People don't like that. It's like it they think people don't like to get reactions out of movies. Yeah, that's the whole like point of movies. I just die. saw that uh, that free fire. Where they're that's all in the warehouse. Yeah. Like everybody fucking dies. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Even the one lady who makes the uh, Brie Larson there, she makes it out, and you're like, oh no, she didn't make it out. Well, the cops got her. Yeah, the cops got her. But like. RB Hammer just fucking eats it. Yeah. Right at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was good. I'm I, sorry I, if I spoil that for anybody. But uh, <laughs> ah, it's, a, it's an incredible movie. movie. Like, it's a great movie. But, I mean, it was not made to have a sequel. Like, you're no, watching it yeah. like, okay, so I guess we're just watching a standalone movie. And those are my favorite. When when yeah. you're like, okay, well, uh, I think even, uh, I think Layer Cake was like that when I watched it. Layer yeah, pretty much. Movie, yeah. Right? It's like, okay, well, we all got ripped off. Okay, well, now what? Carlito's Way. Yep. Yeah. Carlito's yeah. Way, man. Yeah. What Carlito's an amazing way. film. Like, But it's funny because, like, you know, Star Wars... The, the success and popularity of A New Hope was built out of the fact that America was emerging out of Vietnam and and the films at the time were just representing this bleak, bleak, right. dark America. And then Star Wars came out and you're like, oh, hope. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the <laughs> timing was impeccable. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I just, everybody felt so good. And, and I will posit that Lord of the Rings was received the same way. Mm-hmm. Lord oh. of the Rings came out just after 9-11. Yeah, that's and true. everyone was like so bummed out like 2001 and yeah. then Lord of the Rings comes out that, that fall and it, yeah, impeccable timing. And, yeah. and it, you know, it was that feel-good adventure, camaraderie, and everything like that. So when you have movies that make people feel really good, it's hard to then kill your darling. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes we have to kill our darlings to make for a compelling story. Well, you need, you need struggle, man. When you're, when you're not struggle, you're fat and lazy and complacent. And yeah. everyone's fat and lazy and complacent. That's why they're complaining about movies and forgetting that there's like half a million well, people exactly dying it, in another yeah. country well, somewhere. Again, yeah. like I would have been fine with like – sure like luke being in the new but i just don't know why you have to have everybody around like, yeah it's so crazy to me and this many years later like would everybody be around like that's kind of i don't know like if you want to sit there and well we we, we were talking about road. it how basically the, the first order came up and what, what why are they still rebels they had how many years to to they beat the <laughs> empire there, there's a lot of them yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of them all of a sudden too right why can't there be like 
another like why can't it be something else why yeah. does it have to be empire 2 with a super yeah. mega it's ultra like death star yeah. Yeah. too much on those original story yeah lines. it was confusing and but but like and again i, I agree with you i enjoyed it yeah, but it was i was a fun just, movie. yeah but I, I i had issues like i would i would sit there and watch one of the goofy puppet moments and then everyone would laugh like it was uh uh that stupid tv show like sitcom laughter yeah, yeah. everyone laughed at stuff that i'm like that's funny the canned laughter yeah a canned laughter i've been hearing it's a not lot that of funny. complaints yeah. about the humor in the movie like yeah to me, like, it's I, typical star wars humor it's typical that but you don't laugh thing. that hard at yeah. star wars humor you're like oh yoda poked at r2 that's good yeah, yeah, but I mean, we went and saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine again the other night at, at the and everyone at the was Garneau. laughing and people were like like hearty guffaws in certain scenes. Like at what? Was, that was amusing. But, but you that know, was no, not it was funny because this is our second scene, time like seeing it, and actually, they were there were things that were funny, but I didn't. No, they're not haha funny. That's no. the best way to say. It. Like, do not yeah. laugh out loud, like, belly laughs. Nothing laugh out yeah. loud. But are people yeah, hypnotized? Is that how it works? You're like, oh, we like they don't even need applause signs anymore. People are but people are more of a sheep than they've ever been before. That's yeah, and they do want to show that they're getting it. Like yeah. people really want to prove to you they're getting it. But well, you're in and, and, and I think the problem it. with yeah. 2049 too is it's like it's it was so far ahead of your mainstream yeah. audience, which is mm-hmm. why it didn't do well. So yeah, it is a brilliant it. it is a brilliant cinematic masterpiece. It is yeah. a sci-fi masterpiece. Yeah. it's a cinematic masterpiece. Well, we're gonna talk it's about that. Slow. <laughs> it's deliberate. It's I agree. beautiful. Well, it's everything. So they played up everything that I felt that I wanted more out of the original. Yeah. They 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 made sure they gave you that. Yeah. And I our friend. This is the best part. Is like I you know David Bryan right? Yeah. Okay, so this kid is 10 years younger than me, but he's like my connection to millennials because <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm th- I'm almost 35 now and so I'm I'm losing touch. I'm you know, I'm dis- I'm distancing. And talking to him sometimes is like the most frustrating thing in my entire life. <laughs> and sometimes it's very insightful because you're getting into the mind of a 25-year-old kid that really has no attention span for anything. Right. So like, man, you got to watch Blade Runner. You got to watch the original. He watches it. It was terrible. I hated it. Like, why? He's like, I thought it was an action movie. I'm like, dude, it's no, science man. fiction noir. Yeah. yeah. You know what both of those things are. Yeah. Mix them and watch the movie again. Yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered. Like, ugh. So, yeah. I'm not surprised you didn't like it. No, I know. But the fact that. (laughs) So, to watch the new one, I'm like, don't even watch the new one. Don't even bother, David. You're just going to hate it. Like, it's interesting because one of my. Well, actually, um, Pete Felding's girlfriend, Tara, is a client Mm -hmm. of mine, and we were having a talk about it. And she never saw the original at all. And she went to the new one and she, like, loved it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't totally. You're not totally lost watching it, right? No, but I think. Like maybe a lot of people, I don't. I don't think people understand what sci-fi is anymore. No, because that's the thing. Well, like, traditional sci-fi. Sci-fi anyway. right. nowadays yeah. is like a lot more Hollywood than like the traditional. Yeah, it's action. Yeah. It's action sci-fi. Well, it's Minority Report. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's a remake of Minority Report. That they that is literally a dime store novel. That book. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I feel when I watch it. I'm reading an old shitty novel from like the 80s, yeah. which is like actually really good. No, it's like yeah. the the idea of like they don't research it too, right? I mean, yeah. it's noir. It's a, it's a noir crime fiction. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It just happens to take place in the future. Yeah. But it's, yeah. just, it's the same reason why Watchmen didn't do well. Yeah. Because everybody was going and expecting Batman. Yeah. Not expecting a, a movie that was or a, a storyline that you know th- it's it's ambiguous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no good. There is no evil. No. It's There's just it's people a existing. Completely yeah. ambiguous story. It's just and multiple ambiguous. And agendas. people can't get to that. They're like, well, but they didn't beat up the <coughs> bad guy at the end. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but did you think? Did you use your brain? Did you take yeah. it somewhere else? Did you it's hear like what they he didn't said? beat him up in the comic either. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and like, did you did you listen to the dialogue? I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna rant that Zack Snyder's turned into a hack since then. Yeah. But like, he killed the Watchmen. Like, I thought he, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I so did me I. Right to the end. I was very pleased with that. I was even okay, like, with the twist. I said, there's no way you were gonna be able to translate a giant octopus monster on screen that would confuse the shit out of people. It made. What he did made for a perfect movie yeah. ending. It it really did. Yeah. But I I had like severe abuse from not having an octopus monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean I had like severe, you wanted severe the abuse. Would I have loved yeah. to see the big octopus yeah. monster? Not even Absolutely. that. I just didn't like that they made they made Doctor Manhattan the villain. The fall because guy, it's yeah. it's like right. that's gonna be a five year peace treaty. 
and it's going to fall apart again because America made Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, they so needed the an outside influence. The communists yeah. especially are going to be like, oh, oh yeah, no, America's responsible. It goes right back to the same problem. They could have just made it an alien invasion, I guess. But like, something? Yeah, I mean, like I a just false needed, one or something? Yeah, you needed to have like a third party. It couldn't have been the commies and the Americans. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you make an American villain yeah. made well, then by it's America. Just, then it's, it's just, just Red Sun. Yeah, that's what it is, right? You have a five-year peace treaty, and then it goes to shit again. That yeah. was my biggest beef with Watchmen, is that that was the failure of it. Right. But I do understand you can't translate a squid monster. Yeah, as easily to yeah, a bunch of people easily. that have no idea what they're watching. Like, yeah, yeah, and like you, like you said, people expected an action movie. They didn't expect. They didn't read the comic book. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. No, nobody. They just thought it was like a, a DC movie that was exactly. like Batman. But they, yeah, the, mm-hmm. how how familiar was the vast majority of the movie going audience with the source material? Yeah. yeah, and and to this day, how familiar is the movie going audience with the source material? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly, but that's the thing. Now they found a way to give people superhero movies without them knowing the backstory. Like, right, right. Yeah. like I, I mean, I'm now every, and, that, and that's what's made everybody being a comic book fan who's yeah. never picked up a comic book before. Yeah, yeah, which is it's like, you know, like it's like you call them posers for some reason. You can be like fucking comic posers. But like, it, it's, <laughs> crazy. it's another reason to be cynical. Like I like so this was my last year of doing the expo. I've retired from the expo. Oh really? World. I'm, I I can't stand the industry. Um, mm. I can't stand a lot of things about it's probably really i'm assuming it's like you have to deal with a lot of like competitive stuff like who can we bring in next year and the demand and yeah and i mean like so you know part of the problem is is that the convention industry is exploding right now right and there's so 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 many shows out there um so you've got a convention industry that's huge so you're saying saturation is killing it that's hmm. huge but nobody's reading comic books no like yeah. comic book readership is dwindling but comic books yeah in the lexicon of pop you know the, the masses yeah. has never been bigger everybody's a nerd so now. where's the disconnect how do we get people back into the local comic book store to read mm-hmm. yeah comic books yeah and it's not happening how how is it that we have professional comic book illustrators starving and you know they're they're the reason these movies exist right you know, like and and you know so my job at the expo was to bring in the to bring in the creator guests the people who you know write and draw the comic book mm-hmm. and for me that was infinitely rewarding because i got to sit with my heroes and and the legends who yeah it. and i always made a point to bring in the old school guys who did it because the the new hot guys are too busy to do a show let alone a show in edmonton it's really the way it works everybody's like well why can't you get this guy why can't you get this guy cool well i send 150 emails out to people and i don't even get responses back you saying just i can't make it wow mm-hmm. you just take bites whatever you can get kind right. of thing yeah. and then you get people who <laughs> the vast majority of people who are coming to the show you know we've got there there's a twofold problem where you know one year that I brought in Steve Englehart, the creator of Star Lord, the year that Guardians of the Galaxy was huge. Right. Hardly anybody cares, but Jessica Negri's got her tits out yeah. in a Pikachu costume yeah. somewhere, <laughs> and everybody's lined up. Around oh yeah, the yeah. Look you at get you, a cost- you get a cost. Oh no, I ran into her getting mini donuts, and I totally got a photo <laughs> with her because I'm like, I know who she is. Right. Uh. But, but that's that's how sad that is. That's how easy it's accessible right. they are. Right? Yeah. Then, but then on the flip side, we're also putting him in these huge artist alleys of people who aren't pros, yeah. who are making a living off of drawing characters that they have no connection to, no. who have never done anything professionally. So you have pros up there who created them having to fight off people selling prints of them who have no business selling prints of them. Prints, yeah. Like yeah. they have no license and relates to them. And the average convention goer doesn't know the fucking difference between who's who they're just like oh that's a neat print yeah oh, that's a guy who created yeah, I don't care. I really oh that look that really only, looks like chris evans it's only ten dollars <laughs> yeah that's so gross and and it and it's that across the board <laughs> and and so many other reasons of the conventions i could go on for hours about conventions well and not going to, but no but the, the, my biggest one of my biggest uh, uh fulfillments of the conventions and tattoo inventions in, as well I, I like to buy flash art yeah. and i go to the artists in the comic conventions though i don't like not the famous ones, they aren't selling their Flash, obviously, right? Yeah. But the local guys that have these crazy takes on different art, I love just, like, scooping it up, man. And it's, like, 10, 20 bucks for a picture. Like, it's it's 
so cheap. So yeah. I try to support that, but like nobody cares, man. That whole that that place is empty. That whole hall is empty when you mm. walk through it. You know. Yeah. The toy T-shirt section is booming, and then the the meet and greets. Yeah. I I wanted to. This kind of bummed me out because I wanted to get uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen was there one year, yeah. and I have the uh, original DVD box set of the Pusher trilogy. So I took the, the the thing out and I wanted to get him to sign it. Even just that, it would have been sixty bucks. Yeah. Oh. And I just wanted him to sign that, not a photo. And I was like, well, I'm not paying that. I couldn't. Yeah. Like it was such a bummer. But then everybody like most people who again who don't know they turn around the, on, on that on us. Yeah. Like hmm. it's our. You did a bad job. Convention because this person's charging this much money. But I always like I just want to like scream in people's faces like, you think these people are coming here to fucking meet you? No. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Like man, can we take a paycheck? Yeah. Them and their agents set how much they have to make and walk away from that show, mm-hmm. and they have to make that through their autographs and their photo ops. Yeah. And if they don't make it through that, we as the promoter have to cover the difference. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's that's, that's the contract. That's insane. And, and yeah. that's that's the consequence. Good so lord. Like so that's we also don't why you don't get some of these big people. Oh, yeah. I can, well, that's what I'm saying. How much you'd have to, like... Well, then I never expect them. I, I can't yeah. imagine what the cost would be for some of, like, the and top that's people. And, and that's just it. When you have so many shows now, all competing for the same talent pool, Yeah. but now Hollywood getting a bit of a taste of it. So, like, it used to be appearance agents who handled it. Mm-hmm. But now Hollywood agents are realizing how much money they can make off of one of their stars for one day really? appearing at oh. a convention. That's, That's so gross. That's that is so greasy. So now they're, but they don't understand how the convention world works. Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, my celebrity's worth this much money. Yeah. And then you get stupid promoters who pay that much money, and everybody looks at your show. It sets show, the bar. Right, but then they lose money. Yeah. And then everybody looks at your show and is like, well, why can't you get Chris Evans? Yeah. Wizard World got Chris Evans. Cool. Wizard World posted $4 million loss last quarter. Yeah. They still got oh, Chris shit. Evans. They still got Chris Evans, though. But they got Chris Evans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that oh, was but key. no, I can't go see Chris Evans because he's $200 an autograph, so I'm not going to pay that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, like, why so wouldn't you just want? wait around until yeah. he's at a red carpet thing and snap a Snapchat photo with him? Like, <laughs> I got a photo with, with Carl Urban off on airplane because this is the weirdest fucking story ever. I was going to a powerlifting meet in uh, where the, was North Kevin, wasn't northern it? BC, and first off, Kevin Sorbo was in the airport, and I wasn't sure if it was Kevin Sorbo or not, and then I'm looking at him, and then he gave me, like, a, are you looking at me kind of <laughs> stare? I'm like, oh, sorry, and then I... Then my Granted, flight I was tweeting them pretty fucking hard yeah. too. So like, and then my flight got well, the overbooked. And th- the funny thing is, this is at the time just after that dude got the shit beat out of him on the airplane, for the they, they, they wanted to, yeah. yeah. So they're like, hey, we'll give anyone a four hundred dollar credit if they wait two hours. Like, oh, I'll wait two hours for four hundred bucks. Oh shit. So I get on the plane and then Carl or Carl Urban's sitting next to me, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, hey, are you Carl Urban? He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, sorry, I'm a big fan. Can I can I have a photo with you? He's like, yeah. After the flight though, I'm like, that's totally. But <laughs> so yeah, but it's like this <laughs> tiny little shitty WestJet plane. I'm like, why are all these sort of famous celebrities going to this northern BC town? And turns out they have a convention which strictly for meeting celebrities. Huh. What, the what fuck town? town? I can't remember now. Oh uh, no, not like one of the bigger. Is it ones? BC? Prince George. Like Prince George. I think it was Prince BC, George. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So say, it yeah, yeah, it's Prince George. So Kevin Sorbo got on the previous flight. Uh, Carl Urban was there, and Flash Gordon was in our hotel, wasted, looking for a party. <laughs> and it was like, what? So, like you said, there's there's uh, convention saturation, this is like man. The premise of Ted Three. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it, like to bring it back to his point, though, it's like you can't. I mean, I'm sure people are hanging out at the hotels or whatever. But Prince to get, George, but mm-hmm. like, what what does it cost to get them to come there? And then, wh- how many people are going to Prince George just to meet these dudes? Yeah, but like, when I looked it up online too, it was like it was a big deal. It, it was, was. Like StarCon. It was like it yeah. was a huge deal. But it's just it's just just that there aren't even comics. There's nothing else. It's yeah. just meet these people. They showed but up. It, there's probably a market for it up there because like the closest I assume, other yeah. place for them to come to a convention, if it's Northern BC, is probably like either Vancouver or Edmonton. Yeah. Right? Well, so the Calgary one's bigger than the big. 
biggest one still in Western Canada. Doesn't it boast that still? Yeah. yeah Second so biggest in Canada. I mean, there's yeah. a lot like Prince Rupert, Prince George, all those towns in between, like the whole northern end of BC. It, right. There's a lot of people mm. up there, and there's a lot of people with money because they're working up north and they and, don't have and a internet. Yeah, right? Money and internet. Yeah. You think if there was a convention in Fort McMurray and like rig pigs actually cared about comics and stuff? Yeah. Imagine wow. how much money they would. Oh, pay. they probably do now. I mean, you know, they so they can pay to have Kiss show up there and <laughs> and and Nickelback play specific concerts in Fort Worth. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Is that a good thing? Uh, no, but they they'll cost they'll pay though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure they probably name their price and they probably yeah. show up, right? And that's like that's the thing. There's probably a lot more money up there than you realize. Yeah, that's a good point actually. It just was odd. Well, it was just the weirdest yeah. timing. And to ever. be honest, if you're running a show where you don't have any like exhibitors and all that kind of stuff, it's like cheaper. You're actually your overhead's probably going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of tables set up yeah. in a gymnasium. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, like for us, we're like really like collectible nerd guys. The uh, the collectible shows were always the ones we wanted to go. Yeah, to. we always right. go to the yeah. the one in the air the, the air base or whatever. Right. Yeah, so I love going. That's there. pop culture fair, and then I also run the Edmonton Collector Con, which is at the Italian Cultural Center, and I yeah. run that three shows a year. Right. Um, because that's all I ever wanted to run. Yeah, yeah. that's just what just I started running. One, yeah. The very first year was at the Greenwood Inn. Mm-hmm. It was a straight toy and comic show. The Mayfield years were just straight toy and comic shows. The Shaw, we started to bring in some media guests and yeah. some comic artists and stuff, and it started to get to be more of a headache. Yeah. And then so we created the expo, you know, here in town. And uh, the whole time as it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I was just like, I just want to go back to running. <laughs> Man, that's like toys. Comic show, yeah. You know? And so now I run that. It's a thousand people come on the Sunday, and it's an awesome day because everybody show, who's yeah. collectors just come and they just nice. hang out with all their friends and they everybody interacts and it's a community show, as opposed to a, you know, huge money making. I'm just here for celebrities show. This feels like yeah. a Netflix documentary. Yeah, Is it really? Oh yeah, because the, the yeah the other one. Well, the, what, what is it called again? Pop culture fair. Yeah, that one's like a donation, really. Like it's no, like I think they're up to seven bucks now. Yeah, seven dollars. Oh. Seven bucks. Seven Man, nineteen eighty eight movie ticket prices. Yeah, right. That is really good. If you think about being like a little kid, like a little kid can't afford like a three day pass at the mm-hmm. expo. No, man. But five bucks to come, like, and look you at love toys. That shit, oh, man. Yeah. Like, it's so cute watching like the we're, kids roam around. Where can show. a family of oh, four yeah. go for ten bucks? Because yep. we let totally. kids in under twelve for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice. Kids under twelve are free. And a family of four can go for ten bucks for Holy a Sunday shit. afternoon. Yeah, that's yeah, you put a mini donut, donut machine in there, and you're <laughs> you put a mini donut yeah, machine in there. and you've got a family outing that is yeah, just like cheap and fun. And yeah. in there, well, actually. even then, yeah. it, like how hard would it be to just tell food trucks if they wanted to show up? Do you like that's another thing? Is at the expo, do they do you got to deal with the food trucks, or are they just like we want to go there, so they rent their space? It's a whole process. Yeah, oh, wow. Because I, I, I feel like you could just be like anybody that wants to show up, park your truck somewhere. I don't care. Yeah, no, make your money. I could do that at my show for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I could totally do that at my show. That but the venue wouldn't be happy because the venue makes money off the food. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> no, but those that, that is the way food. to go. That yeah. is the way to go. L- the little shows definitely are more fun. They feel better. I mean, you actually enjoy yourself. They feel hands-on. Yeah, feel yeah. hands-on. Yeah. People people refer to the Red and White show in Calgary and my show at the Italian Culture Center mm-hmm. as the comic shows in Alberta. What's the oh Red yeah. and White show? Um, it's, um, it, it's funny. Before the expo was the expo, the group that were – uh, involved with it, they kind of split. Oh, okay. And one half went and formed the expo, and the other half stayed running the Red and White show. Okay. It's at the Red and White Club um, at McMahon Stadium. It's also called the Red and White Show. Oh, okay. Um, and it is also just a straight toy and well, it's show. more comic and toys. Yeah. It's it's a comic show. Oh, nice. We're about fifty fifty at the at our show between, but it's a collectible show, and we're s- we're really strict on our vendors, and so are they. Like, if you want to show up selling My Little Pony handbags, cool. We're not the show for you. Yeah. I love that you want to sell that stuff and that you've made a business doing that, but yep. we're not letting you set up here. Yeah, that's because fair. Because we're a toy and comic book shop. Yeah, you're not yeah. an Etsy shop. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, like. I've you know, and I've thought about running like a, a pop culture theme fair, mm-hmm. you know, like at 
Christmas time one year or something like that, where it's just like obscure stuff or not obscure, can, but you know, set yeah. up with, with that kind hawk of stuff. their wares, right? And <laughs> such, you know, and it, as long as it's got a nerdy theme to it, yeah. But you know, then I got to deal with that stuff. Man, I know guys yeah. who come well, up here know. just for the Italian Center show. Yeah, like they come from Calgary to here. Like Raji, he's been here a bunch of times. He only showed oh, okay. up for that show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a big deal to him. Huh. But um, yeah, I mean that's 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 the way to go, man. Nice. That's definitely the way to go for the nerdy guys. Yeah, it just it 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 it's for the collector. Yeah, yeah. and like we branded ourselves like by collectors for collectors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, because it's for the shows that we wanted to see. That is right really on. neat. You know, because and and, if, and again, like if you're a collector, and like a diehard comic book guy, you're probably going to go to the expo, but you're probably not keen on dropping thirty five dollars for one day mm-hmm. to see the you know, the amount of comic vendors dwindling further and further and further yeah. and being replaced by the Canadian Army and the and yeah. Canadian Blood Services and an exactly. insurance company and a trade school. Ten like centers. All these things. I've been noticing that too, hey? Yeah. And, like, they'll have, yeah. like, one of the one of the entire halls will just have, like, just happen to have set up that day those really sad, like, infomercial setups. Yeah. Like, everybody in there has, like, the crazy cool vacuum. Oh, Sham or the, guy. Or the yeah. Shamwell guy. <laughs> the Shamwell guy. I was like, this guy. is going on during the comic convention? The comic book conventions have become trade shows. Yeah. yeah. Which is super weird. Yeah. I mean, that was like, we used to watch uh, the uh, the RV shows. The yeah. RV shows used to be just cars and RVs and tents and shit. Yeah. And then, then the Shamwell guy shows up. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who's selling netting shows up. Yeah. There's a guy with a slap chop. Like, I mean, it was just little weird things just showing up. Yeah. The next thing you know, it's like the RVs are way in the back. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I see what's going on here. Yeah. You're pushing it, me out. It, everything's good push out. So, yeah. you know what? There's there's such a thing for building those niches. And I was I, – I rant a lot, and I was on a rant the other night. We went <laughs> That's to fine. Lo- went to London Drugs, and they've got a section of fucking vinyl in London Drugs. <laughs> Are you serious? And I'm, yeah, and I pulled so out, weird. And I, and I, pulled out a, I pulled out a <laughs> Temple of the Dog record, record at London Drugs, and I'm like – Fucking indie <laughs> record shop owners have been keeping records yeah. alive yeah. for all these new hipster assholes who are yeah. now record fans. And they don't want it. They're 180 grand vinyl. London Drugs next door. And so now London Drugs is forcing out the indie record guys who have been in business for 20 years keeping the shit alive. Fuck you. It doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to. And their access. Weird, man. The worst part is their access to these records are better than the indie guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like they get all these refurbished, like not refurbished, but remastered reissued versions. Re- reissued. Remastered, yeah. And like the, the people who specialize stu- in stuff and the people who like created those niches are the people who should be doing that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. Right? Well, they don't do it to create an empire. No. They're doing it to keep something alive. Like totally. that's like yeah. they have a people just don't go. Yeah. Like just they don't go there anymore. Like they don't go to Blackbird. They don't go to the uh, the place on White Ave. Like they just stop going there because yeah. they go to London Drugs. Well, they see that and London Drugs probably can buy in bulk, so they yeah. can charge less. You can buy a wholesale yeah. Temple of the Dog album. Well, oh, yeah. It happens in here too. People are like, "Well, how come I can go to the like Chatters or whatever and buy my shampoo for twenty dollars?" Yeah, I'm like, "Cause they can fucking bring it in on a huge." It's truck the Walmart of hair salons. We're salon. an independent <laughs> yeah. like salon. Yeah, you can't bring in you know. But that's so many skews. That's you should mention that Mitzi is a hairstylist extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna we were gonna segue into this because yeah. especially Remember because I'm in nerds. school now. Yeah. Hey, no, I wanted hey, to get. I'm here too. That's why I wanted you both here because there's so much to cover. Oh, it, yeah. it worked out good. We weren't sure if we were gonna have you both like sit down together or individually because well, we I had so much. Well, I kind of knew there'd be a lot of yeah. tangents. Well, we got nothing but time. Like we're yeah, we can yeah. We're, we're really only days. what 48 minutes in. Some of these end up going two hours. We don't even know two hours goes by. So don't I just have like I'm happy to stop talking for a while. Oh yeah. Because I'm glad you did though, man. We're gonna go back to a thing later on that's always been like it sticks in my fucking craw that I think you would be in on. You okay. probably know what I'm talking about. But we'll let you guys do your hair thing because Dan just did his first day yeah. at Marvel. I, I just, know, it's so exciting. Yeah. So yeah. basically Long time coming. You've been in the industry like aside from school, you've been in the industry how long now, Mitzi? Uh 
Well, I started as a receptionist before I went to hair school. Yeah. So coming up on like 10 years probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were doing reception and then you were still doing a bit of bar work on the yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. And then exactly. what? at what point did you decide that school was the option? Um, my, Well, my 30th birthday was coming up and I kind of was at like that crossroads where, I mean, I was answering phones for a living and right. then side job at Urban Lounge. Which yeah. We were working together then. Um, yeah, and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I didn't really know where I was going to go, and just working reception there, it was a really good salon, it was a great salon on White Ave, right. um, great clients, really creative staff, and I, for the first time, saw hair as a career. Growing hmm. up in, like, BC, hair is not, um, it is now, but at the time when I was a kid, you didn't need a license to do hair there, you could take, like, a basic, like, yeah. two-day course, and there's usually the, the lady in town with the salon. She yeah. can do it her whole life. And so for <laughs> me, it was like one of those trades where it was almost like just a step up from being like a waitress. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I know, really, right? I didn't really ever consider it a career or look at it that way. So when I started working at the salon, and it was just kind of luck. I mean, they all used to hang out at Sophie's. So all the staff mm-hmm. in the, the salon used to hang out there. <clears throat> and that's kind of how I got my job. I was just like drunk one night. My hairdresser was in. I was like, give nice. me a job. That's kind of cool. And that's kind of how it happened. But seeing a high-end salon and realizing like this is a job yeah it's a business make money it's a business it's creative it's fun and there was actually a lot of parallels being a bartender to being a hairdresser you're gonna see this oh i know believe me yeah and i mean i i loved working in the bar like you know the days that were great were so great it was super social it was really really fun i love talking to all those different people so it was really cool seeing that I could have another job like that that wasn't going to be, you know, in an office. Yeah, and night, yeah, night jobs and, yeah. like, night shift and revolved around being surrounded by drunk people. Well, there's totally. a freedom there. Yeah. There's a social aspect to it, too, that's really appealing. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're still getting the social aspect yeah. of it. Absolutely. So that's kind of like, you know, I was like, well, I'll give this a try. Because for the first time, it, it became this thing where I was like, you can actually do this as a, as a career, and it would be really, really cool. Right. So, yeah, then off to hair school I went. Nice. So, yeah. That's was, pretty cool. It was pretty great. And then... From hair school, I, I knew who my boss was. I'd heard about him working in a hair salon, but he's quite famous in the hair industry. And I was like, I saw him at a hair show, which you'll start going to these hair shows yeah, now. Yeah, they told see. us about a bunch of them. Yeah, and it's really inspiring seeing these people up on stage. And, and the interesting thing about Tony is it was very theatrical almost. And I did a lot of theater in high school, and I liked being in the public eye. I hmm. am not a wallflower. I like being the center of attention. I have no problem <laughs> Being on you TV you and did all win those a pageant, things. didn't you? Win Miss Whatever. I was in the Squamish pageant. <laughs> I remember you tell. Well, we used Dan. to work together. Well, she was my boss in 2008 at Filthy, so yeah. like we've known each other for years. Well, this yeah. this table has been together a long time. Now, yeah, so yeah, yeah absolutely. We go back. Yes, in uh, 1997, I was in the Timber Queen pageant. Yeah. Oh, wow, Timber crazy. Queen. It I sounds did, like something from a TV show. <laughs> wow. I was first princess. That's so a yeah. Northern Exposure thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was kind of funny. Like as a sidebar, like we used to get to travel around to the different communities in like British Columbia as like visiting royalty. Yeah, and yeah, we'd yeah. Go to their pageants and promote. Oh my God. Basically, oh, your wow. job was to promote the town. Yeah. So yeah, it was actually kind of hilarious. That's really cool. Yeah. So that did happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm no stranger to being on stage or doing those things. And when I saw him up there and the things they were doing, I was like fuck like that is what i want to do that's so nice. so cool so yeah i printed off one resume walked into that salon and got hired as his assistant hmm. so it was really cool and yeah those first few years i did get to go on stage with him a ton and do that stuff and it, it was so so fun and there's so many facets to the hair industry that people don't realize like yeah. there's this whole other world of competition and 
fantasy hair and avant-garde hair and magazine print. Like, you can go so many different ways with it. Hmm. Yeah, they just touched on it today, like, just a fragment of it. Yeah, you know? it's exciting. And you want to specialize in barbering. Right? Yeah, That's I do. Plan. Like, I the, the thing is, if I'm actually good at girls' hair, I'm totally okay with being, like, the side job mechanic where it's like, yeah, I could get the supplies and charge you half the price if I'm okay at it. But don't come to me if, if, <laughs> I'm, not, if I'm not good at, like, if you want an extension, it's cool, but they might not be that great. Well, you know what? Like, I don't even do extensions. No. It's, it's okay <coughs> to specialize. I think I've said this to you before. You be careful not to limit yourself. No, you that's why I'm going to school. You need to build clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and like that's like I saw the funny thing is that around the time when I decided I wanted to do this and I was talking to you, it was I think after Sean had just Sean Hamilton. Yeah. He just finished his apprenticeship, but it was the Barber Ha. And I'm like, what a one dimensional way to enter the industry. Like yeah. you're you're pigeonholing yourself. And then it's not a real apprenticeship. There are no real official barber schools in yeah. Alberta. No, it's true. And you're indentured to whoever you work for for your hours. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to do it that way. And I wanted to learn everything. And my barber said that personally. He's like, do the hair school, man. Do it. So he's like, you he's happy. To, yeah. and, and honestly, to get a license, and like, I'm a Redfield journeyman. Exactly. I have a journeyman ticket. Yep. You have to go to hair school. Hmm. There was at one point they had a separate barbering school, and they shut that down, and they made it a whole thing where you have to go. But you'd be kind of stupid not to. It's totally fine if you want to eventually like branch off and specialize. Like I would say I specialize in color more than anything, and I right. never saw that coming. I thought I was going to be a cutter through and through. Okay. I love cutting hair. I love barbering. It's super fun. But I like my passion is in hair color. But I still would never say I'm only going to do color because you lose clients. Like it, yeah. it, it's hmm. truly like if your client can only come see you for one thing, but they can see an, they have to see another hairdresser for part of their service, you're going to lose well, them. Well, I, I mean, I not that I'm an expert. I mean, I just because I have tattoos, you have tattoos, but yeah. like, like F, as as an as an artist in a shop, how how useful is a guy that literally has one style of tattooing, no matter how popular he is? It's not good. I sell all my artists all the time, and like I've got a I've got a new crew now, and like a couple of them are only like a year deep. And yeah. I'm like, Learn everything. Like, I learn as much as you can. Yeah. I have a friend to. learning, and and I said to her, I was like, look, before you even walk into a shop, have a book this full of everything you can imagine that you've drawn, and draw everything, yeah. everything. She's like, really? It's like I don't know. I really want to stick to this one thing. I'm like, no, no man, no. 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 draw everything. Because right now, like black works is all the rage. Yeah. Like, black works. It's five years from now it's going to be the new tribal yeah Everyone's well it is the new tribal I, yeah. i'm seeing it in the korea you see yeah. all the korean artists and it's crazy looking yeah but it is really the new tribal. everybody's going to turn around and be like oh look your tattoos from 2017 because yeah. that's when black work was really big yeah so you can't you have to be well diverse. the old guys are like that all the guys that are complaining and curmudgeoning and don't have don't take apprentices anymore they were apprentices and they yeah. did oil paintings and they they update their art well, right yeah. the problem is like oh you're com- and it's the same with like tattoos and hair you'll see so many parallels between the yeah. tattoo and you're commission based yeah so if you're telling someone no you're fucking watching your money walk out that door 100 and yeah. that is ridiculous yeah it's crazy to me and you see it all the time well, in the salon and then and like i i honestly i personally feel like the hair industry is even more cutthroat than the tattoo industry tattoo are like yeah. there's just there's a lot of saturation with tattoo artists unfortunately in, in edmonton i've found but well, yeah there is with hair too yeah like now that you're in that industry you're, uh, probably once you started th- think like thinking about it the amount oh, of oh barbering is so popular the well they've been popping everywhere. up for yeah. years already and like i drive to leduc because i got this guy who's been cutting my hair for like seven years and he's this militant lebanese guy and <laughs> and if i go to someone else he knows mm-hmm. and so it's like you fucked up the line, yeah it's Dan. like man why do you go to someone else when i'm not home or like when he's yeah. on vacation so now i just let it grow out did he give you grief after that shave you got in thailand 
Yes. Yeah, he, he said there was a couple that. crooked lines because I got I got. A str- <laughs> I mean, I I don't kill my clients when they're on vacation. No, he's I'm just like, he's just joking. <laughs> he's joking, but I mean, there was an opportunity to actually get my head straight razored in Thailand, and I'd never done it before. Yeah. So I had it done twice, but he's like, "Yeah, they messed up some of my lines." I'm like, "Sure, man, they're just saying that to be a dick." <laughs> Whatever. They always say the difference between a good haircut and a b- or a bad haircut and a good haircut for a man is two weeks. So yeah, be fine. It, it is grows two weeks. Back real fast. He, yeah. He, he, well, when I first met him, he had to fix my mohawk because. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was sick of doing it for me and she's like i hate this just start going to a hair guy and he's like do you want me to fix it or work with the crooked lines that you already have <laughs> and i'm like just fix it man and so he had to like shave a ton of my hair off just to get it to go straight oh, wow. again I but my own mohawk. yeah see i would too and i just couldn't do it yeah and then have I sore shoulders yeah. but yeah so anyway so yeah there's your you're basically you've been with Richie for I've been with Richie for it'll be seven years this August. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good. And I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. I'm not gonna like pretend it hasn't had its struggles. And I'm not talking about like specifically that shop. I'm talking about the hair industry. Cause yeah. One month you're like riding high and you're like, "Fuck, I'm so booked. <laughs> this is awesome. My check's gonna be so great." And the next month it's like crickets. Yeah. And that's the scary thing about being on commission. And most most places won't start you right off on commission. You'll right. start on hourly and you got to build. But it's uh yeah it's it's always up and down like right. and you know it's funny my boss has this amazing story about winning contessas which is the canadian hairdresser of the year yeah. he won it seven years in a row like it's ridiculous seriously it's super, super wow. good. but it was one of his like first or second times winning and he was like so like went to toronto got his award like we decorated his station like it was amazing there's like balloons and streamers everywhere and his first appointment that first day back was a redo because he'd cut this woman's hair, like, crooked. Like, one oh, side no. was, like, two inches. Probably because he was excited about going to this thing. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. Get out of here, bitch. Yeah. Took a chunk off. He's down, and there's, like, all this shit all over his station. And she's like, what's this all about? And he's like, oh, I just won, like, Canadian hairdresser That's of the year. And meanwhile, he's, like, oh, wow. trying to fix her haircut. Cause it, it's just, so humbling. <laughs> it's so humbling. And that's that's what he always says. He's like, you know, one second you just think you're the best. Yeah. And it's absolutely humbling. Because you're dealing with real people. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. real emotions. And you'll learn that like you can make or break someone's like day yeah. or month even or two months in in one appointment you know especially when you start dealing with chemicals and hair mm. color and all yeah. that i mean you fucking fry someone's hair off like you are well and they said too they've had people they like at the school they're like you can do you, you got to be really careful because there's they said they'll have people come in and they don't care they know you can get it cheaper yeah. and they want this style and it's like to do that we would basically have to fry your hair to the point where it falls yeah. out of your head and they're like do it anyway <laughs> do it they're like oh, okay and, and that is kind of the difference between hair school and like a salon yeah like, i will absolutely refuse people i am not going to put my reputation on the line because at the end of the day that person walks out that door and they go to dinner with sally and sally's like your hair sucks man whoa what's up with your hair we'll miss you at Richie did that yeah. like we no these people are walking billboards for you yeah like, we did the same thing at the shop too like yeah we, of course we refuse stuff at the shop <laughs> thank a lot god because you it's do. like you know like you're a 19 year old kid we're not tattooing your hand oh anything. man like we're just not doing it happened mm-hmm. but, but see that's the worst part is they can go down the street and there's a shop with two guys in it and yeah. all they do is thick black line two-dimensional yeah. sailor jerry style flash art <laughs> yeah. and it's like mm, that'll cost you about 60 bucks Put it on my hands. Oh, everybody yeah. has that dude well, on white ass, man. Yep. You know yeah. what? They're yep. gonna remember the shop when in five years from now, or when it's like looks like shit. Yeah, totally. And where they can't get a job, they're gonna remember that shop. It's like, man, I should have listened to those. And guys. I've, well, had, yeah. I've had walk-ins, yeah. and walk-ins are usually the, it's never usually your regulars or like your appointments. It's the walk-ins that are usually the people that want what they want right then yeah. and there. And you'll 
say no, and they'll say they'll straight up say, "Well, I can go down the street," and I'll say, "Please go ahead." Well, I think everyone seems to think that is like a, th a threat, like yeah. a, a usable threat. I'm like, it's like okay, go, go to the ahead. street. You're not buying a camera from Best Buy. No, man. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a completely personal thing you're yeah. doing here. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and on top of that. I don't give a fuck if you go to Yelp. I don't give a fuck yeah. if you go to Google oh, Reviews. Oh, please go to Yelp yeah. and say that I wouldn't fry your hair off. I don't give a shit about what yeah. Yeah. you I put on in your Oh, exactly. Like yeah, that's, that's, uh, not, well, that's it's not power over it's anybody. Those yeah. kind of sites have essentially discredited themselves by yeah. being so readily available to retards. Like, yeah. that's that's the loudest people are usually the smallest group, you know? Totally. Like yep. Obnoxious and loud. Yeah. This is a little tiny group that's just barking. And yeah. they're, everybody looks at them because they're tiny and they're, they're so mad loud, and they're yeah. angry. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you in the beginning, you probably will do everyone. And then if you branch off and do your own thing, that's totally – because did you want to do some sort of like a nomadic thing? I can't remember what well, your Well, the thing was. is, is because I know there's a lot of shops that will take you because there's like uh, – I've been looking into barber shops that have – like a very specific style. There's apparently one in Norway, and then like there's a Korean, a couple. Kore there's a big style change in like Korea. They're yeah. very trendy, and then there's like a couple weird shops in Japan you can go to where they only do a certain style of like. I wonder straight if razor. it's the Norwegian one. We just had these guys in as guests. I'd have to look them up on Instagram. There's a again. name for it, but I can't. Yeah, remember. they have three shops. I'm pretty sure they're in Norway. They're yeah. all tattooed. Women are not even allowed in the shop. Yeah, they're not like allowed to work there. They're not allowed in there. Nothing makes me want to work there more than the fact that I'm not. Allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a tattoo shop in one of their shops. Yeah. actually. Yeah, I bet you it's the same one. Well, they're they awesome. Hmm. They, they came call it a certain class with us. Yeah, yeah. And like they have, they, there's a certain term for the way they do the hair yeah. and the beards. And and I just thought, you know, if if you could contact these guys and say, can I spend three months at your shop? Or well, they can I do spend, you know, this like one specifically. And sorry, I'm like whacking this uh, microphone oh here. But okay. this one specifically, I'll find out the information for you because they do take people on for classes. Yeah. You go in and it's crazy the way it works. It's like you're booked. It's like a seven hour day. You get a half an hour break, but you and it's all walk ins only. And they are lined up even Christmas. They're lined up around yeah. the corner and you're just working the whole day nonstop. Like they well, it's have vo volume. It's yeah. well, it's like the full 4-H model. Learn to do by doing <laughs> yeah. that. You're not going to learn anything by just reading textbooks. Yeah. You're going to have you to can, cut over and over and over. You can go there and take like go to their school and work there for however long. Yeah. And it looks amazing. And I'm like legitimately I was like man like let me come play it super secret too, super always, secret man man they always like my stuff on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like let they're me supportive of you guys. but get yeah. a, but don't get too close yeah it's really really neat so there's lots of those places popping up well I just I just thought because I would I would enjoy just like working for a bit I want to work and maybe get my loans paid off and get comfortable and then when I know I can I have enough good like actual work experience I'll start investing time and like okay I can, get, I can get a work visa over here i can go work at a shop even if i found some weird shop in a in the state somewhere to go work at yeah. for for a month or two just in a way I like i feel like there's more freedom with barbering to do there that is. than there is in the way like i do hair like i rely on these especially yeah. these women that like come see me every you know two three months but with barbering i think like yeah your regular guy's always gonna like you're always gonna drive to see your guy cause yeah you love him but it's not gonna like kill him if you don't no exactly there's always gonna be a big lineup of people that need yeah their there's buzz. there's like, there's just a consistent flow of people and the thing is like he's out in the duke there's another barbershop in town and those guys will not go to that other barbershop <laughs> it's yeah. down the road and they just nope i go to i go to tom yeah. i go to goodfellas the, your I, men's clients are typically your like most loyal right and you're they're actually your bread and butter because you see them like every yes. like two like i mean Shane doesn't pay for his haircuts, obviously, but, like, <laughs> it's every two weeks. We oh, he pays hair. for them. Yeah, oh, he, <laughs> pays he pays for them one way or another. <laughs> but I also just started growing hair. Okay. <laughs> he didn't have hair when we started dating. I've so. oh. hair for 10 years. And now I've so you have, oh. you have less stress in your life, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So. Yeah. Interesting. That's good to know, man. That's, huh. a, that's a good sign, actually. The widow's peak came back. Yeah. Got to cut some stress out of my life, I think. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I asked some of them too, and I thought maybe I was being a little outlandish. And a lot of them, the women there, are like, no, you have a great idea, you have a good mindset. Like yeah. you're not being over, you're not overshooting your bounds. If you want to mm -hmm. learn, like. 
people will always be accepting. Of yeah, that. and I've never and you know, like uh, just because I'm uh, school's done in nine months, I don't want to just think I'm good and I can just start working. It's, it's never no. done. No. we're always learning. Like, yeah, I can't even begin to express like to express to you like how much that is the truth in our career. Yeah, of course. Because it's a trend-driven career. Like you'll have your basic haircuts your whole life. Yep. But it's trend-driven, so but it's always going to change. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. The 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 easy to do haircuts will look that much better because of how easier they are for you to do. And I don't totally. think a lot of people realize that their, their confidence levels are too high or like mm-hmm. there's a lot of really trendy shops in town. And I'm like, man, I would never go there. I don't need to spend that kind of money on my hair. Cause it, my hair goes back every week. If I want to, if I want it to look the same, it's weekly. Yeah. Mm. Why would I go to that guy when he's probably not going to cut it short enough and I'm going to have to come back to him in less than a week. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's just how I feel about it. There's got to be some cool shit that you could do, too. I mean, as, as a barber or a hairstylist, I mean, going to, like, third world countries and cutting hair, making people... Yeah, like, finding weirder, obscure yeah. ways to do it. Well, just it's funny, yeah, like, I've people. thought about it, because, like, I love going to Mexico, and there's this one town in Mexico I like to go to, and I didn't do it this time, but I thought... I've more than once thought about just bringing my scissors and just putting the chair oh, on yeah. the corner and mm-hmm. just going into the barrio, the little neighborhood there, and just cutting hair for free. Yeah. Like, I love that town. They're yeah. amazing there. It's not about money, but no. there's a girl that I went to hair school with that was traveling around Thailand, and she needed extra cash, so she just put a little cardboard sign on the beach, five dollar haircuts. Yeah, that's literally what I want to do. Yeah. Like, that would be so cool. I want yeah. if I go again, I want to bring a kit and then just hang out and and just throw a sign up and even like give the money to the, the local the kids, man, or tell so a hostel I'll cut people's hair for. Totally. for and people for will let you. That's the yeah. thing. I don't know. And uh, you see all these like viral videos on Facebook of people going into like inner cities too and doing yeah. it for the homeless people mm-hmm. and just like how much better it makes people feel. Yeah. Well, there is homeless connect in Edmonton too. Yeah. Like it's like well, something that you could volunteer. I want to like the apparent like they they have a lot of good programs at the school that you can sign up for. But once I'm out of school or even without the school, I want to just get a hold of somebody and say, "Look, can I do this once a month? It'll be practice, and I'm not, I don't need, I'm not going to viral video it. I just want to like get the expo the exposure locally, and yeah. then just the practice. It's the big yeah. thing mm-hmm. is practice, and I just it's volunteer work. I've never done volunteer work. I've yeah. I, I would rather do that as a volunteer work than go work a soup kitchen or something. Well, and know? I'll tell you, like, there's nothing, like, and, like, even depending on who you're doing it to, but the day that you give someone, like, a really good haircut or color and you, you can see their self-esteem change, yeah. like, it is a magical, magical experience. Like, I've literally had people, like, cry in my chair. They've never felt pretty before, whatever, and it's that's where I get, like, my high from. That's yeah. what keeps me coming back. Absolutely. It's like you have your days where you're like, oh, this is so draining. Mitzi, you're an emotion junkie. How dare you? <laughs> I know. I'm no, like, but, like, there are times, too, when <coughs> I'll be doing a shoot or just doing photos for people who've never had a professional photo shoot done. Yeah. And, like, some bride who just, like, that's her money. She spent her money on her dress and her hair, and you get a good photo, and she looks at you, and she looks at the stylist next to you. She's like, oh, my God. I look so good. Nice. Like, yeah, you I do know, look good. It feels because so good. And you feel good doing it. Yeah. I mean, it makes you feel better than working in a bar. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to really think about that because, I, I, you know, again, same reason you are able to utilize the industry the way I want to. It's like you can take all these people you know and you can use them as clients and you can build your clientele. But it's like I love the aspect of the industry. I don't like the uh, – alcohol aspect of the industry yeah. like, like I'm, I'm still just i'm a fr- freaking career bouncer at this point you yeah. know and and it's just getting to m- it was getting to me four years ago well I, that was the thing like i kind of had my like same thing where like yeah by the time that's why i said that 30 year old thing like i knew like i was gm of a bar of a yeah. popular bar yeah it was good yeah. life was good but like i 
was I didn't want to be like the other and you know what if you want to be a career bartender or a bouncer like that's your business like yeah. not I don't mm-hmm. want to shit on yeah I'm not I, and I wouldn't either in any way but for me I was like I can't do that forever no like, it was it's like, not for everybody well I didn't get into the industry because I wanted to get drunk all the time I got yeah. into it because I had a hard time talking to people and yeah. as a bouncer it's like you, you were don't have so a choice. shy when yeah. I first met you yeah and oh I knew oh my god you were so shy yeah. you were just this little baby <laughs> so crazy. and aren't I like older than you like I'm older than you honey yeah but like by like months <laughs> but like a couple months now. Aren't you only like 35? No, 37. What? Oh, Mitzi, I thought you were the same age as me. Whatever, yeah, I'm 34. You're not that much older but than me. But you were. You were just this yeah, yeah, yeah. little guy. Yeah. Oh, man, like, your first day? Oh, yeah. Tyler? Oh, yeah. No, because the thing is I started there. I started yeah. at Filthies, and mm-hmm. then like three weeks later, I'd already known Luke, and Luke's like, you're a bouncer? Like, yeah. <laughs> Was that where it started at Filthies? Yeah. It started at Darren oh, got yeah. me a job because Darren's like, I'll hire you if you bring me a resume. But were you, were you in the band already at that yeah. point? Yeah, well, the band oh, yeah. is done. Because I remember being was like, over this a while kid's ago. in a metal band? Yeah, like, yeah. I was so confused by it I, all. It's weird. I, I just had a, a weird awakening about that band because I went for brunch with, with David, and then Ben Sir was there, and these other guys I've never met, and they're like, yeah, I remember that band Pete Fielding was in Furnace. I was like, I was in that band, you dicks. <laughs> I was the drummer. They're like, you weren't the new drummer? I was like, no, I well, was in that band for three years. Where we met you was at Red's yeah. when you guys came in the band. Yeah. And he had slept under your tattoo. Yeah. I remember like, like yeah, and I had, that's I how had, I got. I had just gotten my tribal tattoo Speaking done by Scarman yeah. Carmen. Oh. <laughs> you know Scarman Carmen. First tattoo, mm. first tattoo I ever got was from Scarman Carmen. And I fell asleep on it like this, like the tribal part was here, and it was just like the grossest experience of my life oh and it, you my can, God. i can still see some of the scar tissue it's been tattooed three times oh man by two by by chris awaniak tried to fix it for me and then <laughs> jesse young fixed it for me and it was just like what a horror show that's but it's the best hilarious. story ever yeah that's a great story yeah. yeah we met you there and then that's how we got reintroduced to you at urban yeah like well dan's got tyler's. yeah so, so got looks like well tyler. i was working at urban and then i just I, they had call signs or whatever but yeah. i didn't know what to use so he said, said we'll call me tyler because that that fake name uh, from uh, fight club I don't know Dirt. who the fuck Tyler was. Yeah, I walk yeah. in, I'm like, what's Dan doing here? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Tyler. I'm like, yeah. no, that's Dan. But yeah, that's so hilarious. the bar industry was my way of trying to talk to people more and not yeah. be so shy, right? But I didn't want it for the booze aspect of it. And then so now I'm like, well, how can I utilize all this crap? Because I still like that. And I can see some douchebag in a bar with a really, really overly manicured beard. I'm like, can I do that and not get mad about that? I'm like, well, of course I can because he's paying me. Mm-hmm. But at the bar, I would hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's the difference, right? I can ta- I can I can set that aside in a in a professional setting and give him a really nice looking beard. He's going to come back and he's going to tell all his douchebag friends that I'm really good at cutting beards. Yeah. So I can utilize that, but as opposed to just like throwing him out of the bar. And yeah. And then have him take his shirt off and get mad at me, and I'm like, ah, oh, but I just I'm too tired. <laughs> it's tiring, man. The bar scene it's is tiring. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny because like you guys have a different perspective coming like yeah, from the like bar scene from me because like I worked as a bouncer for a year, mm-hmm. but I don't drink. Yeah. I don't go to the bar. Up, so. I hate. Bars, yeah, no. crowds, but I and I you were that way your whole life too, my yeah. dude. And like this is this isn't a new thing for you. I had I had a point where my life kind of like 180 and went south real fast. Okay, and I needed a job because like I had quit my career of 10 years in television to open the shop, and then a month later got divorced from my my ex. Oh wow! And so I was like, okay, now I have no job, and I have like this shop that I'm trying to build. Yeah, like all this stuff is like, what could I do? And I knew, you know, I'm a, I'm a martial arts instructor. I was like, well, I could get into bouncing, I guess, and mm-hmm. and whatever, while I was trying to get the shop open. So 
for me, it's funny to hear you guys talk about it with like such reverence. For me, it was like this huge embarrassing step. Ste- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, wow. it was like it was like popular great like kids for grade us, twelve. We were yeah. Like yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. everyone knew yeah. who I was. Yeah. And like, I and then get in anywhere. my problem was is everybody knew who I was, and they're like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you like wrote books and you have like you yeah. did all this stuff and you've got this shop that you're opening and I'm like, yeah, and I ha- you have to do what you have you're to do. You're just like you yeah. gross. <laughs> this, is, this place is awful. Yeah. And it was just such a it was such a weird dichotomy to like listen to people who like yeah you know, we thought really we were the shit yeah filthy like it's still in its heyday that bar like it yeah. i mean it was that i felt the tail end, I feel. it was because but, really like but i do agree with you like because for me like that i at that point in my life like i actually needed to be social yeah, yeah. and being the like i was i'm little but like i'm a martial arts instructor yeah so that's like, different you're the front door guy now and i'm like the fuck yeah i'm yeah. the front door guy now oh like, dude and and like i'm not a martial arts instructor i was just like the bouncing gig was the only thing that i had with that you could get with no experience totally. yeah. and i knew darren for years yeah. and literally darren was like i'll hire you if you just come back with a resume because <laughs> then you're showing me that you want the job and and i was just like for like the next three years i had to learn how to talk so well i had to jedi jedi mind trick everybody because they're like oh yeah what are you gonna do about it i'm like i know i look 14 this sucks fuck. yeah I okay. don't know how door guys do it because, like, at least with us, like, I could get drunk so I could deal with drugs because yeah. I was it's drunk also. Yeah. I have no idea how you guys did it. Like, But you got really good at it quick, though. I got good at it fast because yeah. I had no choice. But then, then I grew a huge beard and a mohawk, and everyone thought I would murder them. So they just <laughs> somehow yeah. fool, fooled Did you have your mohawk? Oh, it yeah. fooled them all. No, but I had my shaved head, which mm-hmm. now everybody's like, oh, you look, you look so much softer now that you have hair. And I'm like... Now that you have hair, hey man, shaved head. When I shave my head, I look terrifying. I have like a scar on there from like a self-inflicted pint glass uh, that I shouldn't have done. But but that made me look more scary than when I do have hair. So it's just the bald head. It's the truth though. Like you walk up to a table and tell them to quiet down with a full head of hair, and it's like you and what fucking army? Yeah, yeah. But you got a shaved head and like yeah, oh, it's cool. Yeah, come back. It's like where's that other guy? He was. We gotta Bill Duke that thing. Gotta shave it while you're talking to him. Yeah, I had one of those like one of the regulars because I worked at New City, and one of the regulars came in, and he was. Probably six seven. Yeah, and he just like stands and he like looks over me. He's like, "You're the door guy, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see kind of like the gears. He's like, "Cool, man." And yeah. He just like, right, then. He's know, like, "You're clever." Like, yeah, yeah, man. New city. Another, oh, another long poor ass bar that died yeah. a terrible, sad death. Oh, mm-hmm. did it? Like, uh, well, yeah, dude. They moved to no, south side. It, yeah, I know it was. Yeah. It was. It, it, it did. That it was really moved sad. to that basement. Did not. Do you, that, that, yeah, that uh, that it places had four. Five failed bars in it now. Well, yeah. it's a fucking cave. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, but it's a nice space downstairs. Yeah, but acoustically, it's, like, yeah. it's amazing. Once you get in, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. But yeah. nobody wants to go to. And like the move to like between what was the Iron Horse and Hudson's. It's yeah. not the crowd. No man, you're the fine. The new oh, city crowd so hanging yeah. outside. Right? Yeah. So like I carried over when they moved to the to that location for like two or three months before I yeah. did. Yeah. Like Man, I always wonder if we ever cross paths somewhere probably did. down the road. You're well, even that, like you working in, like you were working at New City. <laughs> I, I probably went. I, I think I played there. Uh, no, we played there way earlier when we were in Furnace. I don't think any of the newer bands. That was, was after. Two thousand and ten hmm. was when I was working there. Was it? Yeah, and which again, that doesn't feel like eight years ago. But no. yeah. Um, but for me, bouncing was just a job that I could walk away from. Yeah. yeah. I but I always felt that way too. Play. That's the problem. Yeah. I could always say that to myself, and then I just always ended up back the there. The money was so yeah. good. That's yeah. why I had the hard time walking. I away. did have a very brief stint at billiards club. Ugh. Which what? Was wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very Whoa. brief. I think I worked like three shifts, and on the third one, there was like a huge brawl between these big juice heads, and I yeah. walked up to it, and I just turned around and walked away. I'm like, nope. Anyway, <laughs> I'm out, <laughs> I really walked out and it li- literally hasn't changed. Yeah. Just, no, not yeah. at all, man. No, I think for us, thing. like a lot of it was camaraderie. Like I mean, yeah. I never really yeah. felt like that. It wasn't like really a cool guy thing for us, but we had such a great team, but and it took us a while to get there. You guys are all such good friends. I've, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've built 
really solid friendships out of yeah, that. Yeah, you guys and had it. Yeah, team. even to this day, like the when everyone moved to to on the rocks there, like yeah. the group just got even tighter because yeah. we were just a group from Our another. Our lounge days were fun though. They were yeah, good days. They were still they were great. Good days. They were really good days. But we had like we had a good team. We had a good ownership. Like everybody, yeah. that was that was like a like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I've never worked for a guy like Tim who took yeah. such good care of Tim his staff. Tim was crazy. Too. I loved it. Yeah. I still see him too. Like he comes on the rocks and just like just to say hi. To people. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's he's doing good. Like it's he nice would to call us in, be like, "I need you guys here on Sunday, four o'clock." You roll up and he's made you steaks. Like nice. he's just he's made you. Yeah, dinner. I remember he yeah. was drunk in the back once, making like grilled cheese sandwiches with this jalapeno <laughs> jelly, and he's just I don't know why, but the key's like, well, "I don't use the kitchen for anything else." He's making everyone grilled cheese. We've yep. sat in that office hate probably till like seven yeah. eight in the morning just a lot like, of people yeah, i could oh never do that God. it was like i'd watch everybody they'd stare around i'm like it's three o'clock yeah. <laughs> my fucking money because i want to go home oh. yeah. Yeah. Honest, i think i did like my hardest drinking in the time i worked there though. yeah like that was not healthy you've no, cut all that out now though huh? yeah but yeah that's, that's, that's the thing is yeah. like yeah. you were saying you haven't drank basically Ever. your entire life and yeah. then you just recently but you like you were on the radio because of this i was on the radio <laughs> yeah that was pretty it. cool yeah. i'm not i'm not, really cool. I'm not gonna lie you guys sounded perfectly calm and normal and that guy sounded like he had no idea what he was talking about like, like he was trying to talk to you guys oh i thought ryan did a good job That's i don't know funny. he's been like so like it? you guys do ryan stuff and things oh jesperson's good <laughs> yeah, he no he wasn't he, he just seemed like he was struggling like he doesn't he doesn't know your world like hair well, and tattoos yeah, and stuff it and is bar definitely a different world well, yeah, and it, it was kind of weird for me because, like, it was her interview, and yeah. I drove her there. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're sober, too. You can be on that. And I'm like, I'm used to being on shows where people know everything about me, and I'm there because they answer questions. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About that. And I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to sit back here because you don't know who I am, and you don't know what I've done. So I'm just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it like, Shane's part of my journey, too. Like, yeah. And I said that on that show. I mean, like, there's no way we'd be dating if I was still a drinker. Well, I like agree. I, I had to assume that there was a, a, a reason that's going on. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it just was happening happenstance like i i quit drinking before shane and i met but it just like absolutely like old nikki shane would not have been much of a fan no of, but i don't believe but then yeah the fact that you did it and then like meeting him and then being with him it's obviously was easy it's not like i don't know no, it was it's easier so mu- it's so much easier but it was a good motivation like, right like yeah absolutely yeah. like i was dating before shane and i hadn't drank and i was going on dates or whatever and it was definitely weird being with like someone that was drinking while you're on the, and then that yeah. person would get kind of like bombed and you're like okay like yeah that's awkward yeah going. but even uh, even even if i'm on a date and i've had one beer and the other person gets bombed it's weird like it's as a no. drinker weird, it's right? like why are you this yeah. drunk already it's alienating and yeah. and and for me like even as a bouncer just watching people when they're at their drunkest mm-hmm. oh dude i never i don't want to be that person i'm i'm I was out on the rocks for four years, uh, and then I haven't been there for five, and I'm back there now, and A, nothing has changed. I hate that. That's what I hate about yeah, it. It's, just, it's stagnant. The bar is the same nothing place. Changes. It never changes. But my biggest problem is that I'm like I'm sitting there <coughs> working, and as I watch people, and I look, and I'm like, these people are 20, 25 years older than me, and they're getting bombed like they're 22 years old. And I'm just yeah. like, why are you – like, they are – they are helping me make it easier to slowly like not drink. Yeah. Like watching like somebody older and you get wasted yeah. and then getting rid of them from the bar. Yeah, really and I'm like, not want to drink. I'm like, it's Saturday night. You spent your whole week doing whatever, and like this is the highlight. Like this is the highlight. Oh, I used to live for no. those Saturday nights. Yeah. Like, and it's so bizarre when I look back on it. Like, but when you're younger though, like I look at White Ave yeah. and I look at downtown. You look at White Ave. Well, those are White Ave kids. They're they're 18, 19. They're getting messed up, and they're 20, even 25. But why? Like, why do we think it's okay at one age and not another? Like, if it's know. okay at 20, it might as well be okay Well, because, like, 40. you're, you're yeah. just tired as you get older. I'm tired, man. Yeah. Hangovers gotta, suck. Like, responsibilities <laughs> yeah. change, but, like, but yeah. a 20-year-old's going to explore and find out who he is. Yeah. yeah. And, you're I mean, still learning about yourself. to try something like that, right? Totally. Yeah, you're going to learn about yourself. Yeah. 
Like well, you're it's, 40 it's, and doing it. It's like, come the fuck. Well, like, you got it, 40 years this shit, man. It, plus, like, whatever. You see, like, people at a wedding getting all sauced up or a function. It's different. Yeah. But it's, like, every weekend it's the same group. I actually think the legal drinking age should be higher. I think. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And this is the reason why. And this is something I've actually thought from before, like, when I was still a drinker. But at 18, it's your first time really living out on your own. You're going to school for your first year of school. Yeah. You're learning all or these getting like a job or whatever. huge independent things. But all of a sudden, you're allowed to go to the watering hole. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening. Those 18, 19-year-olds, they spend all their student loan money on going out and partying. Like, they're, they're still developing who they are as far as, like, this is my first year out on my own. And don't get me wrong, they're still going to drink. Yeah. If it's legal or not, it doesn't really matter. But I think it's... You're making it too accessible. You're making it way too accessible at way too impressionable of an age, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, in BC, it's 19, and even even that extra year after graduation, like, that made a huge deal with me. Like, we were still sneaking into the bars, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't the end-all, be-all of what no, our like you have were, because you couldn't fucking get into that. No, and, and you're, you're the leash is off when you're yeah. 18, man. I don't like, know, though. Like, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the States. I'm over there with 21. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of, like, older kids. Like, you're going to see guys who are 25 or 26 acting like they're 19. Yeah. And they're oh, just like... Like, they haven't got it out of their system. They haven't got it out of the system yet, yeah. yeah. Whereas over here, like, by the time you're 21, you're like, I'm over it. Well, th- but yeah. that's the thing. I'm is Isn't it. there a different take on it in Europe? It's like they make it so accessible that it's not really a big it's deal to them. Yeah. 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 That's like what people, it is. People, Which like, is the other thing. Like, yeah. heroin, yeah. like heroin uh, facilities for drug yeah. addicts. They they, yeah. they they find they wean themselves off of it because it's so readily available. I had a friend over from Croatia guest spotting at the shop, and we were out on White Ave on, like, a Friday night, and he was like, this is Gross. Yeah, yeah, it is gross. <laughs> and, and, and I had been in Croatia the year before, and the thing that I loved about it is like a Monday night, the, the all the cafes are full, but they're for people just having like a casual drink. Yeah, they're you know they're, they're not getting they're blasted. To live music, never very music, <laughs> and it's and, 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 and it's the it's it's this whole strip of it, and this yeah. is the this is the town strip. Yep. there is no bar strip, there is no party strip, there is no yeah. club strip. Because everybody's just got that out of their system. Nobody's yeah. getting shit-faced. But you go down White Ave on a Friday, Saturday night, and it's gross. Well, I'd say, too, the big thing is the problem – it's 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 kind of isolated in Edmonton, too, is is the fact that it, Edmonton had this massive club popularity for a long time, right? Like the pubs and, and stuff weren't as popular. And now it's like pub clubs or it's like combinations of both. Yeah. Or pubs are really big now where nightclubs don't there are no nightclubs in the city. Like there's a lot of disposable income too at that time. Yeah. Yes. There's that a too. lot like Edmonton. Yeah, was the was money was but big but big I remember as a young kid, man, you had Knoxville's and you had mm-hmm. Nashville's, you had the joint, you had your choice of all these West End ultra lounge yeah. bars. They're crazy and it's just shit going on everywhere. Oh shit, and we were just, at all of them. You want to party, man. It's when you would stand outside at Reds, you just see like it was just cars, like people just driving yeah, by and lineups and you couldn't get in and there's chicks everywhere and it's like, wow, I want to be inside one of those crazy bars. I never went to Rum Jungle and all I thought about was I gotta go there once just to see what the big fucking deal, the is. deal yeah. is. We shared two hallways with uh, the joint and with um, Nashville's. Yeah. And all we would have is guys getting thrown out like like streams. It was yeah. like a river of people getting tossed out the back doors yeah. over and over again. And that's all it was. It was just like oh, this mess of yeah. gross. I Man, I remember puking under a table. <laughs> I had like a projectile vomiting all under this table. There's like 10 of us sitting at this table at Nashville's. Mm-hmm. I sit up. I feel way better. Someone stole a bottle literally right right after that from behind the bar and just poured it into all our drinks and then threw the bottle away and then we just continued drinking. Whatever, man. Just madness. And all it is is a fucking warehouse with tables in it and a DJ. There's nothing in there. They paint the whole room black. They put some shitty lights up. I wonder if, like, like just talking about, like, Croatia or whatever, but, like, I wonder if we weren't in winter for seven months, how different our yeah. protein would be. Like, man, I the honestly Edmonton, the, the believe si- that. The summers are 
so amazing like, here. Look how, <laughs> look how much slower all the bars get in the summer because people yep. are out doing stuff. So yeah. if we had maybe nicer weather. Yeah, I think the winter definitely like plays into it. must play into it. it. Well, you, you kind of see that, like, that same thing in Portland, right? You yeah. go out yeah. there and it's like a lot more spread out. People are doing a lot more outside, having a good time. They're taking a cooler full of beer to the park and hanging yeah. out with their friends. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's any secret. Like Alberta has a substance abuse problem. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like really, really. They have, they have uh, over high paying jobs with long hours and stressful, dangerous, weird environments and no, yeah. education. no yep. education tons of money to go with that no education. transient population transient population yeah. from all over the country mm-hmm. we are we are the moss isley of canada <laughs> oh man that's so <laughs> i gross. always say that i was like you'll never find a, a more wretched hive of scum and villainy oh, than Edmonton. that's so good how did i not think of that <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my, my friend and i would always joke that. we're like this goddamn city's moss isley <laughs> yeah. damn it you've been saying that for a while i know it's man. so true though yeah it's gonna get worse you know yeah, it's just because it's a hub. It's a hub for for money making and centralized outlying yeah. money making. Let me tell you. Now all these guys who are up there making big money on you know and spending it all on coke now yeah. have no money and, and they're freaking out. And yeah. Meth. Yeah. And they yeah. The fentanyl yeah, and dude, meth yeah. and Nazi. It's like it's I'm a real so mess up there. I'm so glad that that sort of shit was not around when I was young. Yeah. Was right. Getting into some really mm-hmm. really big. Yeah, trouble. it was still kind of hard to get a hold of that stuff, man. Like yeah. even when I was in high school, uh, like I was in a really really small town, but. Like you couldn't get even weed there. Oh, you could get everything mm-hmm. in my small Yeah, town. but mine that you couldn't, right? So that's it. that's the difference. Is like maybe maybe because it was BC, Where but did you grow up? outside of Wainwright, uh, yeah. it's Chauvin. Because see, I grew you know up. Czar is. Yes. And my family's from my dad's yeah, side. Yeah, I have relatives Zarr. from Czar. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, not distant relatives, but yeah, some because I have like you know, small towns. Yeah. Small towns, but yeah, like where I grew up, Squamish, right, right in between Vancouver and Whistler. Yeah, you could fucking get. Oh yeah, anything. there's there's a, there's a main line there. Right yeah, there. <laughs> you could get anything, and you had enough time to do it. Yeah, and that yeah. was the problem. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an '80s kid, so like I grew up where like cocaine was the baddest thing ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Colombian drug lords, and it yeah. was scary. <laughs> and it was if you, the guy Miami would Vice, show man. if you tried yeah. it, the guy yeah. would show up and cut how, your ear off. How old are you? 40. I just turned Okay, 40. so we're the same age. It's yeah. like, we were, that was our culture back then. Yeah. Like, it was white suits and fucking alligators on leashes. Yeah. yeah. And coke was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Everybody's and it riding was, tigers. Yeah. It was also, like, the war against drugs was so aimed at kids that, like, yeah. that, yeah. that shit was I remember terrifying. playing video games, yeah, and I'm like, why is games? there, like, the ads before they don't do drugs? I'm like, I know. Remember I just want to play Street Fighter. NARC was, like, anti-drug propaganda. Yeah. 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 They'd make you a cop. You're either a red cop or a blue cop, yeah. and you're shooting drug dealers, oh, and Nancy okay. Reagan would show up before the fucking game and be like, don't do drugs. Yeah. And a cartoon Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Day, I'm just like, no, cocaine, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, don't do no, it. No, it's scary. So the first time I saw it in the bar, I was like, ah, yeah, uh, it was probably like shocking. <laughs> uh, like the, the the guy had laid it out in a rail on the back of the toilet seat, and I was like, I'm, I lifted the whole tank. Off <laughs> you were just panicking. Thing, and I like turned <laughs> oh, the tap no. on, and I rinsed the whole tap. The whole. Someone's watching you, like man. It's when you, you were working the bar. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I started working the bar. I was I was underage. <laughs> I was kickboxing, and a guy who knew me didn't know how old I was, and asked me to fill in in a place, and a uh, prominent athlete came in and i was like oh i know you from sports and uh, he did coke in the back and i was like oh that was him so this is <laughs> bars oh, this is man. bars yeah. okay i'm gonna wrap my head around this shit you're not my hero anymore man yeah that's yeah that's the depressing part about okay being in bars yeah when you yeah. see like I people know, you know people who just go know. into ki- and you know they're doing it casually yeah. and you're just like oh why though but like, i think that that's what made me want to like because i was never a big drinker like yeah. i would i would kind of hang out and they give you a beer or whatnot and you maybe drink a like one one drink while you're waiting for your tip out some shit like that like i mean funny enough until i was talking to you about until i went to the uk this over summer over christmas i didn't had a drink until uh, since we were in uh, in thailand yeah. last year it'd been yeah, a year i just didn't realize it yeah so it's never been a part of my culture because growing up, I saw a lot of guys drinking themselves to excess, really waste, getting wasted out, wasting their lives. Working in bars really young helped. Yeah. 
because you're kicking guys out at like 35 years old and getting trashed. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, you're you're selling cars well, could, on Monday. You could have went two ways, right? I mean, you saw it that way, which is good. You yeah. could have saw it as like, wow, I'm a cool guy in a bar. I'm going to get drunk and yeah. everyone's yeah. cool, right? But no, I got super jaded instead. You could have got, yeah. yeah. You could have got into blow. Like, you could have totally went oh, the easily. opposite direction. Right? I had a lot of that around me. I mean, we knew guys. We actually talked about guys we both know mutually yeah. who are just big fucking cokeheads and they're still in the bar scene. Yeah. And um, you just think about that and you look at them you're like, God, you're, you're, over, you're older than I am. You're yeah. in your 40s and you're still a big fucking cokehead. Yeah. yeah. So what and did you do wrong, Again, man? it has this resurgence where it's like a cool drug again. And I like know. This that's, is that was what surprised me is when it kind of ca- did it had a comeback. And, and, and this isn't like, recent. This is like. What is uh, happening right now? It's the difficulty of the OD. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. People people don't OD right away on yeah. coke, right? Yeah. So well, for them, it's like, oh, well, it's just Well, and it can keep up. you drinking, right? That's yeah. why, like, uh, not a huge secret that I used to, like, have a past and a history of drugs, like, many, yeah. many, many mm-hmm. years ago. But that was a big part of why we did blow is because we could you could sober up a little and keep partying yeah keep partying yeah and that's i think why you see it so much in the bars is because it's like the perfect little you know that five minutes of we're gonna live forever yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's why it's also made such a big comeback too i mean it's yeah like i don't know if it's cheaper or hipsters are just are not scared of their money now or yeah but i just feel like people well yeah i guess i don't know it's just the the people doing it are not the same people I remembered seeing do it, right? Well, now it's now it's weed. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Become so yeah. accessible. It's so as casual as weed. Yeah. Weed. And, I think that's actually a really good. Yeah, point. it totally yeah. is, and it yeah. upsets me because I'm like, that's it, not the same it, thing. It like, really that's me. that's yeah. not. Real, but like you said, that's not recent though. Like, no, no, this is like weed in like 2000. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying the resurgence yeah. of like the casualness of cocaine. How it's yeah. like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, yes, it's a big fucking deal. Like, you don't understand. Like, I actually caught these two weekends ago. These two chicks were fighting two other chicks in the bathroom. So I. I, yeah, it was awful. These girls were terrified. I don't even know what was going on. That's so a lot of noise, go, man. Yeah, I go back into the bathroom, into the stall, and there's three women in there, and like, yeah, okay, well, you're doing blow. So I, I, I look over, and they're having it all lined up on the phone. No big deal. I'm like, okay, you guys done? Let's wrap this up. They're like, oh, yeah, let's let us finish. We'll just give us a sec. I'm like, no, stop now. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And they're like, no, we're just going to finish these. I'm like, I just took the phone and threw it on the ground. I'm like, get out of the bathroom. Like, I, like, awesome. I, I had no patience anymore. Normally, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're doing blow, Do your but, bomb, but hit the road. you don't even care. But There's that's no the thing. It's like it, it, it has become that casual where you would be like, okay, we'll finish your rail. Yeah. It's like, and they just laugh. Yeah. You're sitting yeah. here doing like yeah. a legal substance. They look at like, like, it's just coke, they're man. They're like, whatever. Yeah, it's not like you're not going to go do it later. I'm like, that's the nah, wrong attitude. That is beside the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I, I, I'm privacy in my own home, you know. <laughs> but like I've, I've had it like because I've never, ever done it. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, me neither. I refuse to have it near me because I've had people who I didn't know were doing it. Have it fu- them fuck up their lives, yep. and then in turn it fucked up my life. Yeah. yeah. And so I won't even like I I have a, like when I interview artists at my shop, I'm like, if you do that, you tell me now because I'm not. Yeah, it's like I don't hire rock stars, I, man. I, like, I, yeah. I hire people who do that drug, or and, and the same would go for heroin or whatever else. Like, you can smoke weed, well, any whatever, of it. But it's like, yeah. You can't if it's if it's up. yeah if it's controlling your day to day lifestyle, yeah. you gotta fucking decide. Well, some that's shit, the red flag. Yeah. yeah. It's, everyone's like, oh, it's just casual. It's casual. It doesn't stay casual. No, especially yeah, when, like if you're, as a tattoo artist, when the, when make hay while the sun shines, these guys are making roll, roll after dough. Like, it's, it's a really popular, like, shop, and you're making a ton of money. You, you start doing more, and then you owe more. And Did fucking nobody listen to Mr. Brownstone? Because, like, no. that's a cautionary tale, man. No, nobody like, listens. Just listen to Mr. Brownstone. Like, ah, that's just some dumb song from some rock guy. Nobody no, cares. <laughs> just some fucking rock guy who blew his life up with coke. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not just coke because this is like just to bring it back to like the alcohol thing. Like I, um, one way or another, I've been abusing substances my whole life just because I quit doing cocaine at 21. Yeah. It doesn't mean I didn't replace it with alcohol. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like for some people, 
they can be really casual with all of it. There's a lot of people that can just do coke. Yeah, they have no addictive qualities at all. It doesn't fuck their life up. It doesn't, but it fucked my life up. Yeah. As did drinking. And it's like, it's funny now, like, looking back on old me. Like, if old me could see new me and new me could talk to old me, like, I always wonder, like, what that transaction would actually look like. She'd be like, you used to be cool. Man, I (laughs) What happened to you, Mitzi? What happened to you, Mitzi? So much of my life. being high like whether yeah. it was like high on alcohol or yeah what, but i've wasted like probably years like literal like if i were to add up hours of all the times i was drunk or all the times i right. was high or all the stupid shit i did That's or so all my up. regrets probably i feel i feel years. like that when i don't draw for a month and i kind of like weirdly i know what you mean it's yeah. like what the fuck was i doing for a month for a month i didn't do anything am i, I am i am i slow i'd be yeah. so curious to know like truly what the actual like time frame mm-hmm. of wastedness like oh yeah whatever that is whether yeah. that was alcohol or drugs or whatever but like how much of my life i wasted and formidable years like like especially the drinking thing like yeah. i used to get like well i mean you guys have both seen me yep. like blackout yeah. messy drunk before and it's like man like what could i have done like my weekends feel so long mm-hmm. now like i can't even tell you guys I'm like, <laughs> like the amount of pro- so like productivity that you yeah. could have you could have just well, taken advantage of i like I, at the risk of sounding like an elitist asshole which i am yep um, <laughs> and rightly so yeah we like, figure that out <laughs> people always used to like look at like everything that i had accomplished before i was even 30 years old and mm-hmm. they were like how have you done all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't drink. Yeah. yeah. I don't Dude. party. I don't go out. I was yeah. Like, so yeah, I've written books. I've organized conventions. I've traveled around the world. I've done like, I've got, you know, teach martial arts. I do all these things because I never had that, you know, and it, and it was, it wasn't limiting my ability to continue to go out and develop myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's kind of where like I, like as I've gotten into my, like my late thirties and then, or my late thirties, <laughs> my, my late twenties and then in my 20s. early thirties. And now as, as like a cu- the last, the last three years have probably been the most transitional for me in that, in that case. But I look at like, I started, I only started, I, I, I do competitive powerlifting and like I've, I've been a musician since I was 16, but like you can always kind of get drunk and still be a musician sometimes. But then, like, <laughs> as you get older, it's like you got to warm up. takes longer. Yeah. Drumming mm-hmm. isn't as easily as it used to. And then powerlifting, man, like, you get drunk, you can't train the next day. Yeah. Totally. Like, you've, you, you're paying a guy to program your shit, and, like, he's expecting you to f- do these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, if you have a meet coming up, and, like, there was days when I'm like, man, why the fuck did I drink last night? And, like, I'm, I'm two days behind now. Yeah. Two days, one day off, yeah. and, then a day, and then a day late. It's rough. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You get so mad at yourself. It's interesting because, like, I always say that I feel like I'm late to the party in the sense that, like, all the things I was supposed to figure out in my 20s, I didn't because I was partying so hard. So it's like, for me now, like, this last year has been, like, one of the best years of my life, but it's also been, like, terrifying Mm -hmm. because I'm new at things now. It's like there's things that I'd, like, never even done like yeah you know and it's it's so funny because it's like trying to figure out my finances now and trying to like because instead of spending my last two hundred dollars in my bank account on a night out on a saturday night i like it's it's just really really interesting and i don't know if everyone feels that way that's how i feel i'm I'm that way now i I feel that way yeah i I did my 20s yeah i spent so much time working the bar that i feel like i wasted all that time and i was like oh well i'm working in the bar so i'm not drinking but no i just because i'm a bouncer doesn't mean i'm not drinking on my nights off or like i'll go out on a monday and i go visit a friend and now i'm now i'm 40 it's only 40 bucks deep but i don't know how much free alcohol i drank prior to the 40 dollars oh. i spent mm-hmm. my weekends are so different now and like yeah we, like 
because I don't know if you guys know that Shane's an amazing landscape photographer. No, I've been, I've been, well, I don't, I don't think I have, because I, I think it's creepy when I add people I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so, so I probably will now, but <laughs> well, I noticed that now, you've man. taken it up and yeah. it was because mm -hmm. of him. Yeah, that's why so I've been like, noticing. Our weekends yeah. are like crazy. Like we're off in like canyons in the middle of like the woods. Yeah, you guys have gotten some really, really cool, cool photos yeah. as of recently. Yeah, I've noticed. and it's like, that's my weekends now. Like my passions are so much more exciting and I yeah. I'm really following so much more of like an artistic side that I never, I mean, hair really brought that out in me too. That's, I was always the motivation to just yeah. be better, a better person, mm -hmm. right? Totally. But it's but a it skill. Like so you want to craft your, your own personal skill. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But that, that like fear of getting into it feels so good. Totally. Like when you, when you're about to get into something that you're not sure how it's going to go, but you're yeah. it's so different. That weird kind of, you can, you can almost breathe better. Yeah. Your yeah. guts feel great. You're just like, everything feels so good. Getting into photography was one of the best things that I ever, ever did for myself. And That's cool. You know, like, and, and more of like a fulfilling thing like yeah i've accomplished a lot of things but i also struggle a lot with that none of those major accomplishments mm -hmm. gave me what i thought i was searching for and what mm -hmm. i was like yep. really trying to hmm. you know pull out of my life it's like okay i'm gonna publish this book and i'm gonna feel great about myself and it's like well, i published the book and i'm proud of it but it just didn't come yep. oh, opening a shop is gonna do this well but also too though they that i've but see i've watched like videos and stuff about people like that like you your accomplishments aren't it's not it's not the accomplishment being finished that's what's keeping you going it's these yeah. it's constantly starting new things so yeah yeah like you're, you're getting that high or that that rewarding feeling but you're one of those people that they it's it's the the not the finished goal but the constant work the that's constant what's rewarding work. but at a certain point you grind yourself out and then you realize oh. you're not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and th then that none of it. Really so then you're wondering, what am I going to doing this for? And what's gonna what's gonna really fulfill me? And like you know, a lot of this stuff I've been struggling with over the last couple of years, and like and I've done all this stuff, but now it's like photography is the thing that actually like kind of feeds my soul. Mm -hmm. huh. And we we're just watching that you know stuff on, on Jim Carrey, and he's the same way. He yeah. He oh, he just watched it. He watched he it too, actually. Yeah. He thought he was gonna accomplish and what he wanted and what was gonna make his life his thing, but like none of that really yep. at the end of the it day, doesn't he matter. Left felt feeling the exact same way. It's painting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Have you seen that thing? That, um, the Jim and Andy? No. Um, oh, there's amazing. the one about his art, too. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched the short video on it. Amazing. Yeah, is that, I'll tell you, is that what it is? Yeah. Like, I had a similar thing with like with security in a weird way where I felt like I was – I had gone from working in bars. I just wanted to do like a, just a rando like stand in a space and just let people into a door. Yeah. Just access control. I ended up getting looped into being a manager at the casino. And it was like, well, it was still, it's all right. The money's good, and the camaraderie is there. You got a great team. You're responsible for people. Didn't feel great. Hated it. Didn't like it at all. And I quit. I gave this like big fuck off email about like this. Like, just look for your passion. Look for your passion. Don't sell it for mediocrity. Yeah, I remember this. Mediocrity is shit, and the people keeping you here are shit. So go out and live your life. And this one girl came back to me like probably a year and a half, two years later at uh, Urban Lounge. It's like, hey, your your email really spoke to me. I left the country. Me and my husband were out. We traveled. Having a really good time. Our lives are better. Like your your email sent us on this fucking like journey to find our passion, that made me feel really good. Yeah. yeah. Like the one person I touched was like, holy shit. Actually like, did I mean, something about it instead of just like sloughing it off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like all that crap about like making your team better, trying to build these people into better better like bouncers, better doormen, better security guys. None of that made me feel good. Yeah. No. I wasn't contributing because they didn't give a shit. Yeah. That was just another guy telling. Like yeah. I was th I was daddy wagging my you're finger at him. But you're cogging like the machine, when man. When you inspire someone to change their life, mm -hmm. like you're part of the bigger picture now and it's yep. the same with me like yeah i can be a little sanctimonious about quitting drinking but it's not because i want to look down on everyone it's because i feel fucking fantastic yeah. this is yeah. the best i've ever felt but you added you're not a born again christian about it like no. <laughs> yeah and so for me it's like i want other people to experience that and the really cool thing about being on the radio when we were on is like the messages after the fact mm -hmm. yeah like or in there was like a whole like half an hour after our our segment where people were calling in and we were in the car so we were able to listen mm -hmm. and just like 
like there was one girl that called in and she was like I forget what she said but she she was like I was thinking about going straight edge and just like hearing the two of them and like I feel like I could totally do it now and yeah. it was like I've had clients that have stopped drinking because yeah. they've seen and that's the thing the proof is in the pudding like if you take a picture of me a year ago versus a picture of me now like I physically look different oh yeah like, oh Mitzi I, yeah, I hadn't absolutely. seen you in I don't know how long and you were at the Lucky Strike party and yeah. I was like Jesus you look like a different person like it's you like, I, you were you like the, the healthiness yeah. of you like I'm not saying oh you look like garbage before. no but it is the health <laughs> and, and that's the thing but it's yeah like, like it was a noticeable difference to inspire people to change or want to like to do anything in this world like even if it's something super small and I'm sure you've gone through this with the book or the various things you've done but you've inspired someone to do something sure. it's like you've changed someone's life in some way well, like, you like, add yourself in that market well, that's right? a little kick in the pants for some people life. right next totally. thing you know you're not just you're not just existing but you've added yourself into like a series of events is going to change somebody else's life yeah totally. And if not, if not the person directly in front of you, then what you're doing is going to make them do something different to change the person behind them. Yeah. So it's weird how that kind of happens. And it makes you feel really good when it's you, when you find out you feeling. did it. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I want other people to be happy and healthy. And I think like a lot of the problems I was suffering with <coughs> over the last like years where I'd be like, I don't understand why this is happening or, you know, like why anything like I, you know, health issues or depression or even like my repetitive dating of assholes, things like that. Like a lot of that. Honestly. No, I'm sorry. I just because I know like a lot we of We were privy to a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean no. this is coming up now, but I'm like, oh, I no, know. Well, there were fucking times when she'd be like, this is the guy. I'm like, I know that guy. No, but should it, I tell her I know would, that guy? For me, it would just like be it, after yeah. the fact. I'm like, oh, again, this fucking Yeah, this. But, it, but again, like a lot of it, my mind was not healthy. And like that's yeah. the thing. It's like, well, like I'll say attracts this. like. Yeah. And I'll, uh, yeah. And I'll say like. Absolutely. The one thing for you, because I remember you've like, you're a vegan as well. And you're really you're actually fairly good at it. Like you don't just eat iceberg lettuce and bread. <laughs> That's true. I actually yeah. Can. And uh, um, I remember you had went vegan for a while there, and everything was like awesome. And then I didn't see you for a while, and then you were dating a guy, and it was like, ah, well, you know, he doesn't, he, so I don't. Yeah. And then you just gave up on it. I was like, oh, that sucks. That's yeah. not healthy. No. But like, it just it was shitty that that was how easy it was just to kind of kick you off of your your totally. your line. Because you were going somewhere. My thing, yeah. Though. Like I always always just like became the people. Yeah. I was dating in so many ways and. The difference was, like, especially, like, this time around is, like, I was this person already. Like, I'd yeah. become established. You met him at I this wanted to yeah. be and like attracts like. So yeah. here comes Shane, who I had no idea when we went on our first date. But, oh, my God, he's a vegetarian. Oh, my God, he's straight edge. Like, yeah. he's, like, the male version of me. It's so narcissistic. I'm like, I've never been so in love. I'm dating <laughs> myself. <laughs> Very like, Seinfeld moment right there. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, it was so, so interesting that finally, like, because I'd gotten myself in this really good place. And you hear that your whole fucking life, but mm -hmm. you don't really know it until it actually happens. Right. And, like, I was an unhappy person before. And because I was unhappy, I w these people were feeding off of that. Like, right. truly, they were. And so it's just been really, really interesting how that, like, does affect everything. And now it's like I won't have to compromise the fact that I'm a vegan because Shane's a vegetarian. Yeah. There you it's go. It's a non-fucking issue. Yeah. It's the same with the drinking. I'll never have to compromise that because Shane doesn't drink. So I've been really lucky in that fact. But it, it's, it's not just luck. It's because that was the life I was living, and that was the life I was projecting. Yeah. Yeah, and once you start, like, my whole philosophy is, like, you only, we only get one crack at this. Oh, yeah. yeah. One crack. Do I want to spend that shot, drunk, shitty, passed out on a fucking bar, yeah. four nights well, out and, of the and week, or working a dead-end job? That slowly out of weight and dying off your yeah. unhealthy attitude. Losing a foot, man. Yeah. You're going to end up losing a foot. Getting gout. Yeah, totally. getting fat and shitty and eating terrible food and, and whatever else. Or do I want to, like, experience everything that this life actually has to yep. give me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... You know, Some people, it takes a long time to figure that out, though. That's why, right? Like, sure. they, they might be too late, you know? Maybe I just got really, really, really lucky. 
thought maybe just clicked for you. Myself out when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. like, well, we talked I'm about this. Uh, like, sorry to interrupt you, but I was like, man, like, how did you avoid drinking? And because he had this hobby, this collecting hobby that cost money. Yeah. And he like we had this conversation the other day, and he's like, man, like, well, I wasn't spending my money on like six packs of yeah. beer. I was buying toys. When, yeah. I, when I was 14 years old, I had a 30 title a month comic book file. Yeah. And yeah, I had that, to clear that, that makes a lot of sense. Out. That makes and a lot of sense. That's where your money went. And then plus everybody that like I was a punk kid and a metal kid and everybody that hung out with high school was all getting drunk and shitty and wasted and I was watching them. A I was crazier than I was, but B it was just sad watching them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spend all that money and it was like, Well, you know, my money's going to this stuff and yeah. then this stuff I got lucky because there are a lot of like toys and comics and stuff like that that well, I mean ninety percent of it isn't worth any money. Yeah. But the ten percent that is worth money is worth a lot of money and I just happened to invest in the right stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then I was making good financial investments and all that stuff too, and I, that's what I continue to do. But I, I just you know, I, I I figured out when I was like twelve, thirteen that like I didn't fit in with the with the sheep and the crowd and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And as hard as that was, A growing up in rural Saskatchewan and then B yeah. moving to Beaumont and, and you know, being a part of that and being so counterculture it is very alienating, but I'm also like so happy and, and thankful for it because it totally developed me into this person that, that I am. Yeah, you can look yeah. back on it and be like, that could have, uh, so many different paths could have changed your yeah. life, right? Oh, so I say all the time, if, if I'd have if I'd stayed in Saskatchewan, I would have knocked up this girl that I was seeing by the time I was 16. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but Who's this girl? That bluesy. She's oh, like, I know who she is. She's like 300 pounds now, and I'd have been working a rigs job, and like that oh, yeah. would have been my life. And, and just like $80,000 in debt from your house and your boat and your car and but your quad. Like, it's bizarre when you see those guys from high school. Yeah. Like, you see those people from high school, like, the fuck happened, man? Yeah, like, yeah, you're man, still you drunk. in high school. Yeah, well, you peaked like, in uh, high school. You I've got, got two few, kids, and you're drunk. Yeah, like, I've got a few that... I from high school that I'm like I'm happy for them because they just they live the small town farmer life and they're mm -hmm. happy right. Yeah. But then there's the ones where you're like man like, like well, you look older than me. Well, you know what's crazy is you like know? twenty year reunion is this spring. Is it really twenty oh years wow. since I graduated high school? I like I'll probably go. I don't know if I'll go. I said I'll. Go, I was like I'll go. I won't go. I've never been to one. It'd be nice to show up and be like hello. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Classic about movie it. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. It's like it's might it's not be worth it. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook has. I've prepped everyone I want. Yeah, that's anyway. the thing. You don't even need to go to reunion anymore. But like it's funny, like those guys who peak in high school. It's like. I've done a lot of cool shit. I've lived an amazing life. I've, like, I call people who were, like, you know, who worked on the Star Wars movies, like, friends of mine. I call comic, you know, comic book creators, friends of mine, people that I know. Like, I've done everything that 12-year-old Shane would have been, like, you know, thought was the most amazing thing. Yeah. Like, I've lived and I've done it, and I still haven't felt like I peaked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's good though. But that's kind of what I love. But you should, you, but in a way, like you should. When, you, when you're 80, you should be dying with that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Totally. you should be like, I've still got something going on. Fucking you know, like <laughs> everybody <laughs> should go. Everybody should be that way. Yeah, like it's true. That is the whole. Yeah. That would be the purpose. This is again, what I wonder, like if I'd gone the different route and hadn't drank and hadn't done drugs and hadn't gone down that path, where would I be now? Because if this last year is any indication of like what is to come. Like, there's going to be some pretty interesting things on yeah. the horizon. But mm -hmm. it's like, man, like, again, I say I'm behind. Like, it's so interesting to me. But you would be a totally different person, Mitch, be because you wouldn't have, unless you worked, unless, say, you chose to work in the industry, yeah. in the same industry, but not drink. No, right? I can't, or I can't drugs, play, like, the game like either of, like, like I love what who if, I am. Know? And, the, you know, like, I, I'm happy. Your journey you know, is what made yeah, you. Yeah, 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 no yeah. Matter, exactly. No matter how I got here, I fucking got here. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. It just took me a really long time to figure it out. But it's interesting, like, 
when I'm like at work and I'll be like talking about Shane or whatever and I'll be like oh yeah he teaches martial arts and they'll be like oh I thought he owned a tattoo shop and I'll be like oh yeah he does that people can and have then, more than one thing but it's just so Darla. funny because he's such like a <laughs> Darla. he's such a renaissance man well it's because he's like done so fucking much yeah. and it's like man what could I do if I had all that well, extra yeah. time and th- th- that's the thing like I even even Regardless of the drinking stuff, yeah. I like I still you know I took I took up powerlifting later in life than when I uh, man I wish I would started when I was a kid because the the rookie gains are great for nineteen year old kids. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, there's that and like being in music and then you talk to people and when they really don't have anything interesting to tell you other than totally. like what they watched on Netflix last night. I'm yeah. Like man, you don't have any. Why are you always so busy? I'm like because I want to be. Yeah. But you know it's funny too because like everyone's like how was your weekend or what did you do and yeah. half the time I'm like. Well, yeah, but you almost feel bad telling them. But <laughs> it's like we we do have like a pretty like simple life. Like yeah. I would say like like. Well, it's like not like you guys are jet setting and yeah. jumping out of yeah. planes and shit, but you're doing stuff that you then like. Shit comes around where it's like, oh, what did you, what I, I I texted her one morning. I'm like, um, I have to go to L. A. tomorrow because <laughs> I got asked to shoot the press conference well, for I the said last I Jedi. Yeah, I, which I wanted to ask life. you about. By you the way. have an exciting life. <laughs> it's like that just weird shit happens. But but I wanted to say though too, like all of that stuff, like. You know, you look at people and, and like I always bring it up with celebrities and stuff like that. And it's just like in the tiny, <coughs> tiny, tiniest modicum of fame that I like I've experienced, like that also comes with a cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like there's there's a lot of sacrifice that you have to make for the grind and it takes its toll on you emotionally. And like in terms of because a lot of creative people and a lot of people who do this stuff like are emotional and like easily depressed people. And mm-hmm. like that stuff comes back around. And so I'm not going to sit there and say that, like, you know getting to the point where I have has been all sunshines and fucking lollipops because right. it hasn't. Like, it's yep. come with, like, some major, major, major costs to, Pretty like, my happiness and my, my, sure. my personal life and, and things like that. And, you know, it's – so you can sit here and, and – and so, like, I'm also, like, on my Facebook, like, I'm very vocal about mental health issues mm-hmm. because I don't want to be that guy that's sitting there who puts out that his life just looks, like, fucking amazing at every right. turn. Yeah. And where, like, I need, I need to be real. Like, this is what it costs me to get here. And it's hard it work. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and business ownership is really hard and, and well. these kind of things. And, like, so you have to be just as real and just as honest. Yeah. You're not Instagram famous. No. Yeah. Not you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but the honesty is important. Cause That's the what I'm, I'm yeah. so vocal about, like, my struggles with drugs or, like, with me quitting drinking. Like, my mom, I'd put up my one-year post on Facebook, like, mm, a little selfie and whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, I quit drinking a year ago, blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, Misty, I saw this thing on your father's Facebook. <laughs> Sounds like I my mom. I don't think you should put it all out there like that. It's going to bite you in the ass one day. And I was like, Mom, like, I need to share this. This is this is a positive thing. Like, yeah. You should be happy. You went on the radio. Yeah, well, th- this was. <laughs> Honey, so I heard you on the radio. You no, sounded great. It was I'm like in, two inspired. days later. Yeah. I was like, oh, you didn't like the Facebook post? Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? I'm going on yeah. the radio. But that was the thing. It's like, I think it's like you have to be open about it. You can't. Yeah. Like, because. There's a lot of people that look at us in various facets, and everyone has, like, we all want to be someone else, but someone's always looking at us going, exactly. I want to be you. And so you have to be honest about what it takes to get there, and you have to be honest about depression. And I think depression's a huge one. Like, we've all suffered, I think, probably everyone sitting at this table oh, has I'm sure, depression yeah. in some form or another at various strengths. And, I mean, I think, yeah, it's that's an important one, I think, to be really vocal about. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like, the, like the Robin Williams thing is, is something that impacted me because just before – he committed suicide. I actually had like a personal experience with Robin Williams. Oh wow! Oh, wow and dude. he was working on uh, the night at, mu- na- at night at the museum three with a good friend of mine who does props in, in Vancouver. And um, that friend is in like my first book and has Star Wars tattoos. 
and Robin Williams saw his Star Wars puppy like every day he would grab his arm and he just like just loved it enamored with it and thought, thought it was the coolest thing and be like Ben Stiller get out there come look at this oh wow and it was just like he just loved it right and the idea of it loved the concept that people would get be into it that way and so my friend messaged me he's like hey do you have any that this was before volume two of my series came out and he was like do you have any copies of your book left and I was like I don't really but you know I could find a couple or whatever he's like because I, I want to give one to Robin as a gift and Oh wow! Loved it so much. Oh wow! I was like, cool. I'll I will find one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nah, screw that guy. And I was like, I will give it to you just as long as I can write yeah. a description to him in the in the front of the book. And he was like, yeah, no problem. So I sent him the book, read it to him, and like Robin Williams loved it. Can we just oh, talk wow. about the fact that Chain's autographing books for Robin Williams and not the other <laughs> way yeah, around? Yeah, right. Hold on, I want to tell him <laughs> how awesome <laughs> I am. <laughs> Want to tell Rob? Listen, Robin. Said I was elitist asshole. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Robin, you have rejected four of my scripts now. Why aren't you getting back to me? But I love you. <laughs> like yes. he, he loved the book and he was like this is gonna live on my coffee table but the good coffee table like it was like <laughs> the one I bring my friends over to yeah, the real like, coffee table he was really really stoked on it and then a few months later he committed suicide yeah and that just like it it fucking impacted me so hugely because like a not only did like somebody who has lifted my spirits yeah for sure when I'm really sad like my work put a smile on his face yeah but somebody who like everybody like looks to celebrities like they have it all and they have it all figured oh, out and dude. like and everybody like like look at this and craves it and wants it and it's like the road to fucking get there and again we go back to the Jim Carrey thing yeah. mm-hmm. the road to get there is so draining and so hard and so miserable and so depressing sometimes oh yeah that you know like we have to talk about this stuff and like maybe if he was more vocal in talking about it he could have come become an advocate through it and and help bring himself up through that way or, well, or whatever th- and they they it's like they're not allowed to though you know yeah, of course yeah. they're not it's like no 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 you're fucking mr funny man yeah. shut up slurm mckenzie right yeah. you can't stop partying you got to always be mr party guy well, yeah, right? they, yeah. they don't i mean it's like it's weird when you see that whole thing with jonah hill right like nobody wants a skinny yeah, jonah hill nobody wants skinny yeah. jonah hill it's like he changes the way he's living his life for the better and everybody's like well what what the hell man yeah, yeah like, it's the chris farley syndrome yeah the chris yeah. farley thing funny you know? fat guy just yeah. making an ass of himself everybody wants that guy yeah that's it's weird. It, it's it's really sad the way that the perceptions that we put on people. Well, that they like get famous people or just are in our friend circle and, the, and then yeah. the perceptions that we're putting out through social media. Mm-hmm. And, and that they get, like, everyone gets blown away when one of those people kills themselves. You're like, maybe no one's really paying attention to this guy because yeah. yeah, it's pain. a shocker, but n- I'm sure his close friends didn't think it was a shocker. Yeah. Well, that's just it, right? I mean, they, they can see pain on a daily basis. They see him navigate through pain on a daily basis. Yeah. All the fans are like, no, you're the guy. You're the guy who's always on. Yeah. Oh, he's hilarious well, on Leno. Can you imagine that pressure, like, to not ever have a bad day? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my God. always be on. Your paparazzi follow you and yeah. whatever Exhausting. else. Exhausting. Like, I've done shows where I'm sitting there with my book, and I'm fucking miserable, but somebody comes up to you, and you're like, put on that smile. Yeah, you're like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. oh, well, you want a picture with me? Cool. Well, because mm-hmm. you don't want, like, their experience is all, exactly. is the five seconds they hang out with you. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to Yelp review how bad it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you always, you hear about that, though, with celebrities where they just wanted to have dinner with their family, so they said no to a photo. And yeah. And they ripped apart oh, yeah. online. Like, just. You're here for me, like, damn it. Yeah. Come on. I pay your fucking salary. Yeah. My my ticket sales. My my money makes your ticket sales go up. Yeah. I'm Take that goddamn photo. I'm just trying to fly to Northern BC now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I felt so bad. I was like, please, Carlo, but I'm just I really like dread. I loved it. Uh, dread is so good. Please make dread too. Man. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I was I, I was so hesitant. That's why I'm I was like, I don't like bothering these yeah. guys. And you know, he's just like he bought the seat next to him. Like I was across the aisle. Yeah. He had he had an empty seat. He you know he bought two Did seats. Did you just slide yeah. into that seat? No, I just I leaned know. over and I was like <laughs> I didn't have anybody here either for some weird reason, and I just like, man, are you? Well, you're going to Prince George, yeah. 
but you'd already yeah. bought yours. I just wanted to know why he was. I just wanted to know why I was going Prince George. I was like, is there some sort of cult meeting I don't know about? What was weird is he had like Kevin Sorbo and him having both on Xena. So I'm like. Is there like a Xena convention yeah, in fucking yeah. Prince George? Really? And then yeah. Flash Gordon. Yeah, Wallace behind the Xena? Seriously, it was it was weird. It was just the situation was weird. That's why I had yeah, just like two celebrities, that. sort of celebrities in a row within two hours. Something's going on. So yeah. well, it was like wild. But we used to work at Reds way back in the day when like everybody'd show up, and you have guys come in there who are just like they just want to sit in the green room, have their tea, and wait. And when the light comes on, they'll go out and do their thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you guys came in like Brett Michaels is just like on, and he's so happy. Saying hi to everybody. Just saying hi to everybody, and like genuinely, yeah. and you can kind of read that, right? But some yeah. people are just like they're just they're pumped to be there. They're like, oh, I didn't I mean. think I'd ever get this far, and they're yeah. just high on life, you yeah. know. Or that I don't think I'd ever come back. Yeah, yeah. I would come back, yeah. and then you would you would learn how to cater to those guys. Yeah. And sometimes you just shut the door and ask him if he wants his M and M's. Yeah. You want your water? You want your you want your chocolate? Like, yeah. all right, cool, man. We'll be out front if you need anything. You radio me. Fluff your pillow. And, and, and it's crazy the changes you go through in life. Like ten years ago, I was like, give me all the attention. Everyone look at me. I yep. am the center of everything. And now I'm I like, love the Star Wars. I would like to sit back and just not like have anybody look at me. And that's what the thing that I love about landscape photography. Is mm-hmm. like, I'm a fucking nobody. Exactly. Huh. In that world, I'm nobody. Like, I'm, so have I you met any elitists that say your stuff is okay yet? Uh, no, most everybody, like, really likes Damn it. So I was hoping you'd meet these crazy, <laughs> weird, eclectic elitist guys who are like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, no, I wish. Like, I, I've been very fortunate that I've met. The photography community is pretty, well, the community you've built around you. Yeah, the one, yeah. The, the landscape one that you're in is forgiving. Yeah. But, yeah. like, when you're, when you're taking photos of people, yeah. it's like everybody wants to know what camera you got. Yeah. What are you using? Yeah. What are you shooting with? Yeah. And most of those people yeah. have your camera for some reason, and they're not photographers. Yeah, that's weird, But man. they take it to take photos of their kids. Ah, that's really weird. Uh, I have two. I use the Mark, uh, the Mark II, the 5D Mark II, yeah. and the 60D for all the video stuff, which yeah. is great. But um, like everybody wants to know, and they want to compare. Well, I've got the four. I have the Mark IV. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fucking. Who cares, What's man? The point? Yeah. Who cares? You're driving that thing like a grandma would drive a Pinto. Yeah. Yeah. I'm driving a Pinto like fucking Andretti drives a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm I'm doing all right. Totally. You know I'm doing all right. Yeah. You know. And it, you know, I always say with photography too. Now we're gonna get a good camera. Um, you know, the difference between like in landscape photography, mm-hmm. when you are at a location an hour before sunset that you've driven 300 kilometers oh to yeah. wait for, and you're just sitting waiting for the light to change, or yep. waiting for like the huh. everything yeah. to hit right, and you'll see 12 different people roll up and click, 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 just click, yeah. click, click, because it's good enough wonder, for them. They wonder why you have a way better picture. Yeah, it's because of the like the, the craft that you're. Doing oh yeah. Well, and I mean, like it, what right? we put in, like the miles too, like holy shit. Yeah, like we just did a, like a road trip through like on our New Year's Eve trip, and mm-hmm. we did eleven hundred and thirty-four kilometers. Yeah, I saw some of the photos hours. you guys oh, had. Awesome. I thought that was awesome. And we were like standing Bam, outside in minus thirty. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> glamorous. Yeah, but that's how you get the nice shots. Right? That is how you do it. Yeah, it yep. but that's exactly it. That's what people don't realize if you are standing outside in freezing temperatures, or like we did this Castle Grayskull picture on Abraham Lake, yeah. and like we're standing out there, and it's like minus fucking thirty, and it's New Year's. This is our New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching Shane lie on the ice trying to set up his nerd toys nice. and get the right shot <laughs> and meanwhile he's like i'm just a couple more minutes it's just gonna change whatever and i'm literally like walking around this snowbank trying to stay warm like literally i probably did like 23 laps just like let's try to change the fucking shot like let's <laughs> kicks go. it all over but, but, that's, but that's where the passion of it comes into like for me like i don't care if i sell a million prints i don't care if yeah. i sell yeah. one print of it i just want to go out for the experience of it yeah like, I have a friend who's probably one of the most like well-known commercial photographers in Western Canada, mm-hmm. and you know he's like the thing that kills me about landscape photographers is you'll drive like a thousand kilometers to get somewhere and you might not even get your light, yeah. and if you do get your light and then you drive home and then you like you know put up print for sale and then you won't sell any of your prints, he's like, and some fat real estate agent will waddle in and I'll take fifteen minutes and I'll make three hundred dollars. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. on you his know? phone he's just oh yeah, it's just like you know you 
that the difference between like show jumping and like I don't like people, so I don't want to <laughs> photograph people. Yep. I got a really great picture of Luke Skywalker that I'm really happy of that I took. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, but I don't want to do that. Like, it's brutal, know, it's, man. It's our it is brutal. Too. Like that was like that's all we've been planning New Year's for so long. We yeah. knew we were gonna be standing on that lake. Right, for right, right. Years. Yeah. Like that's yeah. and like yeah, I joke about that moment, but we had a rad like weekend and we just drove around and half of it was like the car chats and the music choices and the other half was like trying not to fall through ice and yeah you know like that's our weekend well it's the whole is the entire thing makes that experience yeah yeah Yeah, it's not like you just went to a lake and took a photo totally that's why photography is fulfilling to me like photography is just my excuse to get out into nature and reconnect and whatever and like i always say that like everything that i've ever done the two things now that i find like the most fulfilling is like my my pursuit of martial arts Mm -hmm. and my pursuit of photography right and more people need, need to pursue the things that actually fulfill them and that have the, the courage to fail exactly so mm-hmm. they just do it because they love it and if they manage to turn it into a career mm-hmm. while they're doing it awesome good for you yeah that's all yeah well it's like nike had it right just do it yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. just do it yeah that's yeah. true well, you have to do it for yourself. We're not doing it for Instagram likes, although it's, yeah. like, cool. And don't get me wrong. I'm like, someone feature me. That would be so cool. Well, and y- you know what? But that's not why I'm doing it. There's a guy th- – there's that one motivational speaker guy. He's kind of an asshole to everybody, but he says he's, like – Aren't they all? Yeah. Well, some <laughs> of them are. Some of them are really gentle. But this guy's, like, stop saying that the social media is garbage. Use it. Use it for yeah. what it's exactly. supposed to be well, intended and purposes. I'll tell you yeah. this right now, like, back on hair, like – I get ninety percent of my new clients through Instagram. Yeah, and that's like the thing be is ludicrous not to go down. That no, road. and and I'm uh, that's the transition I have to make because with the band stuff, that's the only reason I had social media. If I wasn't in a band, I wouldn't have these stupid fucking pages. But now it's like, okay, this is a whole new facet that I have to really push but into. But it's not. Now. It's, it's mm-hmm. not just learning. That, it's learning how to manipulate the audience. Man- yeah, exactly. manipulate it. Yeah, it's and, true. And it, and it sounds terrible, but again, ev- people are sheep. Yeah. Yep. So you have to figure out the best ways to. The right oh, hashtags, yeah. the right yeah, angles, yeah. And the right yeah, time yeah. of day. It's, it's a full-time yeah. job yeah. in itself. Like I actually have three Instagrams because my dogs have one too, but yeah. I never post on it because I just like two is too many. <laughs> hey, too I know many. I had a friend I that had five. three. I know Shane has five. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I have a hard time with one. Yeah, like I, yeah. I generally have a hard time with one. Yeah. And Twitter, like I, I just go on there for like new stories occasionally, and yeah, I link fair to enough. my Instagram, so my hair pictures all end up on my Twitter page. But it's too much. But, but they say though it's like yeah why don't you use it for its intended purpose instead of just wasting your time on it like yeah. Yeah. If, if everybody used it for really what it could be used for everyone would be well, different their whole lives not, would be different we can like sit here and hate on it but like the group of photographers that Shane sort of has like sort of cultivated into this like little shooter group that we hang out with like that was all through instagram was it not and it's like so cool like we just had this like editing party the other day and we all sat down and like edited each other's photos and like shared information it was a lot of fun it's really really cool but that's like that is the social aspect of social media but nobody meets people on social media well and it's funny because he like accepts friends requests all the time and i'm always like i don't know you fuck off yeah (laughs) i'm like so mean yeah like i've got like over, t- over 2,200 friends on Facebook, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but again, where we talk about, like, you don't know the difference that you're going to make in somebody's life. Yep. Like, yeah. I had somebody message me on when I, I made a post about my 40th birthday and, you know, the things that I've learned in 40 years yep. and, and whatever else. And this woman from Singapore, who mm-hmm. I don't know, who likes my photography, who saw it from a photography group, befriended me. She sent me a message out of the blue saying, you don't know me, but I just wanted to thank you for your words and your posts because I've struggled with depression too. Mm-hmm. And just seeing hmm. that you seeing your words and who you talk about it but also seeing your photos and what you've created just gives me hope and i yeah, yeah man. wanted to thank you for that and that's, that's awesome. why i take <laughs> requests from 
Yeah. But that's the thing. I think it depends, too, on the person. I don't really care that you had a bad Monday. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, that's that, like, or that you're wearing rubber there. boots on the bus tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Like, but, like, meaningful if, content. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you want to get conversation started, like, meaningful conversation, meaningful dialogue, arguments, absolutely. I'm all for it. Like, I love a good debate, but be constructive about it. Exactly. Post yeah. it in, you know, a good way. Then go for it with social media. It's the other shit I care about. Yeah, don't post, like, the caption, sick today, and then that's it. Yeah. And then everybody's like, what's wrong? Ugh. It's like, oh, fuck, 40 what, what's wrong? Yeah. And no response to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, my dog died in a fire. Yeah, like, like I, whoa, I okay. pretty much limit my Facebook posts to dog videos. <laughs> like, it's just all But then you know you're just yeah. being neutral, you're good. Well, yeah. you know, everybody like, likes dog I videos. Like, I, yep. I said a while ago I was taking a break from Facebook, and everybody, like, and this is, like, most of my followers or friends or whatever on Facebook are through everything that I've done in the Star Wars world, whether it's through collecting or tattoo stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And... I'm amazed at the amount of them who have transitioned with me into like landscape photography now, and they're like, "Oh, can you please just keep posting landscape pictures? Because it's <laughs> the best thing in my feed every day." <laughs> That's great, man. I That's enjoy awesome. them. Please don't go away. Like, don't leave Facebook because I just want to see that stuff. Still, I'm like, okay. So like every other day, I'll post landscape photos. Yeah. People like it, and it's just it's it's using it to build the positive world that you want to want to be a part of. Yeah, right? exactly. Instead of like posting negative shit all day long, try posting positive shit all day long. And yeah. See what positivity comes back to you. Yeah, I've always well, kind of said, like, it's not not to interrupt you there, but that, that whole idea of, uh, I had a weird conversation about, like, four or five years ago with a friend of mine. Uh, I was making that co- that comment that, like, if you're a positive person and yeah. you just have a good outlook on life and you don't don't talk shit about people, yeah. Yeah. you're going to you're gonna end up, like, attracting either good people to you or the good people in your life will want you around. Totally. And it's not easy. Like, nobody's perfect, right? Everyone's like, no. oh, man, I hate that guy or whatever. But if you can keep reminding yourself that that's not the way you want to be, you'll slowly correct it out of your life, yeah. you know? And yeah. I say that too. I, I was actually just going to say what you were saying. Yeah. I, I, someone will sit there and just be like, man, this fucking shit and my life sucks. And, da, da. and I was like, hey, man, positive thought breeds positive action. You know, like well, I try to rub it in their face. Look at how many guys we don't have around on anymore. Yourself. Like, yeah. 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 Like how many guys in our group, like we've, what, what made us a successful team at Dorman was that we took all the guys from the last like 20 years of our career and we weeded it down to this, this group now. Well, the garden is just fucking grass now, man. Yeah. We've taken all the shitty people and they're gone. All the negative Im- influence, they're gone. Even we just little by little got rid of them. Even all. just like, I think more for me in the last few years. Like <coughs> I, I always keep saying this, that it's like I've had more growth and transition in the last three years than in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that it's like you know, it's not that that person's bad. It's that you don't mix with each other. Totally. And then and that's yeah. okay. why cling? Yeah, like you don't need yeah. to cling to a ten-year relationship with somebody just because it's ten years. Maybe that's why it was 10 years. I still struggle stagnant. with that. Yeah. Is like, yeah. yeah, but I have. I've cutting like people out? Yeah, cutting yeah. people out is the I've hardest thing for me. Yeah, but I, it's easy It's easy for me now because yeah. I'm like, they're going to be fine without me, yeah. and they don't need me to get better. If they needed me to get better, that's them problem. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not helping them. Like I, I eliminated an entire group of people when I moved into Red Lake, which I've been keeping an eye on since yeah. junior high. Yeah, and you just children. have to, and you can't feel bad about it. Yeah. It's I know. I agree with you, though. It's not easy. Well, and I think that's like with me living such a different lifestyle now it's like i also don't i need almost like i don't want to use the word replace but it's like i need to create some more like-minded friendships also and so that's also a new transition for me it's like okay well i don't go out anymore so where am i going to meet people and Mm -hmm. so it's like now i'm trying to like you know there's a few clients that i really like drive with so it's like sort of building off of those relationships a little bit but yeah it's like I think my whole fear is like, well, if those people are gone, who's left? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that true. That is, I think, a common fear for but a lot But there's of millions people. of people left. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> hear. You just got to think about it. I just better start accepting friend requests. On Damn, Facebook. yeah. Damn near a million well, of them are city. Yeah, the, the thing I found them. funny is I have another friend uh, who she's she's a lot younger than me, actually, too. But bar and street girl, party way too hard. 
made a ton of foolish choices and then just decided I got to stop drinking for a year. She, she does, and then after the year was up, I'm I was sitting right here. I know. <laughs> no, literally, it was like it's like I'm you, looking right at you. It, it, like you, she no, you were a lot more upbeat. She's a very cynical person, I think. Regardless, the sad realization I had though is that when I asked her about it after the year, I was like, "How do you feel? What's new? Like, what's changed?" She's like, "I don't know. I'm like really bored. Like, you don't have anything cool. You didn't decide to like do anything new." Yeah. And well, that's been like, the what's thing is like replacing like, it with something else. And like again, like I was interested in photography before I met Shane, but yeah. like I definitely have gotten a but lot better being with him. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. been it's been awesome. Like it's a hobby I've managed to do. But yeah, it's it's weird because if your whole life is the Friday Saturday night going out yeah. crowd. And you don't have that anymore. And I've struggled with this too, Shane. And I've had a lot of talks about that where I've been like, man, like I just sort of feel like I don't really know what to do with myself on the weekends anymore. Like that was my world for so long. And your friends can be as supportive as they want to be. But yeah. those phone calls for Saturday nights, I don't get those calls anymore. No. Like it doesn't matter how much those people care about me. That's their Saturday agenda still. And I don't mm-hmm. fit into that. And I don't really want to. Like I don't really want to go sit. You but know. you've evolved no. though. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, and and, and so you're choosing to evolve. Yeah. You're taking steps to make sure that totally. you're, like, your DNA is changing. It, it's okay to outgrow things. Yeah. Totally. It's okay to outgrow but people. And, like, f- like, for me, this year, like, I walked away. I, like, I retired from the Star Wars tattoo stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, they had a big thing for me at the last Star Wars convention. And then I walked away from the expos. I was like, I've outgrown those things. Yeah. I've done them for so long that... I don't want to do them anymore. I don't want that to be my sole legacy. And there's other things that I want to yeah. yeah. do. Yeah, you can get stagnant for you, right? It's about finding what you want to do. Like, I run a lot now. That's the other Yeah, thing. I've noticed like that too, actually. That's pretty I'm awesome. Yeah, and I did my first half marathon in the summer. I'm going to do a marathon, this, like a full marathon this year. That's my goal. So it's like I've replaced them with things like that, but th- they're still very solitary things. But yeah. But I'm a hairdresser, and I get to be social all day yeah. long. Yes, so and that's that's the nice, like, the, the, the not the turn, but it's just like uh, – a balance it's there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. balance. Yeah, exactly. trade off. But but that's why I said I was so sad. Like I was like you you gave up drinking because you knew you should. You knew yeah. it was bad for you. This girl. But then she's like, I did, I just don't do anything anymore now. I'm like that's. But you didn't do you try. Think she really wanted to give it up. I don't think so. I think she just knew it was really bad for her and yeah. she had to stop. Yeah. But the cool thing is is I, f- I c- she's having a kid now and it's like planned. Like they wanted her and her boyfriend wanted to have a kid. Yeah. So that's good. I think that's the thing. But. She was just like she had no hobbies, she had no real interests, and then it's like okay, so you just drinking is your hobby, so now you're not drinking, so you just don't care to look into anything, yeah. like nothing. Yeah, I always That's tell people up. when they when they come to me and they're like, so like I need to like you know I'm in this place, I need to like change, I need to make a you know new things. I'm like, well, like make a list of three things you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And then pick one, and just go do it. Yeah, man. And I had a no matter what it is. Yeah, like he and he went and did like a stand up comedy class. Yeah, and it's it, it can be minute, totally like it can be yeah. so minute, and people overthink it, and then they just don't do anything. Yeah, and even if you only do it for like six months, I'm like, yeah, trying something new is hard. Yeah, and, so and hard. It gets yeah, harder and harder and harder the older you get. Yeah, you know, but like that's the thing to change your brain, change the way to you rewire think, stuff. Oh rewire yeah. stuff at a certain age becomes really difficult. Yeah, and like always. But that's I've always why had it's this so idea, the same, the same concept, the yeah. wiring your, re- like rewiring your brain. Yeah. I've always had this idea that the brain is like Canada, and yeah. it's like Canada before we had anybody really here. Like that's how you're born. Your brain's got nothing to it. Then people show up. Those are your thoughts. You just yeah. lay, lay Eventually, you just yeah, thoughts start in. moving around, and that's the roads. And at first, they're just dirt roads, and you're a kid, and dirt roads can be changed. You can decide to go around a mountain if you want and to. And you currently have a potato farm. You got a potato farm. Yeah. But then eventually, like, more people show up. Those are more thoughts. And those thoughts become, well, we got to pave these roads, get these thoughts going. Yeah. And it's hard to break them. the concrete. Yeah. yeah. And then when you're older, these, uh, that concrete, fuck, I got to, like, we're driving the same damn roads over and over again. We'll just make four lanes. Four lanes, more of the same thoughts going on the same roads. Yeah. 
But then, like, eventually got to break that jackhammer out and just destroy that road, make a tunnel through that mountain, and get there better and get there faster. Yeah. But we just we just don't do it. Yeah. Like I we like just it. yeah that we just really I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad you enjoyed I'm that. Impressed. But yeah, but, but, yeah, you're, but you're we right, just though. don't do it. People yeah. talk themselves out of so much stuff yeah. that they could do out of yeah. fear or like yeah, well lack fear, of motivation. Fear is everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Driving to Vancouver is easy, right? Yeah. That's super high. Dude, I've done it. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Many hard. Many times man. I keep thinking of awful it is driving in a car and then you do something. We drove all the way to L.A. Yeah, we did L.A. And back. And well, I drove back. Drove from you. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. These, like catchy road trips that are like yeah. amazing. Yeah, we yeah. just well we try to do them. We've done. Well, you've done, you've a done couple, two. Haven't you? We've done. We've done two. Yeah. Him and Luke have done two. Yeah. I've done one with them. Well, you uh, inadvertently have done three by accident. Yeah. We uh, the first one we ever did was walking down the street in Bangkok and we saw a guy, a little yeah, skinny white guy. Yeah, with us. The skinny little white guy looked terrified with this Thai girl. We're like, oh, he's getting kidnapped. That's what's happening here. He's getting kidnapped. So uh, we walk up with him, and he kind of waves us over. The girl waves us over, and she's got kind of broken English. And he's got—he's from, like, Boston or some shit like that. So he tells us there's these guys tattooing everybody, anybody. There's a machine shop just on the road by the Trang Hotel. And we walk in, and it's, like, mannequin heads that have been, like, there's, like, pencils in the heads. Oh, my so it's God. Like, it's a machine shop, and these are just, like, street Thai punk kids. And this kid's just bambooing. Just bambooing anybody who wants it. Just fucking just going to town. Hmm. So we're watching it. Luke's like, I'm getting Thailand on my forearm. What you getting? Oh, yeah, that's when he got that. Yeah, I'm getting a, a fucking Chinese bakpo on my leg. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. We're just going to do it, right? And he's like, yeah, we're just going to do it. The guy goes, look through my book. We open it up, and it's fucking Angelina Jolie. Like, celebrities. He's just done celebrities. Because this guy just goes around and does this shit. He probably, he probably just stole those photos yeah, off Yeah, they're all No, it was actually him. <laughs> he's like, he's with them. Like, with his arm around them. Oh, so that's like, crazy. This dude is legit. This dude is legit in a machine shop. We're all getting the hip. We're all oh getting yeah, the yeah, and yeah. getting tattoos. It was great. I like huh. was that was the first one we decided after that it's gonna be have to be like every year. Yeah. Just well, and then you guys it. took Mike on one, and then the one we did. And yeah, we did the the Superman one. We want to do another one, try to or whatever, just get yeah. like whoever can go. But yeah, it was good. So far, it's been good people too. Like we did Cecil Porter in Portland, yeah. and man, ah, he's an amazing guy. Like yeah. just a, a ha- and we had like a, a shared interest because I was like I was kind of in the comic art industry for a long time. I interned in some places that were shit. We're not gonna talk shit about them. And he had done the same thing, so we had like we were very like uh, like got to the point I had to stop talking to him while he's tattooing Mike because he wasn't getting any work done. Yeah, it was just like too much going on in his head. And then we did um, uh, uh California. What was his name? Yeah, Luke went to see Roman Abreu. Roman Abreu. Oh, yeah. And then I was just yeah. basically like, if I can get in at a guy at the shop, I'm gonna. And it didn't look like it. And then this girl tapped out after an hour on a rib cage. Oh, like, it's brutal. Can't do it. And he's like, well, I'm out like a grand. So like, could I tattoo my foot? That was Hogan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his, his full is name it is. It Wes awesome. Hogan? Yeah, Wes Hogan. Yeah, Wes Hogan. So, yeah, I had him just do a tattoo on my foot. I was like, it worked out better than I thought. But uh, Oh, yeah, actually, when he, when he heard about it, he was a little bit weird on it. And yeah, he's he, like, who? Because he I got E-Honda, just a foot on my oh his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah but, but I wanted, like, Udon. shitty, like, two, like, eight or 16-bit E-Honda. And he's like, I don't know, man. I, can I just do, like, a portrait or something? <laughs> I'm like, well, I could probably find a portrait of E-Honda. And then they have all the Udon, like, a whole list of all the Udon art. So. Yeah. It was and right He there was super jazzed when he saw yeah. that, though. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'll do that in, like, two hours. And then he's doing it, and three hours in, he's like, this is way harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, like, there's, like, all these different, like, shading. And I'm like, oh, well, you're going to finish it, though, right? <laughs> but we got, we got lucky, man. That studio is just a bunch of really yeah. good guys. So, yeah, like, you see people. this Roman guy on the internet, and he looks like this superstar asshole tattoo artist, and he's just the most normal guy you've ever met. And he's like, man, I hate this. He's like... He complains about his Instagram. He's like, look, I posted one photo of the of the line work that I did on this thing, and I already have 80,000 dislikes, and some guy <laughs> told me I sucked. And, it's like, and then I have, like, 400,000 likes. And he just he hates the celebrity aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And he, that's why he tattoos out of Yukaipa or whatever. Yeah, Yukaipa, California. He doesn't want to use the main shop he has, right? Yeah. yeah, well, a lot of, like, I found a lot of them 
big, big names in the industries are some of the most humble. They're just guys. normal dudes. Yeah. They're so, yep. so humble about it. And then you get this, the local, like, big fish, small pond yeah. assholes that it's like, you guys don't know. Yeah, you like, think you are. You, yeah, I, that's really, especially meeting Roman, because, again, I always saw him, like, man, that guy must be such an asshole. And then I meet him, and he's tattooed Luke for 13 hours straight, hung out with us, told us the, the best strip club to go to for $2 <laughs> tacos. Yeah. Called well, no, the first he told us to go to the library. Yeah, the like, library. Like, what the fuck do you want to go read and books? And there was a midget stripper there. It was uh, awful. It was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> and we did not eat the tacos, but everyone else was eating the tacos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd eat the tacos. No. no. <laughs> that that midget stripper Tuesday. was. Interesting choice. Toonie Tuesday. Uh, Toonie Tuesday, the strip club. But, yeah, like, what a normal person. Yeah. And he's just like, I hate the celebrity aspect. Duh, I hate that I've tattooed like on famous people. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, just solid, cool guys. Yeah, we've had some pretty good luck so far. And you guys, sorry. So you guys are doing them, or you've done a couple road trip tattoo things Nothing already? Nothing yet, no. I've done one. I've you been have? tattooed by Guy Aitchison, who's, like, sounds familiar he wrote a book in the 90s called reinventing the tattoo that literally reinvented the tattoo industry really oh wow really 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 super famous tattooer and he's a big star wars fan so where is he uh he's in rural illinois yeah oh wow that's That's the way to go yeah he's cozy in the middle of nowhere guys i've I've flown out there twice to get my piece done by him and he's like and i did i got something that's not in his wheelhouse completely either that's something that's completely different nice again one of the most like super humble dudes but like you have to Fly to St. Louis, and then it's a two-hour drive from St. Louis to, like, his place. So right. It's a ways oh, yeah. To get out there to get some other stuff, but or to get tattooed by him. But, um, yeah, like, those those kind of trips are, like, regardless of what it is. Like Dude, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I did a, a road trip through uh, Europe with a whole bunch of tattooer friends from the States and, and Europe, and we went from, like, London to Cardiff to Paris to Amsterdam. Then we finished off in the Star Wars convention in Germany. And oh, wow. Like that kind of shit, like, those memories – will last you for yeah they don't seem real when you look back mm-hmm. on them like no. they were fleeting in, 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 in your yeah, sleep or something like that you know it's crazy like the I glitch I in the matrix yeah yeah you're like yeah. i didn't really do that <laughs> yeah and like i look back on things like i had a television show in development and we filmed a pilot in peru so we did this huge peruvian adventure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he like busted it out recently he's like we picked up doing our relationship he's like you get to see it i'm like yeah like you have it. it on you like you keep it still is it is it Fox Force Five and no. you uh, and you they tell it a funny joke at the end? <laughs> it, was a, uh, <laughs> it was a like a adventure travel slash uh, pop culture collecting show. Oh, okay. oh wow! Um, so it was like kind of mixing the two and together and going to exotic countries looking for collectibles that were only in the produced and available in those countries. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. It got optioned by the Sci Fi Network and we were like this close and then it just disappeared. Really? Oh, wow! Yeah. It's fucked how easily that can happen. Yeah, hey? just like that. Yeah, but yeah. you know I'm also kind of glad it didn't got a lot of friends that have, have had tv shows and they're still Suck. like desperately being like please please put it on like TV on hold basically on no TV, wow and now tv isn't really good tv anymore like tv's well, on tv man you, you, you're pitching it you're pitching webisodes to people because yeah. it's probably more lucrative you know yeah, yeah. And that's what i told one of those guys too i was like dude you should just like look at doing everything on your own and putting on youtube you'll probably make more money because you already have a built-in audience from your three seasons of your tv show mm-hmm. so yeah that's a lot of people crazy. have done that. They gave up and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm going to YouTube," and then they yeah. do well because yeah. of it, right? Like, those are success stories. Yeah, and like I had no interest in like that level of fame or anything like that, but like I've got a really fun idea for a YouTube series, and I'm like, "You can totally do it." Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Just because I can it's YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's YouTube. Who cares? Yeah. Just do it, dude. We just yeah. do. Just we just do it. We do this. The only reason we started doing this podcast was because we just wanted the group of friends that we have to talk to each other more and hang out more socially. And then it's like, well, if we can get people locally that we like and know and have something interesting to share, we want to yeah. try to get them on. And then yeah. that's the thing is, him and I kind of decided we know a lot of interesting people that have something to offer locally that can like. There's I have a buddy that started doing uh, board game conventions. 
and he did it with like 10 people and now he has like 50 people conventions and he doesn't know how it happened he's like yeah. mm-hmm. i'd love to get him on and he's a he's a crazy good modeling photo- like an artistic photographer yeah and he's just got so much he's probably got so much crazy shit to, to talk about yeah. well how many people know about him because of that he's not famous he's like man i have a day job i got two kids i'm not rich and famous yeah mm-hmm. but he still does all that stuff edmonton is so full of amazing people doing amazing that nobody knows about. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows about. Knows about it's it. like how Edmonton is full of awesome musicians and and a bunch of shitty bands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's wild, man, because we really are like a cultural hotbed, but it's all just below the surface. Yeah. yeah. It's like somebody's got to come up with a scalpel and cut that skin. <laughs> yeah, I think it would really affect Edmonton is the apathy. Like yeah. You know, you in the music scene trying to get yeah. people to come out to your show or God, man. It's <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah. The That's last like time I played a show, life. I had. All my tickets sold. Everyone showed up 10 minutes after we finished playing. No. And I was like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, well, we just got the time wrong. I'm like, thanks, though. Everybody. All of you? Yeah. Fucking all of you. I, I sold 15 tickets. It's r- like I'm rarely am able to sell 15 tickets. Well, and I think that's why there's a lot of people from Edmonton who are, I don't want to use the word famous, but who are well-known or you know, recognized or yeah. done really cool shit. Mm-hmm. That people know them outside of Edmonton. Yeah. Because Edmonton, the apathy is so, so, so palpable that yeah. you just can't get anywhere. No, you go elsewhere. And yeah. then they, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you think you're cool. But actually, like, oh, yeah, I toured, like, Germany for three months last year. Like, I have friends that, m- musician yeah. friends that they send their shit out. Some indie label in Europe is like, I like this. We'll book you a month-long tour. They go away. They come back. And you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, you've been like to Germany twice. How many people twice. do <laughs> we know that tour out of country? Like, yeah. so yeah. many guys that we know go to Europe all yeah. the time. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the time. I have a, a bass player friend that she has toured as a session bass player for a number of different artists, indie artists, but she's been to Australia twice in the last couple of years. And she's never been to Aus- Australia. She only got her passport recently because when she was uh, actually my old bass player, Melissa, mm-hmm. when she was in Infernus, she did something and I think she got like arrested. So she had a criminal charge and she couldn't like leave the country. So she had to do all this shit now because she's become a, such a good artist. Like she went to school for music and really pushed herself. Now she's getting tours. But she's never before. She before she's like, whatever. I don't care if I leave the country. It's not a big deal. Now she has to, and yeah. her whole life changed. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but like you're doing shows all around the world, but like nobody gives a fuck. No, about man. She yeah. It's like yeah. I didn't know you. We're I just assumed I didn't talk to you in a year. It's yeah. wild, man. It's like the whole thing with your like. It's kind of like a like a bigger scale of when you post something really cool, and your family's like, I don't fucking know you did it. Yeah. Like Fifty people who you don't know right away, like like like, like yeah, yeah yeah. Like everybody loves it. And like the the show here, how many guys do we know that we tried to push this to on our first like our first two months or whatnot? Yeah. Like nobody we knew listened to us, but I got like sixty people in Russia and like two hundred people in India who I've never even talked to. Yeah. We've got guys in like South America who listen to us, but like nobody we well, know in town. It's just cares. readily available. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. But can you get your best friend to give it a listen? Four thousand like fucking people, but yeah, I can yeah. get one guy in town to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Or yeah, even I, we I get the random person that rec- that's like, hey, yeah, I was listening to your guys' podcast the other day. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, really? I don't even know you. They're just like, thanks, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. It's 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 amazing that what like what just happens what outside of the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, by people in the city. Yeah, yeah. but and we always complain it's well, not maybe not us particularly. It's people that complain about Edmonton that have nothing going on. Yeah, Edmonton is this. Still Edmonton in Edmonton. Yeah, right? yeah Edmonton. No. Yeah. So mad. They just I'm make like you not like the city. Yeah, like yeah. we have like incredible people in this city. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And like cool things going on. And, and it's a beautiful city. It's a it really is. Beautiful like Edmonton city. is a gorgeous city, winter or summer. Yeah. It's a beautiful town. But it's not known for any of that's like no. the, the things that we're talking about, it's not even known for no. outside, like, I don't know, inside, inside outside. Inside the town, yeah. 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 
Or everyone takes it for granted, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Everyone knows how awesome it is, and they're just like, I don't care. I can see that tomorrow. Like, man. (laughs) Really? Yeah. 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 Like, like you, you got to struggle to get people to go to Metro for Dead Pest. Yeah. Like, it's fi- it took five years for that, and it almost didn't make it. I had a, I know a, a private investor that loved the, the festival so much that he put himself in, and now he's on the board. But, like, they almost didn't do it anymore because no one was going. I'm like, yeah. how do you not go to that? It's just a fun thing to go yeah, to. Yeah, and uh, the amount of people who would tell you, like, how much they love your business yeah. when you close your business. Yeah. 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 Man, I happened? really, oh, I I really love that place. That place was so great. Cool. Well, maybe we should have seen you there more. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, the amount of, the amount of like, Toy collectors that are good friends of mine in the city that I do not see in my shop on a regular basis. Like my regulars <laughs> at my shop are people that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Why are my best friends who collect toys? Like, well, they'll see you tomorrow. My shop all the time. Because they can, they, you're readily available. Yeah. That is why no yeah. one does anything about it. You gotta do those crazy like pop up shops. Yeah, like a yeah. crazy pop up somewhere. It's like Twitter that thing. Yeah, right you have away. to make yourself seem like hard to come by. Totally. Yeah. To get people to see you because that's if what's you exhausting about it. Though. And that's the mm-hmm. music that again yeah. being in a band. If you saturate, if you play every every month, if you just play one show a month is too many. Yeah. You gotta play once every six months, and you gotta make people realize that you're not coming back for a while. And you're going to insult those people. Yeah. And then you will show up face. and like, man, I have new shirts and you don't know yep. about these shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, like my thing, like I, I've always complained of like the grind that is so exhausting to like, cons- like when you were an innovator 20 years ago on the internet, mm-hmm. you were one of a handful of hands that was like, hey, look yeah, what yeah. I have going on. Yeah. I was yep. like, fuck, that's really cool. And like, uh, like uh, people came to you for that. Cool yeah. guy on GeoCities. And now it's your, wh- your hand is still up, but yeah. it's yeah. in a sea of fucking – Million and there's dudes trying to cut up. some of the fingers off so they can't see yeah. it. <laughs> so, then you, so then you're like, fuck, I'm just really tired of holding my arm up for 20 years. I'm just going to pull my hand down. And then 20 more hands just pull yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then you're done. It. You're done. And you're, and you're totally done. So that yeah. grind is crazy, especially when you're trying to, like, make money or you're trying to get known or you're trying to do those things. And now that I've, I'm pursuing things that I just don't give a fuck about, yep. I'm like, so I'm you're doing because do you like them. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a YouTube show because I think it's stupid and silly and I'm going to make fun of everybody who's got YouTube shows. Yep. Or I'm doing photography now just because I really like it and that it doesn't feel like a grind anymore. Yeah. I'm probably still as busy as I'll ever have been, but it's not going to feel as like punishing because like I'm just not sitting there waiting for the dollars. There you go. Yeah. And in, in the case of like watching the having the landscape have changed with you know writing a book in 2007 when the internet and Facebook was like Facebook was literally brand new. Yeah, in, in, in its infancy. And social media was not a thing. And people were like people appreciated art books. And I'm not just talking about my book. I'm like I think the art of appreciation is dead now mm-hmm. because you know people would like pick up a book and they'd love it and they'd be you know they'd spend time pouring over it and going through all these things. Or now, everything that you can see in a book, you can see on Instagram, and people, like... You have access to it at any moment, anything, everything. Anytime, and I've been complaining about this lately, is that, like, people slave, whether it's for to, to, to write a new song, or to draw a new page of your comic book, or to do a tattoo, or to do this amazing landscape photo that you've gone all over the world for, to, to, to shoot, and... All it is is relegated to now. The hours and hours and hours of work is relegated to a half a second look and a double tap. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're on to the next fucking thing. Yeah. And you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And nobody, like, nobody's actually appreciating yeah, what it's it, looking. Nobody's yeah. looking. It's yeah, nobody's like, yeah, really paying attention to yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, they, they, they can tell you they like it just by, like, indicating that they did now. That's yeah. it. They don't have to actually do anything. But they don't it. even, but they're not even like. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they found another way to, like, show appreciation without showing you know like the internet has provided them or the social media has provided you with this way of of 
supporting everyone without, without really supporting actually them. having to support them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. have to do anything, and that's so, and so. Then now you have basically, in that sense, you have those people that are like Patreons. Like Patreon is basically internet panhandling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. it is. Like yeah. you don't have you you because uh, I saw actually a clip of they were showing like uh, stream fails, like people like doing fucked up shit on stream. There was a girl sitting there doing a stream. This like Asian girl, and I don't know why she's on the sidewalk. This guy walks up and says her actual name. He's like, "Girls are five bucks." Like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> like he knew who she was. And she's like, how did he know I was here? I was like, you literally just panhandled. Yeah. He just gave you money because you're sitting there and he knew who you were. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what are you, what's the difference between you sitting on the street with a can out yeah. and saying, can you give me money because I'm standing here? Or At least like on the, the, the Patreon, I, I don't hate as much as that fucking no, GoFundMe. Again, they serve a purpose. Yeah, they, they, can, they do serve a purpose. But, but like there are when certain you're things. literally just on the internet. Yeah, just doing nothing. Hey, I'll give you a buck if you're telling me to tell you you suck or can like I swear at you or, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, like. Don't get me started on famous cosplayers. Like, yeah, like, I believe I'm a fan of some of them, but it's like, man, it's changed a you, lot. You have half a million followers for fucking what? Yeah. yeah. You haven't done anything, and now you're being invited as guests to comic book conventions, and comic book creators are being ignored. And paid a lot to show up. Right. It's like, no, I... I, I and I, then people aspire to do that as well. Yeah. But then there's ones that, like, they sit there and they build their costumes and they spend all this money and then they're, like, they're not getting the views they hope for. It's like, yeah, but you're... Because they're not putting their ass out. No, no. And mm-hmm. half of these... They're not doing loots. Players ...are now fucking yeah. poor half porn stars. Yeah. Like, join my Patreon and see my tits. Well, because yeah, the thing really is they call them lewds, not they call lewds, not nudes, right? They're they're erotic photos that aren't full nudity. No, but some of them are, like... But a lot... But, but some of them yeah, are now doing nudity. straight up going... Straight yeah. up like softcore. But they pay, like... Or they... Yeah. When their Instagram likes... Start going down and down and down. Yeah. They're straight up turning to porn. Yeah, yeah. There's like it's it's sad. it's it's changed a lot because I remember when there was a couple around and they were like, man, there's this. They're showing all their like how much work they're putting into the the gluing and the painting and the ordering of all this crappy foam that they got to use. And now it's like they hire people that make their costumes now because they don't have to do it themselves. Yeah. And then they just have to. They're like the Andy Warhol of, of cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> they just got to show a little skin and. <laughs> That's and cold, and man. Can, <laughs> that, that's cold. Because <laughs> I was a big Warhol guy when I was in like when I was like seriously into art. Yeah. And that's like that's a fucking cold reference. <laughs> <laughs> that is a straight up like knife in the back. But <laughs> it's true. Andy Warhol had he was so yeah. famous he had people doing his art for him. But oh, maybe yeah. he you knew know, better. Like maybe that was the whole joke. The irony no, no. behind it. He's like, I mean, it could have been, but I, d- I don't think I think what you're right. There was a there was a moment there, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get you to do it and whatever. But that's what I'm saying. He probably yeah. knew, and he's like, he was probably sitting there laughing. These people are buying. My They're shit. not. I'm yeah, not these these girls that. aren't though. And, and, and yeah, he was never. No, but it's it's just you know like I appreciate good costume builders. Yeah, yeah. that's what I that's what I love about shit it. Yeah, is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all of these girls who are just like. They're ex models, or they did do, or do they nude think stuff. They're models yeah. because they have a bunch of likes on Instagram. It that's just make it. You a model because some guys like. You know, want to take your picture. Yeah. It doesn't make you a model. Guys will double tap that on any girl, on any girl wearing yeah. something that's remotely nerdy to it them or appealing to them. I just think, like, everything's so watered down now is that everybody's claiming to be something without ab- ever actually having to Well, because, the because of being fame is, yeah. is all that's important now. Well, it's like you are saying earlier, right, that art of appreciation, like appreciating somebody who's putting the effort into making yeah. that foam and putting that in the oven and folding it and actually and taking and care and of it and then wrecked wearing it. they've four times and they oh had yeah. to buy four more orders of yeah. this shitty plastic because yep. they can't get it right and yep, like exactly you know, like finally they start getting good at it and then but they start getting more appreciation you're with them the entire way like yeah, you've you watched them fuck up four times yeah, like i've like, seen oh, a man. lot of them they're like man that stuff is crazy like guys and girls like yeah and 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 it's just like the effort they put in it's like you must be insane because of the stupid 12 hour days of painting this acrylic shit and then so you can go to comic-con 
and you gotta lug that thing around with yeah. you, and like put it in a suitcase and pay for your flights. Shit, a weird moment, like a, a weirdly like similar moment with my cousin in uh in the UK. I made a thing for him. It took a while, you know, sitting here, you draw it, and you're you're drawing something that's a likeness of somebody else, and you're really putting your effort into it. And she's a costume designer, and she's done like huge work around the world. And um, there was that thing where you're handing a piece of art off to an artist, and she gave me that look, and then she said it too. She's like, I understand. I understand <laughs> what it's like handing your baby over to somebody. I'm like, she's like, I, I there's concern in you. I know you know. Yeah, and she knew, and, and the way she said it too was like. Oh, this is cool. There you go. Yeah, nice. It's like it was all good after that because, like, we both knew it. But then there are, like you said, there are the ones who are just, like, they don't give a shit. That They'll never have that feeling of, like, handing your baby over to somebody else. Yeah. Because they, they didn't build the baby. They never no, made anything. They never made like anything. Fame used to be, like, you used to get famous for having done something. Yeah. yeah. worked hard to do it. Yeah. And now people are famous for not working hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's what drives, like, your following is that it's, like, well, people re- people respect it because they're like, look, he didn't have to do anything. He's famous. He must be something magical. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you know, like Bilzerian. Oh yeah. <laughs> I go off on that guy all the time. Dan Bilzerian. I just like I d- he's literally just famous for no reason. Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm like, God, why do people even acknowledge this person? If you if you don't look at them, they go away. Like that's yeah. just all it takes. Like just don't look at them. Yeah. They aren't doing anything to save lives. Like people need to be more looking away. Yeah. Well, that's so it's like the Ark of the Covenant? The Simpsons episode, man. Yeah, that's just it. Just yeah, like don't just don't stare. Make a jingle to make everyone stop looking at those horrible monsters so they die, and then you don't, yeah. you don't wreck the city anymore. Like That's messed up, man. But, like, we've, we've like, stopped doing that in everything. Even, like, bullying. Remember when bullying was a thing where, like, just, just don't fucking pay attention to yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the mass, the, the entire group should just ignore that person. Yeah. yeah. Like, ostracize them from the community. But now we give them attention. We look at them like, well, he's a bully. To find out why he's a bully. Why yeah. are you bullying that kid? That yeah. kid's a, that kid's weak. We know he's weak. He's a pussy. Look at him. Yeah. It's like, no, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Stop looking at the don't, bully. Don't acknowledge the fact <laughs> that he's being a bully. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah. it's like, you know, we just feed them. We feed them and we try to fix them and they don't get fixed. You feed, we're, we're feeding all of the bad behavior. Donald Trump's a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we're just, we're feeding him so constantly. Bad. Yeah, but he's like such a necessary evil. Like, I mean, like, we're watching him just destroy get things. bad before it gets better, man. Yeah, if yeah. If it was status quo, nothing would have changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're no, watching this, like, awful. this he's dumpster awful fire, man. Now we know that it's like a don't pile of wet cigarette butts and diapers. Yeah, don't like, have okay. dumpster fires. That's yes. how you learn to not have dumpster fires. Have a dumpster fire. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Oh, it smells awful, Morgan, right? I thought it was going to be somebody who likes a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But maybe but, but there's, there are 62 million people, people like dumpster fires. Yeah. This is how we find out they like dumpster fires. Yeah. Is yeah. weed them out. Yeah. Like, I've had a weird, morbid sense of humor about the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah. even before when we were talking about it, I'm like, man, if he gets in, that's going to be so fucked. Well, I was, like, I, I my whole thing was like, please let him get in because the world needs a reset button. Well, exactly. Yeah, to press dumpster the fire. Cleanse button. Exactly. Yeah, but if that cleanse button is a nuclear Holocaust. I'm willing to take. Yeah. I'm willing to take one for the. Hey, <laughs> Last Man Standing's a pretty. We'll be Alaska. Show. We're fine. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's not a <laughs> bad show, man. Funny. Actually, that half head of hair really got my <laughs> yeah. got my attention. I, 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 I like you know like all the all the Trumpian people and like I, I like like and the flat earthers and stuff like that. Oh man. The only conspiracy that there is with NASA is they're compiling a list of the flat earthers who comment on their social yeah. media yeah. stuff. Yeah. And with YouTube and channels. These are the people who go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I saw exactly. the other day that they should have a reality show where you can just send a bunch of flat earthers out with like quizzes and they have to find the edge of the earth. And I was like, I would fucking watch that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. You, you like give them full amazing. access. You give them Here's full your access boat. to hit Antarctica and try to find that wall. Amazing. Yeah. Well, did you guys hear about the guy in the States who's actually building his own rocket? To no, he fucked that oh, up yeah, a dozen no, times now. Did he? No, he didn't get no, the no. right licensing rights and then the thing didn't work because I was waiting. They had like a launch day. It was supposed to be on this specific weekend and then they shut it down for some 
he there was a, there was some paperwork apparently that he wasn't allowed to launch it over public property for mm. risk of endangerment to people. Just let him launch it. I know, yeah. and it's like, and then he said the thing didn't work properly. I was watching YouTube videos. I'm like, man, I want to see this. There was a guy recently that brought a level onto an airplane to prove. Yeah, that's that, that, that um, yeah. it's just painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the the curve bottom shoes. Yeah. Like, well, shoes are flat. What the fuck? Yeah, like, I love that shit. But but that's the thing. Like, uh, we sit here and joke that when we see anything about the U.S. or Donald Trump, we're like, oh, we're just watching the next season of America. Yep. This is yeah. a like, season five. Like season four uh, ended. Season Oprah's, four. Oprah's going to be starring in the next season yeah. of America. Did, did she yep. not say something about that recently? Well, that's well what everyone's saying. Yesterday. She gave this speech last night well, that was, like, very Oprah-esque, and so everyone is having feels today. So her and The Rock are going to run as campaign partners or what? be kind of amazing. But, like, actually. seriously. Uh, like against Kid Rock and yeah. uh, <laughs> Kid Rock and John Boehner. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I just well don't weird. Know when it became like celebrities run for president, like here's the thing I have an issue with it. Like I get, sure. I know, but and this is the thing. Like I get that that the American dream is that anyone's supposed to become president, but I feel like it is a job, like any other job, and you need to have qualifications. Yeah, well, people believe in celebrities for the r- for no reason. Yeah, right. fame like, fame evo- equals intelligence it nowadays. It bothers right? me mm-hmm. that you don't have to go through specific channels before you can run for that position. It I is feel a government like you job. You should know? have to. Like well, I always said that like that position is spo- was was always supposed to represent the best of us. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't. But it's also why why nobody likes Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Superman, again, was that model person of what yep. everyone should aspire to be. Yeah. And now, you know, over the, since the world's changed so much, and particularly in the last 30 years, nobody likes Superman anymore. Mm-hmm. No, because he's too awesome. Superman. Like, he's too perfect. Well, right. he's an immigrant. Oh, he's also an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dirty immigrant. Yeah. But, we, but now we have film directors, <coughs> Zack Snyder, who <laughs> deliberately try to make us hate Superman. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want us to. They don't want us to aspire for what that goodness of humanity that we're supposed to be, and it's you know. So now we're supposed to hate Superman when he's supposed to represent the best of us, and now we're just yeah. hating the best of us. But isn't Zack Snyder also like an anti-comic guy in a way? Like, hasn't he? Wasn't he always kind of like? Well, he's he like a, like, like a deconstruction comics. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like the mainstream comic book yeah. guys, and so he's always done stuff to like fuck with them when he makes a movie. It feels like. Yeah, I don't know. I. <laughs> Fair enough. Man, I've I've been saying it for a while, and I'm glad that somebody else is here to say it with me. But yeah, I mean, like he he's a hack. He makes hacky movies. He makes uh, he's no different to me than Michael Bay. He just makes these big movies for a spectacle. Yeah. And that's it. And Michael Bay is horseshit. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the reason I can respect Michael Bay is he tells you he's horseshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He tells you to your face like I'm gonna make movies with titties and explosions, yeah. and you're gonna watch them because you're 13. CGI. Yeah. 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 I just wish it wasn't for the, the Transformers. Yeah. yeah. It'd be right. nice. And and Ninja Turtles. And Ninja Turtles. Probably He-Man. Probably He-Man. And then another Ninja movie. Yeah. It's rough. Okay, so we've gone on for a while. But, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, it's yeah. 235. Casual chat. Casual chat, but there is one thing that's been nagging at me that uh, now i got somebody here who, who might go with me because these guys, these guys won't give me any, any love on this. Lake Placid <laughs> is a remake of Star Wars. Oh, tell him your theory. The movie Lake Placid is a. R- I got a Star Wars guy here. Just hear him out. The alligator. The alligator Placid? movie. Like I saw with it like the years ago. Girls? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Betty White. Yeah, yeah, Betty White's yeah, like yeah, she's female. okay. Yeah. So Just listen to his it. weird analogy that I don't agree with in any way. Okay, so you got this lake and it's big and it's dark and it's the galaxy, and then a weird thing happens, and then the movie starts off like there's a big event and it's bad and there's a whole whole thing right. Gator eats somebody and it kind of kicks it off. Then you got a movie where this. Are you on your phone? Are you ignoring me altogether? No, I, I've heard this story multiple times. All right, and then you got you got Bridget Fonda there, who's I, Leia, it's so and terrible. she's being sent on a mission to the middle of the galaxy, where it's like you know it's bad, but she's gonna go explore some shit and find out what's going wrong, going wrong out there. Bill Pullman is Luke Skywalker. 
Uh, Brendan Gleeson even looks like Han Solo. He's even wearing the outfit. He's got the pants and the stripe on it. He's got a tan shirt. He's wearing a vest. Oliver Platt is Chewbacca. But first, he's uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. He's playing them all. Jack of all trades. Oh, yeah, because he kind of like becomes all, all these characters. The a fact techie that he's guy. watched this movie enough to analyze this. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even think I've seen this. Because first, he's all techie and shit, and then he becomes like Brendan Gleeson's best buddy, so he becomes Chewbacca. Uh, Betty White is Palpatine because she's feeding the gator. She's making it stronger. She's been feeding it since it was little because right. her husband was doing it first, and then he dies. The gator eats him, so then she's like feeding it more and more. There's two Death Stars. The one gator explodes, and the second one shows up, so and that's actually successful. He's everything. He's a, he's a representation of uh, the galaxy the, and the empire. Well, the lake is the galaxy, and the gator is the empire. See, see I, yeah, you, you always lose me on this. This is what I'm saying. I, you got to watch this movie, man. I'm telling you, Lake Plast is a remake of Star I need a Star Wars guy here to back me up on this <laughs> thing. Thank you so much, because now I know what we're going to be watching this weekend. So. Lake Plast is one and two. Yeah, and we'll probably no, it's just, just the first one. Maybe we'll do Star <laughs> just the first one. Right after. To, to, to you're, combine you're, the analogy. You're, you're reaching. Yeah. Uh, it, it does sound a little But you're watching. No. But you're watching, you know. Yeah, you the the lake like, is the galaxy. You can't be like, oh, P.S., this movie's like this, but this character's going to play eight different characters. No, no. It's, and you can't, gonna be the galaxy you can't just yeah. hand them. It's all symbolism, apparently. Yeah. You can't just hand them a story because then you get ripped off. You get you get fucking lawsuits and shit. <laughs> you got you to make it weird. But if you're watching, you realize even when Oliver Platt walks out wearing that big, that So that basically watch Lake Placid coat. and keep the whole analogy in mind and actually see if you notice it. I'm not. telling you, man. David Kelly knows what he did. So then if it's if it's a ripoff of Star Wars, then it's also a ripoff of Kurosawa and a ripoff of Buck Rogers and a ripoff of basically all Greek. But more in New Hope. <laughs> but more specifically, but it's hope. more specifically in New Hope. All right, it's it's it's. I'm telling you, just please. I, I, I don't believe watch you. this thing. I've got it sitting on the shelf. If you want to borrow it, <laughs> but I need somebody on board with me on this thing. No one oh believes God. you. Oh, also one quick question before we go: Have you guys seen Last Man Standing? That TV show. I haven't seen Last it. Man on Earth. Or Last Man on Earth. Yeah, no, Last my Man. My roommate's on Earth. been raving about okay, it. Okay, I don't want to spoil anything, then, but I I finished it all, and then I came to this weird realization that I think it's supposed to be an analogy for something, but I don't know if that's just because I binge watched it or not. So I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's just all I know, it's analogy. terrible. It made me think of that. But that's now we have that to watch. Cute. Mine is no, better, Dan. Mine is better. I've no. heard it's good, though. It is actually it is, pretty it good. Don't watch good. it all at once, though. It's overwhelming. Some of the humor is just too much. Right. Take you, it small doses. You need a week. Yeah, don't binge watch it. I'm not, I'm not a binge watch. No, I didn't mean to. I like to sip tea. You know, I don't want to drink hot tea. No, that's the way to go. He started watching Punisher, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. And then and you then finish the whole thing before him? Yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> about, like, two weeks after he started it, I was like, oh, I'm bored. I'll watch this. And I think I watched it in, like, three days. <laughs> and you're like, like, man, you're not done, done this yet? I was still just coming yeah, into finishing it. Yeah, I, like, totally it. finished it before him. I had a, uh, a binge-watch fail Game of Thrones. Because I binge-watched yeah, yeah, it from, did. like, beginning to end. Like, I mean, I was binge-watching it. But I was you didn't tweeting hate it, though. That didn't ruin it for you. I didn't hate it, but, like, I did have connections to certain characters. Like, that, that Hodor guy. Binge-watching has yeah. always yeah. ruined a show for me. Shane the only show it didn't. Game of Thrones yet. Me neither. It's on our yeah. winter list. I want to, I just, I just was like, I just need someone to give me the whole thing, and I'll yeah. take yeah. away it. I mean, yeah. it's definitely good. Like, it's not, it's not shit by any means. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. But, I mean, there were connections to characters people were crying about, and I was like, I don't care. Get rid of but that that's guy. the thing is, I the only show that I didn't ruin with that is, is Black Mirror because it's just different it's episodes. Episodic. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can binge watch that. And thank not worry God, about it. we're somebody's had the balls to make episodic television again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Outer Limits, man. Yeah, yep. but just with a bigger budget. Like just standalone things. That's yeah. what you yep. know. Like I love about Star Trek, mm-hmm. not yeah. Discovery. Good point. Up. You should be watching The Orville. I've watched a few episodes <laughs> of The Orville. <laughs> Terrific like show. It. I yep. really enjoy it. It's I mean, it's got the old Trek crew pretty much. Yeah, so. it's yeah. it's Star Trek light. Yep. That's funny. It's, it's a really Star Trek good. we should have got. That's not Discovery. That's exactly right. Yeah, because that's like ultra violent, isn't it? It's ultra dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah, ultra right. dumb. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I just picked away at Star Trek. I was never like that. I'm, I'm a. I'm a big Star Trek guy, and 
the fact that they're jumping through space with fucking mushroom jumping space tardigrades is Sure. I mean, so can you even imagine? Can you imagine a, a web of spores that goes through the whole galaxy? That's what the warp drive is. No, no. Oh, this is new technology, but Mushroom this predates technology. everything. Mushroom yeah. technology. So it's I've spore it. technology that goes through the whole universe that giant fucking tardigrades can warp through. Oh. Nope, dumb. He's really <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> nope, done by. You know what? If it was, if it was a network sci-fi show that had nothing to do with Star Trek, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, it'd be a cool sci-fi show. Cool sci-fi. It'd be show. good Andromeda. Yeah. Leave Babylon Five. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. But not goddamn Star Trek. Don't don't fuck with Trek is what you're saying. Discovery yeah. is not goddamn and Star don't Trek. Don't say fuck on Trek. <laughs> don't. Oh yeah, they, oh, they, they, fuck? they say an yeah, F word. Oh really? I, I like how I censored that, even though I've been saying the word fuck like <laughs> 15. Yeah, this is a pretty loose show. Yeah. I'm glad because I've worn. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. I uh, I kind of got through half of the first one, and then I just I thought I was gonna watch it, but everybody, because I, I mean I grew up with Star Trek, I like Star Trek, but then I just couldn't get past the real fan friends of mine who are like, it's such shit. He made yeah. one post about some swearing on there, and I was like, I just get this much traction in one Facebook post. This is a hot topic. <laughs> oh my god. Because it's new. The show yeah. is new. Because it's nerds. Yeah. nerds. It's nerds. And yeah. yeah, because like in, in the timeline of Star Trek, where they are right now, they kind of shouldn't be where they are right now. Like no. it, it just seems really strange to yeah. me what they're doing. Because yeah. even Enterprise made sense. Like and, and Enterprise is out there. Yeah. And that made sense in the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not controlled by consistency anymore. Nothing, nothing no. when they try to reboot a show. No. So I, I, I just they would stop trying. Like, yeah. why do we have to remake there's everything? There's got to be a million awesome scripts floating around Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. there is unique and original. And mm-hmm. but now that everything's owned by Disney, literally, well, and they can't get picked yep. up because of some legality. Simpsons, Simpsons predicted it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've homogenized all. They literally. There was yeah. a guy that was calling out Matt Groening. He's like. You have a fucking time machine, or you're a future teller. <laughs> yeah. You have you have eight different things in your show that have come true. God damn it! Don't there's lie to us bunch. anymore. Yeah. Like if you yeah. ever watch those like Buzz he lists feeds them or off. whatever, yeah. but yeah, oh, there's yeah. like yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, that was like a one of the writing prompts on Reddit. It's like you're a time traveler who's sent back in time to warn the people of the present day about the future, but you're cr- you're making The Simpsons. That's yeah. your magnum opus. Yeah, but then there's like an animated show called Futurama. Proves, yeah, like, like, like probably some like formula we're all because I mean if everything was like by math. the government or whatever there's some like there's probably a pretty easy formula to figure out they're just watching the simpsons next. and they're like We're let's do that corralled everywhere like, yeah, let's do that well, one. i was thinking the other day like it's you know uh the orwellian nightmare that we live in like when 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 orwell wrote 1984 mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a warning not yeah. a handbook yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and it was true. 1984 yeah yeah <laughs> it's become a fucking handbook yeah. oh yeah and it's terrifying yeah like the guys they read it the conspiracy controller people they're like this is pretty good stuff. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. If we implement this at 1984, <laughs> it'll be full yeah. effect by 2020. Yeah. It'll be great. This Orwell guy's on to something. Yeah, <laughs> he's got himself a plan. It's a good thing he's dead, and we don't have to pay him. Well, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap. Let's this end thing on that Orwell. We're gonna dead end on an Orwell. Yeah, man. Public domain. Public domain. Like two greatest words in the English to language. Control the Public world. Public domain. <laughs> to control the world. Yeah. I want to thank Mitzi. Hey. What was you, your tag? You what was your, your list handle? all your social medias. Nice. Mitzi works at Ricci yeah. in Edmonton. Ricci hair. Ricci hair company. She's a bad boss bitch Jack running hair and mm-hmm. killing people. They got commercials and shit. And yeah. I do not mind tooting my own horn. I need to you should good. not <laughs> mind. That's right. I used to have a struggle with saying it, but I'm a good husband. It's yeah. Well, you're very good at what you do. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. And, and we got Shane from. Is it Turgeon? Is Turgeon. That Turgeon. Okay, Shane Turgeon. Yeah. Um, who is from everything. Everything. Yeah. I don't How many Instagrams do you want him to list? I don't tweet. Pick, pick the things right. you want to list. Um, I'm not a 
like I'm not a Twitter guy, but I've got five Instagrams. So my photography is just Shane underscore Turgeon. Nice. Uh, the Force in the Flesh is my book Instagram. Shades of Grey Tattoo is the shop Instagram. Which I is also the shop that you are the owner-operator of. I am also mm -hmm. the owner-operator of Shades of Grey. I have a toy account, toy and comic account called The Rare List on Instagram. And then the Edmonton Collecticon is uh, uh, Edmonton Collecticon on Instagram. Cool, cool. Yeah, and nice. if you didn't get that. shop is not just it's got not just tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's there's more yeah, to it. It's atomic. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Toys and collectibles. Cool. It's a very and cool little spot. It's really cool. We have a very diverse crew of tattooers there as well. Yeah. That's cool, man. And you guys had Baroness in there hanging out, you dicks. We did. I was so jealous, but then I found the secret candy bar and all was well. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, this all seems very you know strange. What sucks about that though, you know how in every city they did it and they posted it. I went out of my way to find it, and they're like, "Oh, we hit it like 20 minutes ago. We, we, the guy was too hungover." I'm like, "What?" I've been following this through the tour, and then I was so pumped to find it, and I bought tickets to the show regardless, yeah. and then I found out where it was, and I went and got it, and then I was like, well, I have to have a candy bar now. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even care. They did it in every other city and made this elaborate thing, and they met the guy that won it. Everyone got to meet the band, and they just were like, no. Nobody cared. Hangovers. That's, that's but, brutal. Uh, yeah, but you had, yeah, th there, was, there were too many hungover people to do a meet and greet. There you go. But then they came, but then you had them at your shop, and I didn't know that until after the fact. So yeah, that must have been pretty cool. That was rad. Because they he didn't doesn't that guy do a ton of art? Yeah, he does the singer art for like all kinds of uh, other metal bands and stuff like that. Yeah, they do all the art for their own covers and stuff like that. And yeah, and you know how I got that? I asked him. Exactly. <laughs> just just asked. It was just as easy as that. Like yeah. just, just stepping at it and just being like, hey, I saw you're doing these pop up art shows. We got a tattoo shop. You want to come check it out? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it probably went amazingly. Cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was rad. Yeah, that was really cool. All right, Baroness is the band that we're talking about. Yeah, sorry, Baroness. About, the, the band Baroness. Yeah, yeah, if you're not listening because you're not a metal guy, or you're not, it's their metal band. Yeah, yeah progressive metal. Progressive metal. metal. Yeah. yeah, progressive metal. Cool, cool. I want to thank also Ad Handsome Dan for yeah, always I, being here. I show up to these. Yeah, you're always here on the Mondays. Sometimes. And then, um, yeah, some, nah, most times. Sometimes I'm not here in the brains. Yeah, that's when you hit that 2 by 4 in the back of the head, though. It happens. That was rough. Yeah. Can't believe that fell off that truck like that. Yeah. And I am at Vic Safe, and this is the at BSFW podcast. We uh, we tape these things on Mondays and we air them on Thursdays. Yep. So you're gonna listen to this on the coming Thursday. Yeah. And uh, if we miss anything, we're gonna have it on the liner notes below our episodes. And you should like, share, and subscribe. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Is that music now? Yeah. Should you play the music? Yeah, you do. I yeah. don't do this. Well, I thought you were doing my. Yeah. I thought you were gonna beatbox. Later. No. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You add that in after.